Okay, I'm number six, and this is the New Prisoners Podcast, and we are live on Rumble and Odyssey. And I am joined tonight by TNP contributor, Sir Chris Graves, the first. Or the fat. It's okay. We're working on it. And then uh, we are also joined by our good friends, Angry Tiger and Jason Barker of Knights of the Storm. And I'm here with my good friend, John Henry. John Henry, do you want to say hello to the people this week? Fire, destruction, explosions, ecological disasters. Welcome back to the end of the world. <laughs> it's, uh, it's certainly been interesting. Uh, a couple exciting topics we see this week. And in a stand of support, love, and, and solidarity with John Fetterman, now that he uh, is having some depression problems, his wife promptly fled the country with his children. Uh, so that's very exciting and, and supportive. Uh, let's see here. The Clinton body count is up again this week. What the hell, Graves? I'm going to have to have you uh, let us know what number we're at on that one. So another affiliate uh, just so happened to allegedly commit suicide. Imagine that. Uh, when it comes to East Palestine, Ohio, Teflon Don has visited, brought supplies for the people. Uh, when they asked old Putin Brains Biden, well, are you going to go? His question back to the press was, who's zooming who? What a corrupt piece of shit that guy is. Last but not least, China, the mediator. The world police are apparently going to be negotiating the ceasefire in the end of the Russian and Ukraine war. Uh, I am certain that that probably has nothing but the best intentions. Uh, that, an awesome lineup, an awesome panel tonight. We're super excited, and uh, let's rip it, man. Back to you, sir. Thank you, John Henry. In the American culture, we have been socially engineered by those that use us to ignore what we should have learned our mistakes by never correcting that error and trusting them the last time we continue paying for future atrocities this cycle is what allows these perpetrators to escape justice and to keep on killing after the trauma of watching 9-11 we were told to support the war in afghanistan those that didn't serve were told to consume or else the terrorists would win and their ideology would spread. Our reward was a recession from people buying what they couldn't afford. Afghanistan is now in Taliban control, now with billions of military equipment that we left in a country we should have never been in. Those that died serving there, who were motivated by 9-11, along with those that died on that fateful day, still have no justice. During Vietnam, we were told that by giving up the lives of the young men of my father's generation, that the spread of communism would be contained. Now you can see pro-communist propaganda on all the major networks owned by the global corporatist oligarchy, while our politicians introduced the same equity policies that would make the Viet Cong proud. We were taking sides in a civil war that was never going to end, at least according to one of the engineers of it, Robert McNamara. That mistake left a trail of dead who still have no justice and munitions that still explode in fields and rice paddies today. In the COVID generation, we were told to stay home, wash our hands, and trust the plan. After our businesses marriages, 
and battles with drugs and suicidal ideation failed. We were told we couldn't rejoin society unless we submitted ourselves to medical experimentation. Being the altruistic heroes that our people always envision themselves to be, people again laid down their lives to the causes of containment and safety. Their souls collected like cards by the GCO's dealer. And it's on to the next round of the same old game. Again, the dead still await justice. For the past year now, we've been watching a new conflict unfold. America has asserted itself on one side of another civil war. Our intelligence and military tell us that we have to contain Russia or else they may invade more countries. As we send billions in weapons to the front lines of a bloodbath, the price to live raises, and the price to die stays at the cheapest rate for the GCO. We have been told again to sacrifice for democracy and for safety, but for some of us whose families have made that sacrifice before, some of us on those front lines of the wars overseas, and those of us that fought at home during lockdowns and mandates, we're offering a resounding no to that request. The American future, if there's going to be one that I'm involved in, is not going to be an empire built on blood and lies. My family members died from the Agent Orange my country sprayed over Vietnam. My friends served and live with the physical and mental scars of war. My country. Now, the president I voted for locked me up for months and destroyed the businesses I spent years building. I don't love my country anymore. I love what it could be. I love the people of this nation. And if we could just learn from our mistakes, starting at the beginning of what we call America till now, together, we can get there by having people better explain those lessons and how to implement better strategies going forward. If that means new countries being formed, I'd rather be around to wave a new flag than one of a country run by bloodthirsty liars and creeps. Our federal government deserves to be stripped of its power. We have been wronged too much. And payback is deserved. But I'm not talking violence because we are good people and we love one another. I want an army of intellectual vigilantes. From the creativity, the lessons learned, and a power greater than any man or nation. We will make a home for peace. If not peace in our time, then in the future for those we leave the world to. The heroes that turned history around and broke the cycle are you. Your family, friends, neighbors, your children. We're up against trillions in corruption, mind control, and nuclear weapons. 
We have truth, love, and light. Shine it on everything evil. Spread liberty with knowledge and teach others to be critical and not to blindly follow authority in any form. Redeem us and past generations for the mistakes we've made by making sure they never happen again to our people. Correct the error so that justice is finally delivered to the fallen. Say no to war at home and abroad and tell everyone that the cycle ends with us. That's this week's monologue. Throw number six in the chat if you feel me. Hey, I'm son. I got that. You have the uh, Dan Carlin hardcore history vibe this week. I just wanted to get into it, man. Like it. We we got some great guests on tonight. I like I'm that feeling one. this vibe. Like works. We are those people. DIY media, baby. All right. So, uh, just to get everybody's introductions here for those who don't know. Um, I got with me, I have Angry Tiger and Jason Barker of Knights of the Storm. You guys have been kind of busy lately doing some really cool stuff. Uh, you were just all on, uh, including our friend Chris Graves here, our good friend Gord Goldsmith show. Uh, tell the audience just uh, what you've been up to and what you're about, guys. Angry? You want to go ahead? That, that, basically, um, what we're about, you know, and six, what a monologue, brother. Yeah. You know, that was touching, dude, and powerful and pro profound, bro. Because um, I'm, I'm an anti-war guy. I, I'm with you on that. I, I hate war. And that's why, you know, I go after the central bank so much, brother. And, and you know, as you were doing that monologue, I, I kept thinking about a snake slowly constricting its prey and twisting it and breaking its bones so it can swallow its prey. And that's what's happening to the country. That's what's happened to the country. The snake is almost ready to swallow us because our bones, our spiritual bones, our physical bones and our, our, our intellectual bones are, have been twisted and broken up to the point where he can finally swallow us. And dude, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get into all that, but it's just, no. wow, dude. Um, I appreciate the imagery. It reminds me of Meshuggah's Coloss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, you know, that's, that's just that the vision that I get when I think about these people and the central banks and, and the war machine. No. But um, what we do at Knights of the Storm is we, we formed it for, you know, our chat members because we have, a, you know, just like your, your audience, we have, a, you know, in the David Knight chat, there's a bunch of intelligent people, right? And they're dropping links and they're doing all this stuff and they've got all these stories. And nobody can get to all the, the crap that's going on right now. There's so many things going on. They're throwing so much stuff at us that Jason and I figured, hey, let's let's see if we can't get some of the people in the chat on the show and get their topics on the show. And it, it kind of evolved into that, you know, and it, that's that's what it's about. It's about building a community. And that's what we're trying to do. That's, you know, Jay's show is about building a community. He's got his own show, The Foxhole. I've got The Tiger's Den and we've got Knights of the Storm and all three of them. Kind of like, you know, from what I've been listening to your show, I've been listening to your show now for a minute. That's what you're doing here, too. And it's all the same community, guys. Oh. And that's, you know, that, that's what we're about in my mind. Jay? Uh, yeah, I, I just want to touch back on the war thing because it, I kind of feel like I'm being set up, Six. Just saying. Ah. <laughs> no, no, because I'm, I'm the war guy, right? I'm the military guy because I'm still in the military. I'm sure people that listen to you listen to us. They know who I am. 
Um, I got a few more months remaining. I'm getting out of the army. I am not anti-army whatsoever. Um, I can't really voice my opinion on the president or what the government does. I can't really do that. But I would like to say that I believe most people in the military are anti-war. We're pro-peace. And, and I think that, uh, and I'm not talking about the, the powers that be out there that are making decisions, um, but the people who, um, and, I, and I've gotten a lot of flack for this. It's like, you don't like the military. You don't like what's going on with the vaccine mandates. Just leave and let someone else. Well, if I'm, if I'm not there with good intentions and good spirits uh, to make those proper decisions and those times when you have to make the decision, a moral, ethical, legal decision in a time of war, who's going to be there? So we have to fill that gap with good people, even if some of the people above us might not, maybe they're astray. I don't know. I'm not going to judge that. They have more information than I have. However, um, when it comes to war, I don't think any of us want war. But I'm telling you now, we're preparing for that war. Uh, I won't talk about it, but I'll say that uh, we are prepared in the eventuality that it comes to that. And my only question is why? Uh, is last I checked, the Western nations that formed this thing called the UN has broken their agreement with Russia. And I'm not agreeing with Russia. I'm not saying they treat their people right or anything like that. But when we had the Cuban Missile Crisis, did we not take the same stance? You know, a red line was crossed. So I, I kind of see both sides of it. And I don't know why we just don't stand down. And I find it kind of odd that China is standing up to try to take the, that, that spot to say, whoa, whoa, slow this down. And to get into my conspiracy theory side of it, China's had a 100-year plan for almost 100 years, right? And they've done pretty well at it. And I think that 2030, which is where the Western nations and the UN, the Davos people and all that, they... It's not, a, it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. It's, it's a conspiracy for sure, but it's an open conspiracy. There's papers on it. There's white papers on it. There's people talking about it. Uh, Bill Gates is part of it with his immunization agenda 2030, right? Um, you got the, the, the ID 2030. Everything's 2030, 2030, 2030. I think 2030 is a little too early for the Chinese. I think that they want to roll it out to about 2050 because that's when their plan comes to fruition. So now they're going to step in and play the nice guy. I don't know. My whole opinion on this is I'm here in my position to protect my family from evil people that would come to my, my freaking land and, and harm us. Um, but I'm seeing that they have my people like myself and, you know, Ukrainian people and Russian people and all these armies fighting with each other when really it's just a couple guys at the top. Why don't you just get into the octagon and figure it out, bro? Because none of us care. None of us freaking care. Go duke it out till somebody freaking dies and we can go about our business. Um, I don't know. My rant's over. Yeah, I'm not pro Putin, but I got money on Putin if he had to go up against Biden. I, I would too. Um, the um, guy rode shirtless on a horseback. He's like the guy from the, uh, uh, the Old Spice commercial. The other guy's the crypt keeper. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, unless unless Biden can pull some like Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat type of stuff and just like kind of suck up Putin's soul or whatever. But um, yeah. Sub zero. And Sub one more zero. one more yes. thing on this six. Yes. I wanted to throw this in there. I'm glad I get to get this all out front right away. Get it off the table. What happened to Iran and North Korea? 
Did they just disappear off the face of the other members of the axis of evil? Axis of evil. Like they they were the biggest threat forever. That was the fear, the fear before COVID that kept us paying taxes. September 20th, 2001, Bush addressing the world, the axis of evil. The axis of evil. But as soon as, as soon as we have a new boogeyman, right? We have a new boogeyman. Did these people just say they pack it up and say, "Ah, they got another boogeyman. We can go chill for a while." Yeah, they They're go back on the shelf until a later date. <laughs> it, it just makes me wonder how real this threat really is, and how much of it's just um, orchestrated. Well, it's just all I'm saying. I was going to say, like, um, for those of us that are wrestling fans, uh, shout out to our boy uh, Billy Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, I know he's a big wrestling fan too. Uh, East Coast host with the most. Yes. Um, But us wrestling fans would recognize that when a popular stable in wrestling breaks up and then you have like your your B list characters, they're sort of just lingering in the back. Like nobody really asks where Vincent, you know, formerly Virgil of Ted DiBiase fame. Nobody really asks where he went after the NWO broke up. It's just like, you know, they use they use these gimmicks against us. Right. They use the axis of evil, the, these labels, these these fancy new uh, packaging uh, that they put on things. And then when just like the interest runs out, they just take they take another label and they slap it on the lunchbox and serve us our lunch again. Like that's just that's just how it works to me. Graves, anything to say? Gross. There? Yeah, no, that's all. It's all gross. Yeah, no, 100 percent, 100 percent. Um, now, uh, moving on, speaking of grossness, um, let's talk about Kevin McCarthy. Um, try not to vomit, uh, but, um, I'm going to go to uh, screen share and share some articles with you guys. Uh, and really quickly too, for those of you, uh, watching out there, uh, please, uh, join the TMP crew by liking this video, uh, sharing it with some friends, uh, tagging us on, uh, social media with your friends and share it with them. Um, and also make sure to follow us too. Uh, and turn on notifications on whatever uh, site that you're watching it on too, just so you can uh, know when we're going to be doing some things. Because we're going to have uh, not just shows like this coming up in the future, uh, but also we're taking our TNP interview series live, um, in which we're doing an episode tomorrow night uh, with our friends Dale Richardson and Keisha Richardson, um, who have just started a brand new podcast of their own called The Karis Project. So we're going to be talking to them about that about their absolutely insane story um, of both involving uh, torture, human trafficking, um, COVID. Um, this is, uh, their story is, uh, folks, it, it, it's, I, you could write a novel and it wouldn't even come close to the unreal, you know, to borrow a phrase from our friend Donald Jeffries, just the unreal nature of what they endured. Uh, so it was a pleasure speaking to them before. Um, I've gotten a chance to interact with them on several Twitter spaces. Uh, definitely, definitely check them out on Twitter if, if you uh, are on that platform, if you haven't been banned yet. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, definitely check that out. It's going to be tomorrow night at 7 p.m., um, same time as we started tonight. So, uh, yeah, definitely be there for TMP interviews live. Now, I'm going to go to uh, this. Can you guys see this article? Axios? Yes. All right, cool. All right, so this is exclusive. It says, uh, McCarthy gives Tucker Carlson access to trove of January 6th riot tape. Oh, like like how they had to throw that little dig in there. Thank you, Mike Allen. Stick it in your rectum. 
Um, but anyway, uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has given Fox News' Tucker Carlson, it says, exclusive access to 41,000 hours of Capitol surveillance footage from the January 6th riot. Again, how they know it's 41,000? You know, how much is how actually out there? of these talking heads, they use it in their stupid... Um they're stupid. Uh, it's not even a trial. Yeah, didn't they They're do like a J6 thing for a while? It's supposed to be national <laughs> security, but you're going to give it to these fucking talking heads. And I'm getting so sick of this bullshit. Oh, so Sorry. they can drip it out to us, Grace. You know, yeah. like we're all dependent now on uh, Tucker Carlson's teat. They're all a bunch of drips. Yes. You, you would think that the defense attorneys would have been the first ones to be able to see this. I'm I just, think at least wow. is right. The defense <laughs> attorneys don't give a shit either. Oh, uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, the defense sorry, attorney would sorry, have sorry. to take his head out of his ass long enough to even realize that such evidence could possibly exist, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and that's just granting them the fact that they're not corrupt, right? Like, that's just, that's just agreeing to the fact that they are, are doing a job, but just might not being a, a, doing a good job at it, um, let alone throwing in the towel for their own team, you know, because they're paid to do so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, no, it says that Tucker Carlson's TV producers were on Capitol Hill last week to begin digging. How dare they use that term, Grace? Through the trove, which includes multiple camera angles from all over Capitol grounds, including, uh, maybe the unedited footage of Ray Epps being at both breaches, John Henry, because, you know, remember that shit? <laughs> remember when they showed in the Proud Boys trial Listen, that stupid that, glitch that we covered this here? This poor guy is just a victim. Can I point something out? Um, yes, Barker. So, so the defense attorneys don't get this stuff during whatever trials. There was no real um, warrant put out to get these. It was just kind of a blanket thing. And 41,000 hours to throw to Tucker's crew is kind of like when you do a FOIA request and they send you 56,000 pages of really badly printed paper it's not searchable. It's it's going to just tie you up in knots to uh, try to go through it and keep you busy. So maybe Tucker's on to something to where they're trying to like tie up his crew. So they're like, yeah, here you go. And maybe it's 41,000 hours of something that's not even relevant, but it's going to like take him out. Cause Tucker, uh, I don't, I'm not sold on him. Um, I think he's onto the right things, but I think he's so, syndicated and well taken care of that he's kind of doing something they want him to do but at the Billy same time Allison pointed that out uh, recently about Tucker's full of shit he says one thing on air and he believes a different thing off the air yeah I don't trust Tucker at all and I think this is all hot air this is all political garbage and yep. you got to remember the source that it's being Forced, uh, forced through or, or get the, the information is being divulged through Tucker Carlson because he is a political uh, pawn and he feeds the political right, right? So, I mean, and that's all it is, political hot air. It really, it pisses me off because they're not going to help, it's not going to help those people who are rotting away yes, in that yeah. damn federal holding facility. So I have, I have one more thought that just came to my head and I think John Henry would probably talk on this. But this coming out now at a very convenient time when we have two ecological disasters going on that they want to steer attention away from. Look over here, Mr. Barker. And those were a smokescreen for the Epstein and Biden, uh, Hunter Biden stuff, too. So it's all smokescreen. Oh, my God. 
it's funny it's like the um the, you know the oz behind the curtain behind the curtain behind the curtain behind the curtain and behind um, that curtain <laughs> all the way down to um what was it men in black where the teeny tiny little alien comes out of the person <laughs> yeah, said yeah. like i feel like that's our fucking end game here man there's so many layers to the show um the russian know, dolls through. russian dolls yeah no I, I totally agree with that um yeah well you that's russian misinformation dolls graves that's what i meant to say sorry <laughs> My no i agree man and it's uh it's amazing because everything is just um gosh man it's just you just don't know what's what anymore because it's all a fucking distraction right what's really going on right now i mean that's the question uh, and I think we'd be hard pressed to even figure that part out. Now, the root of it is the battle between good and evil that we certainly know. And they want us preoccupied, um, you know, and look over here and, you know, you, you see, uh, a lot of memes and it talks about, you know, they give Where's them the bread road? and entertainment. Right. Yeah. And that's really the easiest way to keep people uh, distracted from the main thing. Um, which is fucking darkness is trying to overtake the world, man. Um, that is for sure. So, yes, I agree one. with you, Mr. Barker. Well, and we also have uh, uh, Lisa chiming in on the Rumble chat. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, she mentions that they're cherry picking a narrative, and I think that uh, all this preparation—I mean, what 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 sort of preparation would have to be done? You know, of course, you have to go through and package the information, but also with that too, you you Can take I with throw you something you in there real fast. That actually yeah. is so ironic. Go with it. So yeah. you know, the big announcement—we knew this already—but the big announcement about the. Um, gentleman that had signed epstein into the white house a bunch when bill clinton was president the one that we'd spoken about it ad nauseum hanging from the tree with a shotgun blast to his chest and um you know it's interesting how that's been a topic this week about how the firearm was not found with him in the same fucking week that another clinton affiliate has now been suicided yep. so it's like this it's we've gotten to such an extreme of ridiculous and i'm like wait a minute are they hiding one Clinton suicide with another one? Hey, look over here, guys. Let's talk Just about remember, this other one. Vince Foster didn't have his gun at first either. That was the original story. Yeah, there was no gun, and now the gun was 30 feet away. Well, exactly. And the original uh, story that I had read, uh, it was reported that the murder weapon, or, oh, I'm sorry, the, the suicide weapon um, <laughs> wasn't found initially. That's what I'm talking. Are we talking right. about Vince Foster still, no, or no, the no. new guy? I'm talking about new guy, new guy. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Th this part of the uh, Clinton aside um, <laughs> list. So, but uh, no, 2023, 1993, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just his history doesn't repeat. It just really fucking rhymes with a shotgun blast. Uh, kind of like, uh, <laughs> kind of like Davidian from Machine Head, just not as good. Um, or the or the branch Davidians. Or the ninety three. Well, yeah, that's when, that's what that song's written about, Grace. Uh, I had to uh, do a little look up on that because uh, apparently Rob Flynn from Machine Head uh, went back on his uh, lyric writing because yeah. he thought that it would influence people to want to kill one another because the the chorus goes, "Let freedom ring with a shotgun blast." All right, I'll go on. Now All it's right. a hell of a thing to yell before you jump into a mosh pit. I'm just saying, but. <laughs> yeah. that's pretty nice actually no harm yeah. no foul I, you know when it comes to like art and everything but uh but that's the kind of that's the kind of stupid pressure too that people get to like withdraw their their own artistic statements you know that now that this that this because you said something that could be misinterpreted and misused that you then have to take it back and apologize like that's bullshit 
where, where do these evil people that we talk about on our shows, like, where do they ever come out and apologize or have any humility? You know, why should we bend, why should we bend over to the mob whenever it comes to, you know, controlling how we speak or how we act or how we uh, make art? I think that that's just, you know, that's even more disgusting is when you see people, especially in the artistic and creative communities, bend over right. and, and, and apologize to these people. Man, I've lost so much respect for people in the artistic community over that. You know? Oh, yeah. I never really had any to begin with, and I'm one of them. But no, but have you guys ever heard of um, Ron Brown? Oh, yeah. Ron the, Brown's Body, a, a book that um, my father had read many, many years ago and told me he, about. How did he die? Um. Wasn't it like a plane crash, but he got shot in the head somehow? Thank you. It was John Brown's body. No, it was Ron Brown. And then there's footage of Clinton laughing at the funeral. And then he realizes he's on camera and he starts doing that Robbie Parker thing from Sandy Hook where he like kind of gets back into character where he kind of starts to look sad again. I'll see if I can find that clip. It's the eeriest thing. It just popped into my head. But yeah, Ron Brown died twice, I guess, apparently, just like the, the this new fella. Yeah, because I don't know if you understand like how the velocity works, you know, with things like as you're falling from the sky that the bullet just travels faster and still goes. I don't right. know that stuff. And the coroner got fired. Too bad Mythbusters isn't, you know, still on television. Although I heard some creepy stuff about that fucking guy too. Like it's just. You want to something? Ooh. You want to something? There was a woman that survived the, the Ron Brown plane crash and they brought, they were on the way to bring her to the hospital. And then she wasn't alive all of a sudden in the, that ambulance from the crash. Was it, was it SIDS? No. It, well, it, it may have been, but if she was an infant. It would be SADS. You're of SADS. SADS you're, you're wasn't injured right. yeah. up yet until uh, yeah, they didn't 2020. Yeah, I meant, I meant SADS. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's easy to mix up. Sorry. I wanted to chime in with the – it's all bullshit, folks. Uh, I appreciate when you chime in to remind us that it's all bullshit. But um, Angry Tiger, you you were gonna say something there. You had like your hand raised or something. You know. Well, it, it kind of just shows, you know, I, dealing okay in the business world, right? So you you deal with people in the business world, and uh, you know, I noticed the you know street street people or smaller business owners aren't so much this way, but nobody gives you a definite answer anymore. Try dealing with a big corporation, deal you know buying buying it from insurance policies to buying a new car to getting your car repaired at a bigger place or anything. Like I was, I've been dealing, I was dealing with some engineers trying to get some lights produced. Nobody can give me a definitive answer until everything is said and done. And, and, and to the Clinton thing, what scares me guys is like, when do the people, they've, they, they've lulled the people and poisoned the people so much that something like this Clinton body cop thing can go on and nobody cares. These are the leaders of our country. And we, and then, like you said to your monologue, we go around, we go around like talking about American exceptionalism and running this empire and, and doing what's good for other countries and not expecting anybody not to hate us after that. And nobody again in our country cares. They don't, they don't make that connection that look, look at the people that we have in charge, Bush and Clinton, read Don, John, Don, two, you know, Don Jeffrey's books, the body count with these politicians it's ludicrous that we would even allow these people to run our country or tell us what to do. Well, and, like you got Lucifer up there, you know what I mean? Well, and Jason was brilliant to bring up uh, the axis of evil members like North Korea, because it just seemed like North Korea's hype all fizzled out as soon as uh, Donald Trump walked on onto the demilitarized zone. 
But um, after, I mean, before that, though, the media couldn't be more aghast at the behavior of Kim Jong-il, right? Or Kim Jong-un. Which one is it now? I fucking forget. But um, <laughs> see his sister. Oh, yeah. His sister made a statement. Um, what did she say that she turned the Pacific into a firing range? Dude, his sister scares the piss out of me. Like, yeah, she she's one evil the bitch. Pacific into, uh, North Korea's she's the type range. that she'll, like, bathe in, like, baby's blood to, like, make her skin smoother. Like, oh, and, and <laughs> give no fucks about it. Like, like hostile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, real sick. Real fucking sick. But, like, we, we talk about that stuff, and, like, we're just like, oh, man, they treat their, their name, people uh, so Margaret bad. Margaret Bathory. I mean, Bathory is on, a pretty guys. sick death metal band. No, no, that's a, that was from a person. Oh, okay. So there was a woman that used to, she would, Graves, unmute you. I want, you you got to help me with this part, Graves. Come on. Yeah, I'm unmuted. That's her name, right? Bathory? Is it Margaret Bathory that she used to bathe in blood? I or, believe so. Yes, I believe so. I'm going to fact check to, myself. Me too. Want to know who bathes in blood? Ask Chris Graves. See Graves Bill Pascal Clinton. on Twitter. Bill Clinton. In, yeah. <laughs> I don't drink baby's blood. No, I don't no, agree no. with it. No, look at the link right here. I just want to prove the point how creepy this motherfucker is. Pulling up the link. Ew. All right. Oh, here. Let me uh, see. Oh, yeah, it did maintain my levels. All right. So let me go into theater mode. Can you guys see that nice and clear? I'm yes. Give it a little bit of volume. It sounded like it was kind of low. Don't want to yeah, it was kind of drums yeah. out, but I'm stone fucking deaf. So let's uh, give it a whirl. Look at Clinton walking the walk from last Thursday in his memorial uh, service for Ron Brown. Go ahead and roll that tape if we have it. This is the one where, look, he's laughing, telling a big joke. Sees the Isn't that Rush Limbaugh? Oh, yeah, R.I.P. Rush, bro. Have you seen this? Is this not incredible? Have you all seen that before? I just, I just, how many of you had seen this before this program? This, oh, then... This is last Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Some of them haven't seen it. I bet many of you haven't either. Last Thursday, there's a memorial service for Ron Brown. Bill Clinton is leaving it, and, and he's left, laughing it up, telling big-time jokes uh, with his uh, Secret Service person, whoever is standing next to him, and spots a camera way over there, and just <laughs> watch it in slow motion, and you'll see it. Uh, well, here it yep. is, once again, bright, sunny day. Look at everybody smiling here. See the, the president. You'll see him in just a moment, laughing, telling a joke. Spots the camera. Watch the face. Now here comes a tear. The fake tear like Obama with Sandy Hook. All these people. The other guy still laughing. Did he check his watch to see what time it was? What's going on? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that one? Believe me, I'm not a Rush Limbaugh fan, but he's the only one that was reporting on that. Oh yeah, he definitely could have called out the what is it, Steny Hoyer? Is that is that yeah. who the diddler was that was elevated up to the highest levels of power in the country and just. I mean, no, it's just, oh, he just loved wrestling, uh, you know, collegiate wrestling, uh, not the and good, this was after, not the good just, straight pro wrestling that I watch. But that I just remember Ron Brown, Ron Brown was said to have, uh, uh, was heard saying to Clinton that I'm not going to go down for this on my own. Hmm. And then the plane crash happened. So just keep that in mind. And that was Clinton's money man with the, a lot of the Chinese deals and stuff, too. This is uh, anyway. ooh, Elizabeth Bathory. We're going to add this one to this week's source list. So, folks, Hungarian Countess. Yes, if you are, uh, if you haven't yet, folks, a Venom song, guys. By her, by they, they, they actually wrote a song about it. Oh, ah, yeah. there you go. See, uh, yeah, for the 1982 Venom, Venom song, Countess. Yes. Ah, that's I'm, I'm, good. 
definitely throwing that on a playlist tomorrow. All right. If you scroll down just a little bit, you'll see that she was a serial killer. And, uh, wow. So Countess Elizabeth Bathory D. What the fuck is with these names? We're killing hundreds of girls and women. Yeah. Alleged serial killer, it says. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's not get sued. You know, we don't. The, the bathroom estate. Yeah. Yeah. This is the prisoners. I don't have it's two points of paperwork. I'd be a serial killer, too, if I wore that on my neck. I mean, that just looks uncomfortable. Oh, I mean, you ladies deal with week. some shit when it comes to clothes, but back then, oh boy, I couldn't even imagine. Like, if <laughs> how do you eat that, man? Well, if something falls, it's gonna catch it and everything. What a mess! Oh, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because these shits were highly really flammable. To wear one of those, yeah, yeah. It's like the baby's bibs that have like the receptacle in them. I kind of like the idea of that. Yeah, John, Henry, you can hide your lower belly bump like right up in here. You just have. That I big would literally. I'd, I'd make. I'd make that a full charcuterie board. Yes. Yes. Because fat. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I'm the prescribed the fat. Oh, don't don't take it personally, Grace. All right, but her it's, style. <laughs> thank is, you. Her, her thank thumb you. is on the wrong side of her hand, by the way. Just mentioning weird oh wait a minute now wait a minute now do we have to dive are we really gonna go into is this some david ike stuff that it's about to happen guys yes. <laughs> like, are we about to figure out it's a good well, catch actually that i had we have three fingers i yeah, mean I if you a, look at the, i'm just observing she's a demon that, 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 that no, looks you're like a thumb right. yeah. she's a are, demon are, okay so you're <laughs> talking about you're talking about the left or right hand jason they both the, the one you're on right now, the, the one with the two rings. One with the two yeah. rings. That's like too small to be a pinky unless she's a Yakuza, which they get there. If you know the history, they get their the other hand looks like it went through a, like a blender or something. <laughs> oh, maybe she's doing like an okay See if thing. I can zoom in anymore. I don't both know. Is oh, I can what zoom in. She made, is she hiding her thumb and making a sign? It's three That's fingers. What I was say. Is this the Super Bowl? Are they doing weird si signals and shit? Did you, you say you know, Rihanna? Just, just to be honest, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I studied art history, and yes. there's little oh, things yeah. like this in there that they put that are very, very subtle. So she may be doing some kind of a Sexual cryptic cycle. symbol that yeah. nobody would catch unless they're in that kind of cult. Or Is whatever, that a Freemason right? ring? Yeah. <laughs> no. Mason. Oh, no, her other hand looks like it came from Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I know. It's just got, ooh. Maybe that's why it's in the background there. She's got a little bit of the claw hand going on. I mean, because you have to remember these royals were inbred as fuck. Oh, yeah. So, um, blame the schools. Yeah. And hence the sideways eyelids. You know, they're, they're not lizard people, folks. Come on. A little mascara. She could yeah. still not be. Uh, mascara. Just get a little, little, getting the eyes on fleek there, right? As, as, as they say. But um, now with um, moving on, uh, I'm going to start up the yeah. big four, get this rolling, because, uh, yeah, we, we spent a good amount of time looking at um, serial killer ladies. They do exist. They're few and far between, but they certainly do exist. Although us guys, we, we, pretty, much, we pretty much got that shit on lock, right? They are and, freaky, but don't put a ring on it. Yes, you are so correct. You can't put a ring on any of that lady's finger. Yeah, it's all Yeah, claw. All right. So speaking of the claw, let's go to uh, old old pudding pants Biden. No, that's the crib keeper. Oh man, he says. Boing. So Boing. this I pulled from <laughs> PBS, which you know Boing. takes me back to my good old childhood with. 
you know, Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, even stuff like that, right? But now they're uh, to me like this news outlet covering something like Biden uh, wanting war and being pro-war, like PBS being pro-war. PBS put out the Pancake Theory special within a week of 9-11. So, yeah, they go back pretty far with this. Let me go back to the panel just briefly for the audience. What is the Pancake Special? Because I'm thinking of something completely more buttery and delicious than what they probably make right me after, hungry. Yeah, not 9-11 in the day after people were like, oh, wow, there were explosives in that building. Oh, my God. Like the reporters are saying it, oh, okay. firefighters, everybody. And then within by the end of that week, People were already forgetting that other aspect. Oh, how did the towers come down? And PBS all of a sudden had the whole thing figured out, and they called it the pancake theory, which was the idea that each floor pancaked down on each other instead of coming down at free fall speed into dust. So PBS has been pretty Don't stop doing that, Grace. Slapping your hands saying pancakes. I'm almost there. Plumpkin. Let's see. I, if I, I have to put well, together I, some I type of sound say, <laughs> I gotta gotcha. say, if the pancake theory is is true, um, then the professional demolition people that have wrecked several buildings in their footprint for decades are doing it wrong. I'm yes. just saying. You broke up a little bit there, Grace. What was that? Well, I said all they had to do is bring a bottle of syrup with them. That's all they had to do, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're getting a message from our buddy iHandy, um, who's in the chat, saying that uh, Building 7, all vertical columns failed simultaneously. Like, that's... Perfectly normal. Yeah, perfectly normal. Can you imagine Never Elmo explaining that? <laughs> too much butter. Yeah. That's the, too much of that gray butter, right? <laughs> that gray butter, yeah, that's right. Well, Building 7 wasn't vaccinated, so of course you expect You're right. Yeah. <laughs> they say you're not uh, supposed to drink the butter from the lobster pot, but... Fuck all the rules. All 100%. right. Yeah. <laughs> Trust the science. Trust that science. Absolutely. Magic bullets exist, folks. <laughs> yeah. One bullet can create seven wounds in two men. Diarrhea exists, and we can prove yeah, it. Diarrhea, cha cha cha. Even somebody used to call Daria. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know what? That show, though, like the standalone Daria show, I didn't really. I don't know. I really. Maybe I'd if I rewatched it now, I'd be more into it. But as a no, young you lad, nope. it just wouldn't. No, you would No, no, you wouldn't. No, the end. It fini. It dead. Okay. All right. And uh, John Henry, you sent another YouTube video. Was this of a pancake eating contest? Since we brought up pancakes, um, or no, this is kind of a random one here. So somebody okay. at work random. today I'm about to explain why. All right. Somebody at work today was like, "Hey, man." Have you ever heard about the uh, demon portal in Detroit? Oh Aren't they God, supposed to put? Socket. They're supposed to put <laughs> a colon there. No, they're okay, supposed never... to put a colon there. It's supposed to say "giant demon portal." So you can probably Detroit. go to uh, go to about thirty <laughs> seconds, dude. All right, let's go out to thirty. At you've never heard of this. Uh, you can back no. up a little bit. Back up a little bit. Oh, sorry, no. sorry. Go to about fifteen seconds. Investigated okay. though the demon portal. Yes. <laughs> All right, hit it right there. Right there, should be good. It's the star. Check this shit out. It's probably right next to that Krispy Kreme by that mall. Scientology building. Yes. Oh, where that is? Oh, dude. For the local principalities. Now, if you saw my last video, you know about the stones and what I mentioned about the rituals. Look what it's called. Transcending. 
Come on, guys. Really? You, if you can't, if, I don't even, do I have to explain this? Now, I actually came here before and I prayed standing here. I'm going to show you. Right there. You know what happened? My feet started burning when I saw, because I was praying against this thing. But look, watch this. Look at this. Hey, what did we see there? Where's the portal? <laughs> what in the Sam Hill the is giant that? circular fucking portal, Graves? What do you mean? Where's the portal? That was Woonsocket. What was that? That was sculpture. I mean, if a... so, if you look at this one, and of course, of course, oh, we I have of all people, we have Jason Barker on the show, and we <laughs> uncover an actual Stargate, Stargate in Detroit. I did not see a Stargate in the Sam Hill. Hold on. on. Let me. Okay. We're just. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry, guys. I just had to throw this. I I just forgot that somebody said this to me at work today. This isn't like a conspiracy. Okay. We're going down this rabbit hole together now. You started this, John. I'm in for this ride. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see if this. Our forefathers. Okay. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Okay. So this is like, okay. This is like mini documentary style. Pylon is symbolic of our relationship to space flight. Okay. And when we're talking about the oh, three just a thing monuments in that correlate oh, to the pyramids oh, 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 in Giza, oh, I think they're like right outside of it here. 300th birthday, they had a contest for a new monument to add to Osama Noguchi's Heart Plaza. The winner was a guy by the name of David Barr and Sergio D'Agusti, and what he created was a Stargate, for a lack of better words. Oh, now, what he said it was is a gear protruding oh from the earth. God. This was an auto monument. <laughs> it does look like a gear, but it resembles the science fiction Stargate down to a T. Me and Mama Tiger are going to, to, Mama Mama Tiger are going to send Teddy Alpha 3 in a week. David. I wish I could split screen just to see Jason Barker's face right now. Like, I'm sorry, audience. But I'm sure he's enjoying this, too. To get back to me. I'm cheesing. He said it yeah. didn't cross my mind, but that said, the green granite spiral that wraps around and through the center of that gateway it will allow the visitor to take a contemplative walk to leave the grid of the city with the sphere of space. And that's what happens many times with these artists. They have these visions, and they come literally from their subconscious. They'll go down and get a baby. feel for what fits in. Tesla. And in the context of Art Plaza, what fit in was a Stargate-looking monument. You know and I want to be clear. I don't think these are literal Stargates that you'll walk through and end up somewhere else. I think these are consciousness Stargates. Where information and possibly consciousness can travel to and from. Physically. I got, I got something I want to point out. Pause it. Wow. <laughs> oh, I am just, oh now man. This is the best part about doing live research. Jason's got his hat on. He's ready to go into the star portal right now. <laughs> Did you all catch the subtle thing with the, with the ring? The very, very subtle thing that the ring was not complete. The yeah. It doesn't connect. Yeah. And, and, and I'm an architect. Well, I'm not architect, but I'm, I'm a technical engineer. Mm-hmm. And I design things for structural integrity and things like that. You design coins um, too, don't you? I do design coins. Yeah. They're, they're circular. <laughs> and it's, you know, a cup is to hold liquid because, you know, you can't hold liquid with your hands. I won't go there. But yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, th- there's something spiritual about that. And, and things have to be thrown. I, I really do. And I've, I've disagreed with people on this in the past. 
but when there's um demonic symbology it's almost like they have to throw the truth in your face mm. um because they kind of laugh at it or whatever oh, so that ring that's yep. part of that whole club yeah or the karma actually yeah. a ring a circle is perfect it's like one of the most well an arch is the biggest uh, the, the best um structural thing to hold things up but a ring is good on all sides it has no beginning and no end that thing had a gap in it and i think that's important to note why was there a gap in it because number one structurally it's going to be unsound they should have closed that gap to make it stronger um oh, and then yeah. two what is why why was there a gap in it his subconscious is holding it together bro that's right <laughs> wow. i don't know but but the, the real stargate i mean there is no real stargate but um, the real story doesn't have a game. Allegedly. Okay. Well, uh, you've heard it uh, definitively there, folks. The real Stargate does not have a gap in it. But no, it, does not, it doesn't exist. <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard it doesn't exist, but it definitely doesn't have a gap either. I'm like, well, if it didn't exist, does the other one matter? Or they probably kicked, uh, to be fair, they probably kicked the gap out after Kanye tried to buy it. So I never go to the gap. Nope. Yeah. May, maybe Stacey Abrams uh, put it together. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Gross. Oh man, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, you could you could walk through those things. <laughs> She's got some David Letterman type of shit going on. Black tooth grin. Oh, black not gap tooth grin. grin. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And uh, speaking of very cool, we got our friend Guard Goldsmith in the chat. What's up, Guard? Um, we got uh, I Handy brings up. Uh, has anyone seen the ceremonies they put on at CERN? Yes, we have covered that here on the show. Yeah, that shit is wow. Oh, yeah. I handy definitely all the vision of wearing demonic horns and the dances and all that shit. And the oh, creatures yeah. they find supposedly in the tunnels of CERN. And to Woo-hoo. the person that wanted to drop a, a website to drop red pills on, it says Jews, Blacks, and the anti-white agenda. Is this see guy ya. have the last name Bye. of Swine? We'll never see you again, sir. You're gone. You're booted. Does Bye. his last name have begin with Swan? Yeah. Oh yeah. Stop looking okay, at me. Okay. Thank you. All right. But, yeah, he's making his rounds, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's gone. He's muted. So forever, because they give you that option on Rumble. Thank you, Rumble. You but um, oh, and uh, Guard says, tell Jason I got to be in the production offices as the Outer Limits producers started the Stargate series in Vancouver. Such a badass story, man. Yeah, I think he. I think he mentioned that um, in after one of our shows that he might have. That ah, that's cool that's really cool. he was involved cool, in that documentary well yeah, i mean yeah. <laughs> science fiction that is real. Th- that would be a fun conversation to have our friend guard on for is talking about um science uh, science fiction and just how much of science fiction is like fiction. non-fiction <laughs> absolutely <Yeah. That's> right <laughs> you know the blend well, between the two and how one sort of aids the other like I don't know. My mind was blown a long time ago uh, watching yeah. with John Henry and I's very good friend, um, a documentary called Transcendent Man about Ray Kurzweil and just like all that futurist type of stuff. And and just I'd like to I'd like to think of people in our community in that same vein of futurists, but we just view a different future. We just have like a different liberty minded future you know, for our, our people, you know, as as our goal, as opposed to all of this slave to technology BS that well I want the hoverboards and the flying like DeLoreans. That future. Well, we were promised that future, damn it. They have the self-lacing shoes now. <laughs> oh, big deal. You know, <laughs> six, <laughs> big deal, he says. Six, what, you know, te- 
technology has its place, but you know what I've noticed is it takes away your liberty. It takes away your independence. And by the time it's done with you, you couldn't be independent if you wanted to. Oh, yeah, brother. What do you sacrifice for convenience there, right? You know, it's just like what you sacrifice in convenience of even going to a convenience store to get your meat as opposed to an outdoorsman like yourself being able to procure it. How much more of an incentive do you have in maintaining the environment around you being an outdoorsman if you have to live off of the outdoors? Yeah. Will, will I get kicked out for uh, uh, mentioning Gazinski? No. <laughs> How did you get kicked out, man? We say okay, the craziest well, shit here. <laughs> well, listen, I'm just saying, if anybody has ever read this man's manifesto or listened to it, I don't agree with violence at all. I don't agree no. with what he did there. But he wasn't dumb. That guy was a genius. No, he was not dumb. And he explains as technology advances, man loses their not only ability to survive the way that they're supposed to, but they lose their their humanity, you know, and and we come up with these surrogate activities. Your job nine times out of 10 isn't going to be as physically or mentally demanding as or satisfying as surviving and using your primal instincts in a way that they were made to be used for. Now we're diverting them. We're not challenged mentally or physically. And we have these surrogate activities that we try to fill that void with. And I just thought that was genius, man. I mean, that is some good shit right there. You talking about the Unabomber? Kuzinski? Yes, sir. The Unabomber. Yeah, they, um, they dosed him at Harvard, I believe, with the acid trip uh, studies and stuff. Well, I believe it because the guy was so smart, but, you know. Yes, I, no, no, I'm saying, oh, no, no, full no. participant in MKUltra. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. a lot of truth to what he was saying. Well, we've talked about doing an MK Ultra special on, on this show, so we're going to have to get around to that eventually. Um, man, I can't even wait for those links that you sent me, Graves. You probably have a ton. What's, I have. I've already sent you a bunch because there's oh, yeah. evidence that there was more than just what's one in, uh, going at the same time. What's MK Ultra? It sounds like a skateboard I wanted to have when I was like 13. It's the hoverboard. <laughs> the hoverboard it's a marijuana strain. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 most Is likely this the latest is. Corona strain? No. Well, no. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Depends on what they feel like making this week. Um, but, you know, on, on to uh, what we were talking about, though, about the big four. I just wanted to point this out, too, um, that uh, with this uh, Biden surprise visit over in Ukraine, you know. Uh, Meanwhile, trains are derailing here. Yeah. And are we are we supposed to be saving like on carbon? What did it take just in transportation to get this asshole over there with our money? How dare like, you? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, even accepting, like, this is why you can't take a lot of people that believe in the mainstream collectivist bullshit. You can't take them seriously because of the hypocrisy like this. Like, why, why on earth would we send this old, decrepit man riddled with dementia overseas to talk about anything on our behalf? Like, why would we ever accept that this is our leader? <laughs> well, because it's one of his doubles, because he didn't fall down and he started choking. Oh, but, but he did fall up the stairs again um, and caught oh, on camera for the up. second time. In yeah, Washington, you fail up. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, brother, you nailed it, because that's what happens, man. Uh, but this says Biden calls Putin's suspension of nuclear arms treaty a big mistake. Oh, did, did he watch Last Action Hero? On the fucking flight over there, Grace. Of course, I'm the famous comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> um, a A six. 
Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pause out of this conversation. I want to dime in before it gets too, cause I can't speak bad about my commander in chief. You know that, right? Oh, um, sorry. About that. Yeah, I can't, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to listen. Um, but I, I will give my two cents that I think was safe to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why it's uh, very different. If, if, you know, Putin wants to get out of this treaty. Um, but part of the terms of that treaty is we wouldn't expand. And I'm not talking about the president or country. I'm saying as far as men goes, we wouldn't expand. And we kind of broke our word there. So that's what I don't get. Um, why, why are we like, we kind of crossed the red line. It's not like the enemy crossed our red line. You know, we kind of crossed the red line. I just want to leave people think about that. Um, and, and I would say that um, in defense of Biden, it does take a lot of talent to falters. Uh, that's, that's something I couldn't do. So I will give him credit on that. Um, but he is my commander in chief. So I'm going to refrain from any comment any further until we're past this subject. If you don't mind, man. you just commented, Jason. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. He, he's, he just did what I did. Where it's just <laughs> like, I, I don't want to speak for John Henry. And then I spoke for John Henry while he was, <laughs> it happens. It happens. But angry tiger, you had, you had maybe something to add to, to this. Well, dude, again, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier. Dude. It's It really scares me, gentlemen, that look at the jackass that we had as a president before, and I voted for him too, Six, you know, and, but but after watching him, this is the leader of the big, you know, of, of America, right? This is the yeah. president. And then we got the coin mummy man from Scooby-Doo yeah. next, right? We got a jackass running around eating the 4D chess pieces, and then we got, you know, the mummy man from Scooby-Doo, how can the people like like look? I, I nothing on against professional wrestling fans, but you get to a certain age where you say, "Hey, I know this isn't real." Yeah, yeah, right? it's I a work. Is, uh, Absolutely. When do the people of this country, lawyers, doctors, educated people, when do they get to the point and say, "How can this be real? How can these guys be running anything?" That that's what scares me, man. It's terrifying. <laughs> well, and the the scary effect that that has, though, is that not everybody takes to it the way that folks like us do, right? Like people out listening, people in the chat right now, like we all take in this information and we, we form our opinions. We combat this in our own way, but then other people just give up when they run into that resistance, when they see that they can no longer believe in their, their commander in chief, right? That they just bow out. They're just, they're, they're into slap fighting now. Right, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know they're just like please like just dumb it down like oh. wrestling was too complicated just give me slap fighting i don't even need a story just give me two big-headed monsters just clubbing each other with their ham mitts over and over again because i don't want to watch this sideshow anymore like and and what awoke me to that was um i i shout them out all the time but seriously folks if you haven't watched adam curtis's hyper normalization Go and find it uh, ripped for free on YouTube right now. <laughs> or you know, maybe find a paid copy if, if you want to do that and be nice. But um, you know, with, with hypernormalization, it talked about the same thing happening in Russia during the fall of the Soviet Union. That people were watching TV and they knew that what they were watching wasn't real. But when they get together in public, they just agree that everything that was told to them is real. And they, they put up with this charade with one another. And we do that with everything right now, don't we? We do that with gender. We do that with race. We do that with the state of the immigration or economy. We do it with everything. We pretend that the lie is real when we all get together, except for places like this. And this is where- Everything's fake. Yeah. yeah. Everything is from the money 
to every to the concrete you're standing on. And that's the one thing I always go back to. When I go into the woods, whether it's for a walk or hunt or fishing or whatever, that's real. That's ageless. It does not change. That is consistent and it works. And it's a very, you know, it's simplistic, but it's also complicated. So what's really real, this construct that we're living in? And then you take it further with social social engineering and, and just the power that these people have because of the central banks printing fiat currency and the Leviathan governments being able to use it to their advantage. And then on our behalf, this is what makes me mad about these buffoons we call presidents. We go and we piss all over everybody else all over the world. Oh yeah. Why, why did they do this to us? And when, or do they, you know, they, they do it and they use it for a false flag. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're devastated from this. It's or when we do far. things that are outwardly yeah. hypocritical too like in front of the rest of the world, like when we have biolabs in the Ukraine and then lie about it and then admit to it and then, you know, casually remove them. Um, That's a conspiracy theory. I will not tolerate it. Absolutely. I want to call my lawyer right now. You know, and I was, so. I, I was, I was talking to, I was talking to my dad the other day. Shout out dad. Um, hey, dad. Yeah. I, I was talking to him about people that are just, you know, you drive down the street by them and you see somebody putting a, a Ukraine flag outside of their, their house. Now those are probably, you know, they're probably good meaning people. They probably went to the, I, I watched a news bit um, about local Ukrainian churches that were being featured, you know, and just like the people there. And it, it made me think like they have that captive audience. They have all, you know, people's faith in their hands and then they get them to sign on to, to war propaganda. And just like the people that are falling for that stuff, like I, I don't want to have anger for them. Like I, it's you like know, the Q thing, dude. It's like the Q, QAnon thing. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't make fun of those people because you know, they a lot of them. That's all the hope they had, you know. Well, and I once believed that believed that the government could fix problems and that musicians can change the world with with their art. And, and you know, I, I, I once believed a lot of things. You know, it's just yeah. like the, the scene in uh, Fight Club all over again. It's like we all grew up thinking that we were going to be rock stars and this and that. And then you, you don't talk about Fight Club. Uh, uh, thank you for reminding me. But um, <laughs> but what, whatever, it, whatever it comes down to, like how this stuff um, is presented to us, right? This, this war propaganda um, for the people that are flying those flags and they want at least the best for the people there that they want to see people survive and be free because they view things through that very simple paradigm, right? Like seeing the world maybe through some of our eyes and those of you out there listening, you know, viewing the world through our eyes is like going through several diamonds. Like it just has lots of different angles that the light can hit. There's, and, and many diamonds are rough. Many diamonds have inclusions in them. We all have darkness. Well, diamonds are forever, you know? Yeah, darkness within us. And that may be forever too, Graves. But the light refracts off of that going through us, where it may go through somebody else. So just when, the, when they put those vibes out there, when they put this propaganda out there to drive people towards wanting to harm others, right? right. That you can get people to sign on if they think that they're doing good. We've seen it all throughout history and good people will often sign up for that. They'll often say, Hey, I want to be captain America. I want to punch the red skull in the fucking face. And that's that, that's that vibe I can get behind. Like, you know, like that's like when we're good, but, and it might be a cartoon, it might be just something that was a dream, 
but you know to imagine ourselves as that hero that altruistic hero like yeah like fuck it we are batman like we're all that anyone that chooses to speak up in there yeah absolutely brother can i jump in there six with a quick story and and i didn't mean to be rude it's just there's certain things i can't say no i got you brother we get that that. we're all boys here man no speak your (laughs) piece i know i know you guys are giving me shit but um you guys understand the limits i have and but i I do want to share a story that's kind of important it was about 10 years ago maybe a little bit more than 10 years ago and my daughter who is now 23 um, she was 14, 15 at the time. And I was, I come home from work and I was flipping through the news. And this is back when Obama was president and the, the Obamacare stuff was going through. And if, if you remember, Obama himself said that he didn't have the constitutional authority to do what he was doing, but he did it anyway. <clears throat> so he was getting called out. Um, I was flipping through the news. I wasn't really paying attention at the time. I wasn't that political. But something caught my attention, so I stopped. And I think it was Fox News, maybe. And somebody was talking about this absurdity that Obama was pushing through with the Obamacare, with the mandate. You know, you can't mandate people pay something or tax them. That was what, uh, that's what 1776 was all about. That's what the Boston Tea Party was all about, right? Uh, mandating taxes. So this is going back to the founding of our country. And her take on it was... How can they talk bad about the president? And she looked at me and said, are they going to go to jail? And I'm like, why would they go to jail? She's like, they're talking bad about the president. And that is the point that we've become now is that our our children are so dumbed down that they're used to being a slave. Okay. So you got those that are slaves and are going to go along with it. And then you got those that, that are told, like you're talking about, want to be Captain America. They want to stand up for what they believe in. And they don't necessarily... Um, have to agree with what we're doing. They just feel really good about it, you know, and, and maybe I fall in that category where I'm like, okay, I'm mentally, I'm going to go fight for freedom for my country and protect those that I love. Um, I don't necessarily have to agree with what we're doing because that's other people making that decision for me. And, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a fine line, man, uh, of whether we're doing the right thing or not. Uh, in my position, I'm already signed up and I, and I have to do what I have to do because I've sworn an oath. Um, honestly, I swore an oath to the Constitution, not to the people above me, because if their stuff is not legal, moral, ethical, blah, 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 then I have an a- absolute um, right and a duty to, to disobey that and challenge it, uh, which is what the whole vaccine mandate was about. But um, yeah, anyway, just, just kind of diving in there, like uh, the reason we're the way we are now as a society is because the education system has brought us to that. If that makes any sense at all. No, it does make sense, man. And I was just going to say like, not, not understanding, um, sort of where you're at in this is probably Burning why sport. they call it the fog of war. Right. You got there, AT. Oh, look at that. You, AT, can you tell us, tell the audience you're muted, man. Can you tell the audience what's up with that? That looks cool. Oh, this is a firework called the Burning Schoolhouse, and I always think about this when I think about our educational system. Uh, I think this is uh, actually a, a Canadian firework, which is extremely rare. Yeah, it is. It's a Canadian firework, so extremely oh, wow. rare. But I think about, and it's it's very old. Um, but yeah, I think about the education system, and yeah. it's, it's they're burning, they're on fire. Get your kids out of the burning building, like David Knight says, right? Yeah, yeah. no doubt, man. Wow. 
Um, give me one second because I'm gonna share. I'm gonna copy something. Sorry, sorry if I derailed y'all. I just thought that um, what you guys were talking about was um, talking about what what my daughter had mentioned. You know, over ten years ago was kind of like how we got to where we are. And it's no, it's nothing on my end. It's nothing against uh, servicemen like yourself. It's the people that give you guys the orders that put you in harm's way for. Oh, truth. Absolutely nothing, in my opinion, because I've studied the, the history of a lot of this shit, and a lot of people get killed for nothing. Yeah, Jay, we're mad that you're being can you're used as cannon fodder too. It's not, you know, it's you, you got to remember your heart is in the right people. place. Yeah, yeah, your heart is in the right place. Well, yeah, you, you got to understand though that there's there's a lot of times that the history doesn't shine the right light on what we do on on some things. Um, a lot and, of things, Jason. I can yeah. say that I'm not in the military. It's most history, dude. I know and, and, you can only go so far, but I'm just saying, as someone who studied hidden history and the regular history. Well, I mean, there's never been in a, in, a, in a conflict that we've needed to been in since the Civil War. There's a certain amount of validity, like when you come, it comes to the Vietnam and Korean Wars and things like that, there's a certain amount of validity to the domino effect because we no, didn't want to No, no, in my opinion, no, not at all. I mean, I think there is because there's a lot of stuff that people don't know because it's been hidden. Um, for, for national security reasons, has been hidden. I, I believe that. I have That's to believe that. Fifty-eight thousand Americans died over that. Anyway, I'm going to agree to yeah. disagree. That's all. Sorry. Okay, that's fair enough, man. Well, uh, I just, okay. I just don't think that oil should be the reason that we go to. war. I agree with that, hundred percent. Oh hell no. Or drugs. Most of these wars are over drugs, and let's be honest. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Well, oil is a drug in a sense. I mean, if oh, you yeah. if you if you look at it this way, the way our economy is dependent on it, and look at the petrodollar, the way our currency is dependent on it, like our livelihoods, like everything we fucking work for, everything that goes into your bank account, folks, every single thing is dependent upon how good that petrodollar does, how the Saudis stay in power. Why do you think they're about to pay? We were talking about wrestling earlier. Why, why do you think they're willing to pay maybe $9 billion for the WWE to purchase our intellectual properties? What are they going to propagandize our kids with to grow up watching wrestling after they buy that? You think they're going to teach them how to be good little obedient automatons You know, for this brave new world that we'll be living in? Sure as hell they're going to be doing that. And what oh, are yeah, go ahead. Dude, inflation's coming. They're going to let the, the, the Chinese buy their oil when you want. Wait till that happens, dude. We think you got inflation now. Sorry, Six. No, uh, we're quick. No, you're Angry right. Tiger, open forum, right? Yeah, yeah. Angry Tiger, you mentioned today on our show, you said something about why is oil so low? It should it should not be this low right now with the way things are running. They're setting a booby trap. See, yeah. they all. you know what I noticed in modern history? When there's economical issues, all of a sudden they save it for the croup de gras. You know, oil will be low, 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 and then bang, it'll hit 103, 104, 119 a gallon. And it's not, I'm thinking they're saving it as a booby trap to really kick people in the nuts after the inflation starts hurting, hurting. Right. right. Well, you remember with the Ukraine nonsense, that was their excuse, which made no sense at all for the gas prices to soar. You remember, guys? Well, that whole debacle, and we all forgot about that too, didn't we? Well, when well, you want I, to talk I remember about when things weren't things weren't all that bad, and we had went over a hundred dollars a barrel for oil, and they were praying for you know fifty dollars a barrel again, and we finally got back down to that, you know, down around about that. Um, but things were not nearly as catastrophic as they are now. Right. But oil was way way higher. 
that doesn't make sense. They were blaming so, Russia too at the time. Well, well, right now we have an energy crisis all over the all over the Western world. I'm right. going to say the Western world, yeah. and we have uh, we have um, Russia. They're they're no longer taking dollars; it's candy wrappers to them, right? They're taking rubles and they're taking the the Chinese yuan, right? You want how you say that? Um, yuan. They're taking yuan and they're taking gold. Yep. yep. I mean, it's quite possible that to your point. They could be dropping the price of oil um, to entice people to use their type of money, currency, whatever, to get away from the fiat dollar, uh, from the U.S. dollar, and say, hey, you can get even cheaper here. And then, boom, once they set that standard that now we don't need the U.S. dollar, what will happen at that point to our entire, like, our bubble that we've created of, of debt, a bubble of debt? Uh, and then what happens when people call that debt in? Uh, I mean, AT, you're, you're the guy who knows about this, but to me, it looks like it's a, a catastrophe for us. The oil thing scares me because oil, they, 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 don't, make, they don't make any money. The Saudis Gary, do me a big favor, man. Mute, 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 mute for a second, there. Gary. Mute for one second, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Sorry, Angry Tiger, finish your point, and then we're going to go on to, folks, we are joined by Gary McBride live from the D.C. Nice. Vigil. Real quick, what, what you should always be suspicious when when oil is under eighty dollars a barrel because they don't make any money if it's under eighty dollars a barrel. So it's that way for a reason, right? Because they can control the supply. So that that with that being said, that's Gary McBride is here. Yes, awesome. we have Gary McBride with us. Gary, can we get some audio from you now? Sorry about yeah, that, brother. Gary. What's up, brother? We're talking oil. What? Oh, yeah. Well, this guy knows a little bit about oil, actually, uh, Angry Tiger. In fact, he would be an amazing guest to have on to talk about that specifically, not just his expertise um, in January 6 matters. But, uh, Gary, earlier we did a, a J6 uh, update briefly about uh, Kevin McCarthy handing over 41,000 hours worth of footage to Tucker Carlson's team. Yeah, good luck with that. These guys will be in jail for six years now after that. Could they even <laughs> find their asshole there if they had to, Gary? Like without Not somebody that got him through that? That's what nope. I thought. That's what I Not thought. at all. Okay. How's everybody doing? Oh, feeling great, man. Um, it's been a crazy week as usual around here. But, um, you know, Ang Angry Tiger had uh, uh, his uh, longtime girlfriend's house burned down and the community oh, came together around him. And, uh, you Good. know, he got to see prayers and, you know, good vibes from everybody. Um, and it just shows you like what the DIY community is about. And you know that there's people that look out yeah. for guys like us. Uh, I know yeah. that there's people, you know, looking after you down there in DC, good people. And you're with good yeah. people, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I never thought I'd be saying that I'm glad I'm here to be honest with you, but it is where I need to be. And so, you know, when I got here, I had to kind of get used to being around people again <laughs> because I haven't been around hardly anybody in almost two years, you know, been cooped up. And uh, and then, of course, being nervous around here where I'm going, but nothing's happened to me yet. Nothing's going to happen. So today I started releasing full footage of J6, and I'm going to continue releasing it every day, at least two or three videos a day. But Bagshaw and Daniel Tao has been released. The first of a uh, few videos going to come out. And uh, I'm out here at the vigil right now that's always out here every night, seven days a week for that's amazing, man. You've told me about the community down there and how everyone comes together every night and does yeah. this. Yeah, every night it's uh, the J6ers. That's the jail right here. If you can see those lights on that building, that's where they're at. Wow. And so, um, 
but yeah, the um <laughs> Chris, uh, I hope you're feeling better now, my friend. I hope you're feeling no, better now, Chris. Yeah. Well, it's you know, this is I'm I'm almost to my normal self that I used to be. I'm I'm absolutely having fun here because I'm stirring up crap. I guess you could say we get a walk in the Rayburn building. So I've been in front of Matt Gase, Mary Marjorie Taylor Green, Jim Jordan. Um, so are you with, are you with Ashley Babbitt's mother right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's uh, one of the guys in jail just called in, so she's talking to him now. Hey, uh, hey what happened with her arrest, man? Uh, how did that go? We didn't get up. Yeah, well, she was pissed off because they dropped the charges, um, and she wanted to go to court. It was that 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 was a ridiculous scene that they. That was just a setup. What was? Yeah, they did. They didn't know. I don't think they knew who they were screwing with when they slapped cuffs on her. And then everybody started, do you know who she is? And then you could see they're like, oh, shit, we're, we screwed up. <laughs> so, you know. And you were there, too, weren't you, like behind her or something? Yeah, well, yeah I had just flown in. Wow. Yeah, I just flew in and went from the airport straight to the – that's when the Bundy uh, Bundy thing, whatever, was taking place at the uh, – yeah. Uh, yeah, there. So, um yeah, it's uh, – but you, 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 I'll tell you something crazy is, like, the counter-protesters, oh, my God, man. It just – when you, you see it on TV, it pisses you off. But when you get here, it really does piss you off to hear what they say, especially to Mickey, you know, talking about how her daughter deserves to be killed. There should have been more people. Yeah. They're, just, they're, they're just evil, well, evil, evil. Look at what McCarthy said. Like, that. I don't know if you saw the clip where somebody's interviewing him from the press and he's standing at a podium yep. and they ask him, was it a justified shoot? And he just looks around, pauses for a second and goes, yeah, it was a justified shoot. Next question. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and Mickey had a few things to say to him at this vigil on that night. I and bet she did. Stuff. Yeah, so I guarantee, when we walk the halls, we're, we're always looking for somebody. And Pantera is playing in the back of my mind. I always, yes. I tell when, they, when they turn and run for cover, yes, yeah. that's what we're I'm taking over this town. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's what we're doing. Hell. Yes, we're taking that's over right. this town. We're Absolutely. taking over this Lugan, town. Man. Yeah. So, but no, I, I'm I'm at, I'm at a spot now where I'm I I don't I'm not gonna get too comfortable, with it, but I'm comfortable now with I just you know this is the first time I talked tonight on the vigil told them about uh what i had coming out or what came out today and what's fixing to come out yeah because uh, we're not gonna wait for tucker you know what he's gonna do he's gonna milk it he wants ratings yeah. slow so, roll yeah it would be like oh when, uh, when is sweeps week yeah. oh we gotta wait for this we're gonna hold this off we're yeah, not gonna expose this meanwhile yeah. people are on trial for this shit their lives are in in danger over this shit well, yeah and, and 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 i think it's time now where we're gonna start getting to see what we we need to build what we've talked about in the past i think it's almost there uh, so that's what I've been working on also is, um, you know, to continue doing this, you know, we need funding. Y'all need funding. Everybody does. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating when you try to get, you know, they want to, these people want to talk like they want to help, you know, but, but they're sitting on their butts, you know, or they don't want to share something. And it's so important that, just share stuff. My God, it's not that hard. And I always tell people, share it 10 times a day. And if they get pissed off and get tired of it, share it 20 more times. You know? But what do you think about them uh, basically giving a talking head uh, thousands of hours of footage that could be used for the defense and these trials and everything? They say it's national security. Yeah, well, you know, here's what I say. 
because they show it. Yeah, and then where it's marked in evidence is sensitive or highly sensitive. Yeah. And I say it is it is highly sensitive for them yeah. because they've lied and they're caught. So they're worried about their security, right. which that's as far as I'll go. But, they can, just give, but they can just give it to the talking heads on their mouthpieces, though. Yeah, and, and yeah. we're not going to wait on Tucker. I've got to try to – you know how we try to get hold of these people, you know, yeah. and it doesn't work. So he had his chance. And yeah. so it's, we're coming out, you know, I'm releasing it. It's, it's, uh, I had to wait to get to a certain point where I just felt it was, it was time to, and, and I was comfortable with that. I'll show you, let me turn this around. Can you see the police parked? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and right here, and then right back over here, there's two paddy wagons you don't yeah. see. And then, and then the jail right there. So, um, when we have these counter protesters out here, there's usually about 12 cars out here. Um, uh, so that was, you know, you just in the back of your mind wondering if That's they're going to come though. after us. Intimidation I, you, practice, right? I, I, yeah. And I'll tell you what, that these counter protesters, her name, I don't want to get, I'm not even going to say her name. I'm not going to give her anything, but yeah. she's always here talking trash. And my second week here, I was standing just kind of where I was and she was leaving and she's, I heard her, I heard somebody go, hi, Gary. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> You know, and I look over and she yeah. already knew who I was, you know, and it was like, holy crap. So they do their work. Oh, last weekend, me and Karak Ashtonova went to um, Montgomery College in Germantown. Just, I think it's just north of D.C. I don't know where it's at. Yeah. But uh, got to sit in the same room, our little theater or whatever, and listen to Fanon, Dunn, Gunnell, and Hodges speak. And yeah, I, I tell you what, sitting in the same room with them and staring at them, I was late. And uh, when Karen and I walked in, my cowboy boots made a lot of noise, made everybody turn around. And yeah. so I was locking eyes with Ganell. Hopefully he recognized me because yeah. I haven't got him yet. But there, man, I've got, I, I, I got all the footage of these I've guys got, lying their asses off. Yeah. And man, I, I tell you, I've got so much. I'm, I'm so ready to get, start talking again. And, and, uh, man. There's a lot to talk about. My first day, the first time I went to the Proud Boy trial, they showed footage. I think y'all y'all might have seen that. Yeah, because Gateway yeah. Pundit finally gave you some fucking love. That was nice to see. Yeah. Good on yeah. you, Gateway yeah. Pundit. And that's yeah. thanks to Kara Casanova, right? Well, I was sitting next to her in the courtroom, and when they showed that footage, I looked at her, and I told her, I said, that's doctor. And she, she's all, are you sure? And I said, yeah, you know who you're talking to? <laughs> you know, because she always does that. She wants to make sure, but... But yeah, I mean, right off the bat, I sent that I sent that Gateway Pundit article to Sam Tripoli. By the way, I was hoping he would re retweet it. <laughs> Did he? No, no, was, uh, he gets so much stuff. So, but I yeah, no, it's all good. But he's shadow man too. So, yeah. Well, that's what you know. It's uh, I, I have it. I'm not gonna say anything. I don't. Wanna, I'm gonna knock off woods so nothing happens to my shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but but what I did is I made a tab. I put a yeah. tab up on my website. Um. And that's where everything's going to start going. I was up to like five o'clock this morning, and then then we do this every night from seven to ten. Okay. I'm on I'm on Eastern time now, so I can be on time. Oh, that's awesome, man! Yeah, yeah, we were that's, having that's that not, issue with, <laughs> with you being an hour behind. It's just that's <laughs> why that's why I, that's why I came here so yeah. I could be on Eastern time. Here, I, let me show y'all just a little bit real quick. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. Oh, this is awesome. We're getting live live coverage from the D.C. jail, from the vigil. Yeah, hey, I just got to say to Gary, man, you look a lot more energized than last time I seen you, brother. 
yeah um, yeah you were you were really drug out and like uh frustrated and i could tell you were at the end of your rope you look yeah. a lot more energized i'm glad to see you looking good brother yeah it's when you're in a house full of people you you, you can't stay up and work like you used to so you get right. put on a schedule to uh so you have to adjust yourself and it's that's i think that's been one of the blessings coming here is it's put me back on a schedule and i'm yeah. i'm not staying up all night uh, I, to be honest with you, I stayed up till five o'clock this morning, and that's the latest I've stayed up since I've been here. Wow. Um, so, I mean, it's like midnight, to two o'clock is the latest I'll stay up. And uh, so it has helped. I mean, just, I guess sleep is good. Yeah. I mean, see, you, you heard it. You heard it from Gary there, Chris. You heard it from Gary there, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, sleep, Chris. You need some sleep. <laughs> Man. But Gary, yeah, Chris. And, and food once in a while, you know. Food too and coffee and donuts. You know, sleepy body cells. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Let me say because he just mentioned coffee and all that stuff and we ha- we always have refreshments out here, uh coffee and donuts and, and then the Chinese Americans, they bring all kinds of food. I'm gonna tell you one thing right now with these Chinese Americans. Oh my god, man. I wish more Americans could see how patriotic they are because of where they came from. Yeah. And, and they are, they escaped hell the, with yeah, Jason. And, and, yeah. And these guys, the, these guys in jail, they get visits now. And there's a set of couples here, Chinese Americans that they go and visit two prisoners every Friday so that they have someone to visit. And then they're here every seven days a week with us, rain, snow, sleet, it doesn't stop. And, uh, Man, I tell you what, just to see them sitting there just waving the flags and smiling and standing up, I really do wish there's a lot more people could see how important our freedom is, you know, because like you said, that's where they came from. They they know what's coming if we don't stop it. Well, it's because the way the media portrays everybody, like the world has to recognize that, you know, just like the, the Cubans that escaped hell, communist hell, you know, they came to Miami, the way that they yeah. stood up in the past couple elections and had their voices heard. Like there's just there's, there's a lot of groups of people just write off, man, and and that that's the thing yeah. that's good about what we do in this community is everybody's welcome in this fucking party. So Jason, that's you had good something to hear to you say? guys' voice. It's good to hear you, brother. Man, I'm so glad you chimed <laughs> in tonight. Jason, you had something to say, bro? Yeah, I, I think it's profound what Gary just said about the Chinese Americans coming out, or you know, and supporting, and um, in today's society with a you know. I call it a, an asymmetrical warfare where they try to turn us to infight with each other um, so they can walk in and do what they want to do, keep us busy fighting amongst each other. Um, you have uh, some people that are maybe first, second generation uh, people to this country that are just so pro-American and pro our beliefs. Um, but then you... No, think about two regenerations down the road from there. Oh, Gary, can you can you mute for a second, Gary? Sorry, man. Thank you. Sorry, Jason. Yeah, yeah we just so, get a lot of feedback or a lot of. So th- let's look at these people that are out there supporting Gary right now and, and what he, what him and his um, his compadres are doing. So they're out there supporting, but think of two, three generations down the road. Um, their the, the, uh, their kids and their grandkids maybe convinced to be a victim when really their grandparents were more patriots than the other demographic that they're told to hate were, you know, and it's, it's really profound to see it. And we see this going back in history 
where people came over here. And, and I know people that were first generation uh, in this country that, that thrived and su they survived and thrived and built their own businesses because they believed in themselves. They weren't, they didn't believe in being victims. Well, we got to okay? give them something to believe in, you know, like that's yeah. not to borrow a term from a, you know, old ladies. Well, we're, we're looking at people now. We're looking at people now that want reparations for something that they don't even know if they were a part of, but they've been told to be a victim. Well, that's and that's it. part of the fight against us is that they're telling certain demographics that you have to be a victim. And right now, what Gary's talking about, what he's reporting on is that there's people out here that's first generation that haven't bought into the nonsense and they refuse to be a victim. Well, cause that's, that's the evil, Jason. Are. That's the evil that we fight. It, it's, it's the opposite. It's the untrue, you know, that it's the, the obtuse. It's the thing that, that, that should not be <laughs> to quote another great song, <laughs> you know, it, it's, Oh, Gary, who, who's that with us? Say hello. You gotta, yeah. This is Nicole Reffitt, Guy Reffitt's wife. Guy Reffitt's a J6er who's in jail right now. Nice to meet you, Nicole. What's oh. the topic, Here you go. <laughs> yeah. oh. No, this is great. Nice to meet you, Nicole. And I'm, I'm sorry for the unfortunate circumstances that your husband is in right now. Um, yeah. If yeah. you could give our audience just like a heads up on how how he and how you and your family are doing. Uh, well, you know, uh, my husband was the very first trial held in D.C. Uh, almost right out a year ago now. Um, he was convicted of all five charges in less than two hours that it took the jury. Um, uh, unfortunately, it was our 18-year-old son that had turned uh, my husband in, his dad. Um, so it is, it's been a real hard road for my family after I saw what happened to my husband in court because federal court is – its own whole beast there. Um, and the government is really, uh, you know, they have a narrative of all these guys and gals. And what they do is they prove the narrative, not the facts of the day. And so uh, since my husband was sentenced in August, uh, he was sentenced to seven and a half years. Mind you, my husband never entered the Capitol. Uh, he's not charged with an assault on another human. Uh, he did not damage any property. Uh, you know, it's the obstruction charge that's getting a lot of time for these Jan Sixers. And so after uh, my husband's sentencing, uh, he was sentenced August 1st. Uh, Mickey Whithoff had to help, help the first vigil here. And me and our girls were at the vigil. And September 4th, I flew back into D.C. and I've been here ever since uh, going into court every day. What People need to witness what's happening in the federal courthouse the precedence that's being set in this courthouse is going to have lasting effects on American citizens that they don't even know about yet. And, you know, people really need to pay attention to what convictions are coming down and especially these obstruction charges. Well, Nicole, I really appreciate and you really uh, display that quite eloquently. Um, and we're trying to organize here on our own in, in, in our world here at The New Prisoners. And one of the main things is one of our uh, contributors is a lawyer, um, and she has recommended to us that um, when we come into contact with people like yourself, if you have access to any transcripts, any court transcripts, to please share those with us in the media, in the DIY media, because especially with uh, knowledge like hers, we can pick through that stuff and we can find every single place 
with which were the the state and whom else you know may have done wrong uh, we're not going to name any right. names you know here on the show because we don't have a trillion dollars but um right. that's the biggest thing though is that getting our, our own access to these transcripts it's like thousands of dollars that you have to pay for these things and the exactly. media and the media that's in charge now just squeaks out little like kind of screenshots from it right with like very little context or in a tweet like here at the show, we're we're a long form podcast, and we go live whenever we want, and we can mm-hmm. we can put together you know stuff where we go through these transcripts and point out where these guys are and girls are getting screwed over by the system, uh, or or other people. Yeah, I can definitely. I know that I can get uh, you know copies of guys' transcripts for sure because I have access to those. Excellent, Gary uh, can get is, you my email address. Gary, please get her my email address. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I can put feelers out to others that I know, you know, I mean, all the help that we can get on board, you know, we're fighting the sheer might of the United States government. And, you know, it's like we're always playing catch up with it. And, you know, uh, being down here, you know, in the front lines of it in D.C., uh, you know, you really get bogged down. So, yeah, I, I think the more that we can get the word out, the more help that we can get on board in any capacity, um, you know, I think it's great for the Jan 6 movement. Well, and I'll also share with Gary too, um, which he can forward to you, um, uh, my subscribe star, because what I'm doing there is that I'm putting all of those PDF format documents on that website for free, where people can subscribe for free, and we call it the the TMP Document Vault. So I want to start up a, a J6 wing of the TMP Document Vault and have entries there from the different cases so that other lawyers, other people that have interest in this stuff and just citizen lawyers like people that that know law like people like angry tiger our friend who had to study law because of the situation that he was placed in and he knows very well that the federal jails are straight up trash (laughs) and and ma'am i i'm really sorry for what's going on with your family and i i will pray for you um and i'd like to point something out to everybody listening this man and and this is going to sound funny to you but this is the truth this man was sentenced in august of last year where he's at in the MDC that he's in over there in DC, that's a holding facility. That's a hellhole. Spend the amount of time that these people are in. I'm not. Don't get me wrong, ma'am. He would be a little bit physically more comfortable in what they haven't shipped him out yet. Why are well, they keeping him here to punish him? Well, no. They he was shipped out in September. He was sent to a, a facility in El Paso. It was a great facility, but uh, just like with. How this federal government works as soon as he got settled there he had just gotten a job uh you know working on border patrol vehicles going to move to a low uh dormitory type setup the government uh, dropped another charge on him they moved him to the eastern district of texas and uh, they have him in a holding facility in a county jail now so yeah uh that, you that's know, diesel therapy what they're doing they're trying to punish him yes yeah, yes I'm, well I'm you so know, sorry for that i am so because i know what that guy's going through i i i I got diesel therapy. I'm really sorry he's going through that. Did I get that right, ma'am? Ma'am, did I get that right that they've already kind of like screwed him over? Um, They screwed your entire family over, uh, let alone whether conviction or no conviction, you know, taken out of work and things like that and the hardship on the family. But they've already got him. And I believe that uh, folks like your husband have been set as an example to stop us from standing up. Oh yes, judges have actually yeah. said that. Yeah. Yeah, but then you you said they dropped another charge. Like they don't even need to do that at this point. It's like adding insult to injury at this point. Like what? 
Um, you think that's the the, the prison system? Uh, like, what what's doing that? That they just want to like rub the rub that that glowing red hot stick into the wound to make it even worse? Is that the, the message? Well, that- I think there's a message to to others, you know, out there. They're just going to keep coming after you. You know, I mean, this witch hunt is going to continue. Uh, you know, the the they definitely know that I'm in D.C. and that I'm an activist for the Jan Sixers. Uh, you know, I don't think that has anything to do with it when it comes down to it, I believe, because Guy's uh, case is at the appellate level right now. And that obstruction charge that I've been talking about is the it's the obstruction of an official proceeding. It's a 1512 C2 charge that was actually uh, brought about because of Enron. Um, and if they if he if they drop that obstruction charge on him, then he has served way too much time. So uh, it could very well be a backup of justification of why he he has the time that he has. Because he was taken in January 16th of 21. Guy's been detained uh, since that time. That's so. just, I, I, I can't imagine these situations, you know, and I have a pretty, my, my friend John Henry could tell you, I have a pretty vivid imagination. But I've never been placed in, in a situation like that where I'm isolated from my friends and my family in that way. I feel like the closest time of my life where I, I, I went through something like that, and I think a lot of us went through, was during COVID. You know, when we were locked away from our people, our culture, our faith even. You know, but, you know, now that to see that you guys are out and together and, and gathering for these vigils, especially with 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 other people of different walks of life and all sorts of things like people that weren't maybe directly affected by this, but take it upon themselves to do something about it. Like you right. all lift us up. You, you really do. We had a off, you know, a conversation off air before we even started this stream tonight. And it's funny how these things always seem to come back around. Isn't it John Henry? But uh, whenever we were talking about how people in this community lift one another up, um, and how thankful we are of that. And uh, it sounds like you're with a great group of people down there. Send send them the, our love, please, from the new prisoners to all of them. Oh, we most certainly will, you know, and I appreciate y'all listening to me. I am going to get back to the vigil because we do we have company out here on the corner. So awesome. Uh, I need, okay. yeah, we're about to do the anthem at nine. So thank you guys, and I'll get your information from uh, Gary. Please. Thank hey, you. God bless you, ma'am. Bless you. Uh, yes. Bye, you guys. Bye. Gary, that was incredible. This is like Gary's like our intrepid reporter now in DC, John Henry. This is this is crazy, isn't it? I need some fake wind. I need some fake wind. Yeah, no, you get some fake. Gary's out there. Gary, Gary and Hurricane Katrina. You know, hang on now. Cooper, man, you're not Anderson Cooper. There's CNN. Yeah, yeah, the fake wind. I just got that. Yeah, yeah. It's a green screen. Your nose is disappearing. Like, well, as far as I know, uh, Gary's not related to a Rothschild or something like that, Grace. So that'd be re- maybe the, <laughs> yeah, the Rockefellers. Oh, the Rockefellers. There we go. The wrong R. Was, you know, I, I the other hard R. <laughs> real real yeah. quick, that's just uh, her story. I'm sorry. Her story is just appalling because she said January of 21. Oh, dude. Yes. Okay. Convicted um, in two hours. It's been January 15th. He's He was arrested. January 15th. So it's been well over two years, and and there are people that have been convicted of first degree murder that have served less time in prison. Well, oh yeah, it's usually a dragged out thing. The whole uh, federal yeah. prison process, especially. Yeah. Well, uh, let me, my, my brother Angry Tiger will tell you about time. You know, imagine the time that that poor man lost in that. Oh hell. yeah, he's yeah, and he's, yeah, he's it's not just that. Take away. 
Yeah. It's not just that a man, a man can suck it up. Right. Cause I've had to suck it up before. Right. But it's what the family loses because you're losing an integral part of your, you know, you're exactly right, Jason. Yeah. No, yours, you know, and I never, I have never seen what I see today and it'll choke me up because when I see guy or husband call from jail and they'll be talking and she'll tell him, well, baby, I don't know what I can do. You're in prison. What can I do? You know, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing he can do because he's locked up. And it sucks to hear that, you know, because he can call and complain or need, you know, and there's nothing she can do. And, and you think that that's part of it. That's part yeah. of it. It's, it's putting that position, uh, the person who's the breadwinner, who's the yep. anchor of the family, you put them in such a, a, a helpless position. And it's kind of that way, you know, when I, when I was deployed and things were happening in my family and there's nothing I could do back home, you know, it's not yeah. really bad of a situation, but it's kind of similar where you're just put in a helpless position. And if, if I was told, be guilty of this, do this, do that, and we'll make it easy on your family. So they're leveraging yeah. the family against the people that they're trying to convict on stuff they don't have grounds to convict them on. And they're getting them to plead out. And ultimately that serves as an example to the rest of us. Don't yeah. the federal government. You know, Prosecutors are batting, batting a thousand. You, know, you, you got guys. Do you know what it's like, guys, to be away from your family and you can't help them at all? So, like, when his wife says, you know, little Johnny's got a cold, it tears you apart inside. It is so hard. You never get used to it. You yeah. can get used to crappy food. You can get used to loud people screaming basketball scores across the prison while you're trying to sleep. All the crap that goes along with it. But the family, this yeah. in the family, you can't, that doesn't get fixed. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is a lot of these people are getting fucking tortured, too. Well, it's torture. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's physically you know tortured. Like, we, the like, process itself, yeah. whether, whether yeah. or not you're physically tortured, nice. the process is mental no. torture. No, I know that, but that's bad enough. But I'm saying there's been reports of actual physical Guys, torture. when you're in that prison, you're alone. They can they have people of goons that are yeah. inmates. They'll send them after you. In Atlanta, yeah. UP, uh, USP, they had Thunderdome fights, and the guards were betting on the stuff. I, I mean, it's everybody knew about it. It was, you know, you go to Atlanta. Yeah. I, I know a, a J six. Yeah, I know a J six def- uh, guy. He's in jail right now. I'll even say his name is Kyle Young. Y'all remember Kyle Young and his wife was on the show. Yeah. He he was forced to fight, forced to fight, or get your ass whipped or stabbed. Really? They drew, yeah. They and they drew hat. They drew names out of a hat. You know, and his name was probably fucking, all in it. But justice, he was right? he, he had to he had to he had to yeah the you know? CEOs will so, mysteriously disappear okay yeah. and then the inmates are running everything and it's the law of the Absolutely. jungle you got some yeah. three hundred pound dude who can fight and scrap and he's the leader and he's got a little cossy there you know yeah like he said, and let me tell you said, and I'll, yeah and 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 I'll tell you something about Nicole how I am with videos Nicole is with courtroom news because she's in that courtroom. Every day, she's been in the Proud Boys trial, the Oath Keepers, Kyle Young, you name it. She's in that courtroom every day, and that woman right there is um, just well, so beneficial and knowledgeable with what's going on in jail. So, and Gary, we were trying I, to get the people to be like to to listen to those trials, right? And, and yeah, then they yeah. started taking that away from us, dude. Yeah. Well, her and I have talked because we're so busy. I mean, this is what sucks. I would love to be able to. Her and I have talked about 
at, at night, she's bringing me the information that she gets during the day. And she's writing down exhibit numbers of videos. And I love for her and I to her and I to be able to do maybe a weekly podcast or something like that to go over everything that's happening in court. Because I'm going to tell you right now, to sit there and watch a juror with her head back like this, fucking sleeping during court, the judge doesn't do anything. Uh. It, 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 you should see what's going on. The prosecutors don't have masks on. But as soon as we stand up so the jurors can come in, they all mask up. They put of on course. a show. They all put on a show. Hey, real quick, I I, I don't want to take over your show, but I'm sorry. I you know no, this has been uh, amazing, Gary. I really thank you for well, you calling guys, in, brother. Yeah, at, at nine o'clock is when we the the guys call in, and every night at nine o'clock they sing the national anthem. You guys want to be a part of that? I think that's appropriate, John Henry, because you have to sign off it's around nine, right? It's Do you want to stick y'all. around for the national it's only anthem? Five minutes away, sign yeah. off with us, brother. I think we could do that. I think we can make that happen. Yeah. I want to hear. There's yeah. that voice. <laughs> oh yeah. Miss you, Gary. Good to see you, brother. Yeah. yeah well, I, I'm glad Lisa's not here. <laughs> <laughs> see if y'all up in my ass right now. Oh, she oh, is on fire somewhere right, right now. now. You'll get it somehow, Gary. Uh, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it, and I'm close to her now. She probably just scared her mom cursing, um, because <laughs> she's listening in. She's in the chat. We love you, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Oh man. Yeah. I didn't cut my hair, Lisa, just in case you're wondering. It's up in there somewhere. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but, um, man, it, it, was in, it was incredible to be able to talk to somebody like Nicole that's in that situation, though, because, like, Man, for... I got to tell you, I just can't even imagine how much worse it is that their 18-year-old son turned his dad in. You want to know something, John? I mean, that's I, like, I, dude, I, yeah. I'm, I was sitting here listening to that, brother, and I remember reading about that when it yep. happened. Which there were a is lot fucking of family members doing that. She's at talking the time. about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember hearing about it. And I remember saying exactly if, if my son was to do that to me, I'd whip his ass. And when I talked to when I didn't talk to Guy, it was uh I think it was Nicole was talking about what Guy said about it. And Guy said that he's still my son and I love him. He's just lost. And I thought, holy crap, man, he wow. just taught me a lesson. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's how I thought. I would, but then I thought, you know what? That, you know, that's, I guess it's different for everybody. But, you know, it, you know, guy in prison taught me a lesson all the way in Texas, you know, with, with those words. And, uh, I mean, has Nicole talked at all about kind of how she's handled that in the, the since then? Oh, yeah. No, Nicole's a badass. No, but I'll like with her, right son, with her son, like, what's the relationship? No. Like? Yeah. yeah it's, he's, he's, I don't, you know, she's trying to get hold of him last night. You know, it's, uh, she loves her son. She, you know, she's concerned about him and everything, but you know, it's, uh, you know, our kids, when they grow up, they have their own path when they, when they're, they're out of the home, you know, so. But he's the one keeping the distance? Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, and they have two daughters, you know, he's got two sisters also. And, uh, what's she, What's their stance on the whole thing? Are they with with her or with uh, their brother? Look, man, it just oh no, they're they're, they're yeah, they're the whole family. Yeah, the whole family's together. You know, it's just you know he had heard his dad in. You know, it's it's the <laughs> you know how I am. I mean, you guys I would as well. Beat my we read these. Ass. Yeah, this, <laughs> this statement of facts. You know, when you see W one, W two, 
it's so funny how many how many friends and family turned everybody in. I, I still question that. You know, it does happen, but my God, man. It's, it's surprising. Uh, when I was in the joint, Gary, how many people turned their their sons, daughters, daughters turned in fathers, fathers turned everybody. And there's, man. yeah, when it comes to, oh, you're going to, you know, FaceTime or or just because people have an axe to grind with their family member. That, that's why we need to be uh, close with God, man. We got to go uh, close with Jesus, close with God. Well, there's a reason why this music's playing right now, fellas. You know, there's there's no coincidences on, especially on this show. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I feel like absolutely. there's a reason why I didn't stack up a like a three billion article type of you know block for for tonight to start out. I'm glad we had time to be here. Thank you, Angry Tiger, for reminding us about time. Thank you, Jason, for giving us your perspectives, man, because we're getting lots of love from Hertz Pigeon in the Rumble chat. Uh, you know, he is smitten with you. Um, love you, Rescue Dog. Thank you for being here. And Lisa, of course, we love you. You're here with us always. Look at these awesome people, man. It's an honor to be here, man, by the way. Thank you for having us. Hey, man. Yeah, I, I just want to send... I, I want to say thank you and prayers out to uh, Gary. That's doing what he's doing. And uh, I just grab on to Jesus, grab on to God, and praise to these folks because they are fighting the good fight two years into it. Uh, so God bless them. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, it's, uh, did y'all see? That was David Valentine waving. He's part of the Eagle's Nest. And then Mickey was in the background. You'll see Mickey and her Sherpa right here. Yeah. Oh, he's there's, like, that's yeah. yeah. She's getting ready to speak, I think. Yeah, we're getting ready. It's, what is it, 8.59? Yeah, so the guys are fixing to call in if the phones are working. That's something that's been happening lately. Uh, when you have somebody call in, one of these guys in jail, and they'll start speaking the truth, the phones go down the next day. Mm. So it's just, they're just, they're like, like Henry Tyre said, they just, they know what they're doing. They're breaking. They're torturing them. They're torturing them, you know, and it, and it all has to do. And they're, and they're watching your bank account. I mean, they get access to your bank account, you know, so they watch that money dwindle, and then they know when to come in and hit you with a plea. They found out you're losing your house. Right. Here's a plea. And I bet you the banks you know? love giving that stuff to them, too. They don't even they have to right really ask. The remember, Bank of America did it right yeah. there that, that day on January 6th, remember? Well, yeah, because who's going to be part of the security state? The banks. Because who wants the security state? The banks, dog robbing, snake headed gypsy, oh, menders of the yeah. banks. You got 30 more minutes because yeah, you got right. started on the banks. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, could go no. all night. And, and, and that that happened to Sarah McAbee, uh, Colt's Ronald McAbee's wife. Uh, she's been they can't use uh, Airbnb no more, and uh, Bank of, Bank of America froze their account also. How is that uh, possible? How is oh, that legal? Oh, well, I don't know, but like Toro, where I used to rent cars from, remember that? I've been banned. Yeah, I remember. Yes. I, I can't rent from them. When no you more. put your money in the bank, it's just like putting your kid in school. Parental logos. It's your money is logos. You actually enter a contract with them. It's not your money anymore. Okay, here you go. Oh, here you go. Oh, here you go. And you'll see the flashlights. When you too. Flash in the jail. Now see the light. The, do you see the windows in the background turning off and on? Yeah, I can see it, Gary. Yeah, see the those Chase, those are the J6ers. Yeah, 
everyone i hope everyone listened to the replays of this i'm gonna go back and listen to the replays of that i i'm feeling that john henry tonight tonight was a special night man it makes me tear up every night you know because these guys are fighting and we all have to do it this is what pisses me off and drives me and when i talked a while ago about releasing footage of of officer bagshaw and officer towel these cops' windows are down, so I yell a little bit louder of the corrupt NPDC police department. There's not shit that they can do. I've learned. <laughs> I've seen too much already in the month and a half I've been here. I pro- or how these kind of protesters act with police. I'm not rude or anything, but they're not going to do nothing. I'm not, they're not going to do nothing. So you can just talk trash and let them know you're here, and that's what I do. They know we're here. They know I'm here. And I was going to get my hair cut, but now I'm recognized with my long hair inside the Capitol. And at a Rayburn building, so I gotta keep my hair because that's how they recognize me. Yeah, you gotta keep your gimmick after a while, you know, just so people recognize you. You don't want to lose certain things. Like uh, Jason has a uniform that he uses on his show, so you know he's. <laughs> we're all we're all doing different gimmicks, and it's it's great. And yeah. ours has always well, been talking shit on the internet, and somehow talking I, shit yeah. on the internet got us to being part of that special moment, my friend. If, I'll tell you, <laughs> I, was, I was following Mickey and Tommy Tatum inside the Rayburn building. And yeah. I was thinking about you guys when I did this. I took my headset off and I turned Pantera on with Cowboys <laughs> on and walking the hallways. It's the Pantera <laughs> that brought and, us together, really. Is, yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank and you, Pantera. Mickey turns around and she looks at me and she goes, No. No. Yeah. <laughs> what's the song? What's the song usually? What, what yeah. It was Cowboys from Hell. Cowboys I, I went to the park. Yeah. I was, that's what I told her. So when we're walking these halls and they know who we are and they turn around, that's who we're going after because they don't want us here. They're going to. So right. we're, we're taking over this town. That's what I'm I say all the time. And we have. That's that energy, brother. Yeah. So. No, but I'm glad I was able to pass in with you all tonight. And uh, um, well, we need to talk. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We will, we brother. All need to talk, so. We will. Um, hey, I'll be in touch. Jerry. Yeah, that, that just made. Maybe I'm not too to hear you guys. Seriously, brother. It's good to, it's good to hear your voice, Amazing. my friend. This is the Sorry, kind of. Chris, I know how you were. I'm sure I don't have to say this. But love you, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it's good. To, good to get the gang back together for a little bit. And Lisa's going to be with us next time. I, I'm feeling it. So 
Um, and hopefully we can have Gary's loving that <laughs> with Lisa. Yeah. And hopefully we can have these fine gentlemen with us too, Angry Tiger and Jason Barker. Because I'm glad I shared that with you tonight, brothers. That was an amazing moment for me, Gary. But if you yeah, have well, to sign off, Gary. I get it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Go say, go say, tear um, down this stuff. Go, go say hello and give some love from all of the 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 TMP oh, crew, uh, including all of all the love from people we've been seeing in the chat. Thank you, chat. For shouting out all the love, I was trying not to interrupt while uh, Nicole was going on. So, uh, but yeah, I thank everyone for contributing tonight, and this is Man, this is one hell of a moment for the community. So, yeah, bro. yeah. All right, brother. All right, guys. I gotta cut out. Go help him down. Get all this floor off. So, go do what you uh, need to do, brother. You, brother. Which, which, you, guys. what you're meant to I do, will. man. What you're meant to do. Right. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace. See you guys later, Gary. Pleasure. Wow, yeah, was, we're, uh, we're still honest, rolling, yeah, guys. I, but uh, I mean, I fuck like how <laughs> I gotta get rolling here. Yeah, I yeah, I get it, I get it. But I am cool, oh, man. It's different, huh? That's different, isn't it? That John was Henry? that was kind of cool, six. That you got some, uh, you know, man on the street kind of recording. That was kind of cool. That's heavy, man. Yeah, yeah that, that was moment. Awesome. I'm glad I had that moment with you all. I'm glad that everybody was here tonight. Everybody in the chat, I'm glad everybody's I can listening. Put my differences live. with Gary aside as well, because at first I had to turn my camera off, and you just saw what Gary said just now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, phone call. You know, I won't get into it, but that was very nice at the end there. Yeah, it was beautiful, man, for everybody. John Henry, you have to sign off too. Do you? Uh, got a jet, man. Yeah, um, Tiger. Any quick final thoughts you want to give the audience? Just hey everybody, thanks thanks for uh, listening to me babble, um, and I, I really appreciate being on Six's show, and 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 I appreciate your audience Six because they there's a get we're getting a little crossover, and I want to thank you guys for that, and just uh, you're at the right place if you're here and you're listening to to John Henry Six and Lisa and and Chris, and I, I just God bless everybody. Yeah, bless you too, brother. And John Henry, any final thoughts before you sign off, my friend? Man, I just uh, it's. You know, the second time we've had a chance to have this conversation with this group of people, man, it's always so enjoyable. Uh, you know, Angry and Jason, many of you guys have incredible insight. And, um, you know, it's just always a fun conversation. And, and I love getting the different perspectives. And, you know, Jason, even for you, I know sometimes you get put in the awkward situation because of what you can talk about. But uh, I think that's important for us to understand that because there's a lot of people that have those limitations. And, uh, you know, I think for you, um, what you accomplish is really, uh, I think that can help a lot of people understand the best way to navigate these type of things, but still get your opinion out there. Um, and he stood up for what he believed in too. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. So, um, no, man, I just appreciate all you guys. Thank you so much, man. It's, uh, it's just so enjoyable to have these conversations and be part of this community as, as everybody said, you know, a million times over. So you guys are awesome. And, uh, just appreciate the great night, man. Thank you so much. Chris Kyle. <laughs> Drink. All right. Thanks brother. Love you. Talk All right, to love you, you guys. Have a good night. Be safe. All right, man. All right. And now there's the three of us. Yeah. All right. Um, shit. Then there was three, and, and I just want to say, John John Henry put it out there so eloquently. Yeah. Um, but I'm not alone. Yes, it's it's a little difficult because I'm walking kind of a gray. Line. I hope you didn't kind of think I was going after you earlier either. I was just fucking with you, dude. No, no, it's. I really am walking two sides of a barbed wire fence and you know what happens. You're nuts when that happens. Right. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, hats off to handy because handy. Um, yeah, he's handy the first person I personally know 
that actually put himself visually out there and yeah. and and basically if anybody sees it, they're gonna know who he is. They're gonna know where he works, right? Yeah. So he's just kind of betting that no one's gonna see him. Yeah. Uh, and there's a good chance somebody that knows him or someone that, that he knows is gonna see him. So he's really taking that risk because he really has conviction, deep conviction. Yeah. Yes. Of this. And if you watch the nice storm episode today and the, yeah. the verse of the week, we always start with the verse of the week. It's about letting your light shine and speaking the truth, right? Because that's what brings other people to the light and uh, glorifies the Father. You know, whether you're religious or not, it just makes sense. You know, right. it makes sense. You, you turn a flashlight on in a cave, everybody in the cave can see. Right. So they're not bumping their heads into nonsense. Uh, so uh, I just got to give my hats off to Handy for today. If you didn't watch the Nights of the uh, Storm episode, I would say this is probably our best episode ever. Yeah, and Andy was the one. best guest we ever had. I'm not saying nothing bad about you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying Andy I was. I say it was your best show too. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. I, I was super impressed. I haven't even rewatched it, and I typically do. I typically rewatch at least a portion of the show more, more to critique myself and see where I can improve, um, but not so much to like fluff myself up or anything like that. but he had an insight not only with the military thing, oh, but he, he had an insight into the covid right. and the lockdowns and the hospitals and all that stuff so. and he had the courage yes um against everything that he could lose his career yeah. and and we're not talking that he's been in this crap for five years we're talking this is like uh it's almost uh, what the military would consider to be a you know you get retirement now it's, yeah. it's been that long and and he's willing to like um, put that put on the line yeah. for the truth because he sees it. He sees it's, it's bullshit, you know. Well, and these and, are important uh, testimonials, you know, to dedicate yeah. to history. Like that's that's we, one of the important things about having a show like that, Jason. So I, I commend you for putting that together. Yeah. I think more people need to do it. And I would love to have a show where I have several people from the medical community that experience those things to come on and share their testimonials with one another, like here with us. You know, so we, we as, you know, podcasters and people that have interest in these topics and people in the audience can really hear firsthand testimonial evidence of what people experienced, you know, during COVID. And if anybody like Handy and other people are out there, or I know that uh, our front rescue dog had some experience uh, in the medical community. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that there's several others that are probably listening to do. And if they'd like to chime in anonymously, I welcome that too, because not everybody can take particular risks as you pointed out jason you know so i, I well, appreciate all the angles that people come from real quick just just to throw one more in our on their six um what makes handy's situation so special is that there i know personally family members that my, my wife's family is heavily in the medical field my family's heavily in the military field that's just how we roll and they they've kind of gone with it or they've tried to like uh bypass the you know, the mandate and, you know, try to circumvent it or whatever, but nobody's willing to come out and say what they see in front of their eyes. Yeah. And it takes one person like Handy to be courageous and put it on the line. And if other people that also want to say something, but they're scared, if they see Handy come out and do it, they might come forward too. And if they do it, that's two people. Now there's three people. Now there's four people. Now the entire medical community is coming out saying this is fucking bullshit. Yes. You know, but it takes one person, it takes one person to, to start that fire, kind of like lighting a fire when you're camping, you know, you get the kindling going and mm -hmm. then it builds and builds and builds. 
you got to do that. And, and hats off to Handy for that. And, and I'll leave it at that, brother. Well, that would be the correct domino effect, wouldn't it? It's come full circle on that conversation. You know, when, when, when one big domino, like when somebody pushes that over and it, it sort of creates an effect where other people, it, it starts a landslide, folks. So, um, and there, there can be that. There can be that. I do believe that, uh, you know, once people see that there is a light out there that they will turn, I do believe that people can be redeemed. Uh, you know, and I do think that even even folks that are drawn into darkness for a long time can still be redeemed, you know. And if not, then who the hell are we? <laughs> and what are we doing here? <laughs> so, darkness was your ally. Yes. You know well, it. You understand it. Quick, Jesus didn't come down to draw people that were already um, good into no. the light, right? No, dude. He came down to draw the murderers and the sinners and the prostitutes and stuff into the light. So you're right in, in saying, I think that, uh, you know, the people that are down in the darkness can be drawn back because that's the point. That's yeah. the point of shining the light. Yeah. To paraphrase, listen, you're all kind of fucked up. Here, let me, let me teach <laughs> you something. You know, it's like, yeah. but uh, now moving, moving, speaking of all kinds of fucked up, um, I wanted to throw this out there because this is what helped me draw the parallel between, you know, what we're experiencing in modern times, what we experience in COVID and other things um, like 9-11. This reminded me of Vietnam so much because I remember growing up uh, hearing of the history of the people that served in Vietnam, people in, in my family that served in Vietnam. And when it comes down to like how long did the average guy live in that position was one of the stories that I was that was being told. And when this headline here talks about the average frontline soldier in Eastern Ukraine is about four hours. Like that's not, that's hours. I spend, I spend four hours listening to a podcast and, and sometimes in chunks so I can take notes. Four hours. seconds for an officer in Vietnam, something like that. Oh, it's just, it's unbelievable. And then they call it the meat grinder. That's what they're starting to call this now. Now I know that this is, this is, and there are listeners that will remind me that when I see stuff like this, that yes, this too can be war propaganda in a way, right? Like th this type of media can be weaponized. They can tug on your heartstrings and the way that they label things. But just imagining being in this situation just in itself, like I, anyone that was conscripted, because this is what we're looking at too in Ukraine, right? Like they, they don't have just like the type of standing army to take on a Russia. They got to grab folks. And sometimes the folks that they're grabbing, I've heard are just like, they're not like 18 and just signed up or like a, a veteran, you know, that, that's yeah. done multiple tours. We're talking about just grabbing people out of their homes, out of their apartments, out of, out of maybe out of hiding and, and, and forcing them into military service to serve in battlefields like this. And when you're serving those types of positions, and Jason, you could probably attest to this somewhat, that if you're grabbing somebody off the street like that and handing them a gun and tell them to go out and kill the bad guys, um, they're probably not getting the best positions offered to them, right? <laughs> like the, 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 the chances that you have are much better. Like if you have some military service beforehand, you know, that you have you know, some sort of education or maybe even some type of wealth to get you out of being in that position. But uh, if, even if you look back into our own, like Angry Tiger brought up the Civil War before, like you, you look at the way that the Civil War was handled. Like I remember when uh, the movie Gangs of New York came out, 
Grace. Do you remember that movie? Bill the Butcher and all that shit. 2002. Yeah. I mean, I thought that film was pretty fantastic. I haven't watched it in a while. Maybe I'd watch it now and be like, oh, that's shit. But um, maybe we'll have to do a watch along for that eventually. But we have some other things maybe in the works. Uh, I can't wait to see how that that comes together. Um, Talking about the uh, Tim Osmond special in uh, May? Oh, you know it. Um, Yeah. Well, ooh, well, we have we have some stuff going on in May. Yes. With uh, Usama. Uh, if that's what you want to call them. Usama. Wow. I haven't Usama. heard that in a while. Yeah. That was one of the other names as well. Usama. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm talking about the Stanley Kubrick uh, type of documentary thing that we might be doing a watch along on. Just throwing a little hype out there for it. A little bit of hype folks, but that, that'd be really nice when that comes together. So, but uh, love it when a plan comes together. Now, lastly, I wanted to note on just on this part of the big four, right, though, yeah. not to switch gears too, too fast. It's like we were talking about before. Like, why the fuck is China the big baby face in this? <laughs> like, yeah. why are they playing themselves off to be the peacekeepers of the world now? What the fuck happened? What what year is this? Huh? Because they're all together, dude. Yeah, exactly, brother. Like, you you know, you know that these battle lines that are being drawn are somewhat arbitrary, right? If not entirely fake. <laughs> like when they have the writers for the WWE and they do have staff writers. I've met one of oh, them. 100%. Um, yeah, this is just China's turn to be uh, the moderator or whatever. Um, a Frankie something junior, um, like... Uh, who was like a child star. He was in a bunch of like teen movies and stuff like that. Um, he's talking about Malcolm in the middle. No, 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 not Frankie Muniz. Um, oh. I'm talking about Fred. No, Freddie. There we go. Thank you. Brain. Freddie Prince jr. Freddie Prince jr. Has was a, a WWE writer for many years. Yeah, yes, he was. Yeah. But um, no, I just want to be wrong, but I think Billy Ray Valentine had some kind of similar position. Maybe, uh, Maybe that's not true at all, but I thought he talked about that at one point. Uh, well, I, I mean, one could probably rely on your memory, sir. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> we do mix things up on occasion. Like, we all we all slip up here and there, but I'm, I'm going to bet that uh, you probably uh, remember that. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. did talk about that. I remember hearing him in, in an interview. Ooh, I he handy- liked it Oops, even sorry. more than acting. Oh yeah, well yeah, it's um I handy's chiming in saying listen to Black Bart talk about wrestling behind the scenes. Actually fun to listen to. I love shoot interviews. They're called because when something is fake, it's it's a work in wrestling slang, and when something is real, it's called a shoot. And uh, if you listen to shoot interviews when guys talk about like the real wrestling business and what it's like to be a wrestler, so much of that. Now I mean, people can shit on it, of course, because it is just it's on the same level as like a lot of the heavy metal that I've listened to and monster truck racing and things of like that. Shoot. Just yeah, poop yeah. shoot. Yeah, just dirtball culture. But uh, as Rob Zombie would refer to it as, bless you, Jason. Um, bless you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it would really what it really comes down to though is that you could look at that in layers, and even brilliant people or somewhat brilliant people, depending on how you think of them, like Eric Weinstein. Eric Weinstein is a huge wrestling fan because mm. there's so many dimensions to the levels of the work and when you look at politics in that way when you start to understand that it is a uniparty that it is a collection of people that are conspiring in back rooms against us and not even what? so much you know right out in front of our fucking faces all the time 
you know, they, you know, they're having meetings about it and flying there in jets and telling us that we can't go in our cars, no, uh, as, you know, because we're polluting the environment. Yes. Those fucking yeah, you will eat bur- you will eat bugs and we will jet off to the next uh, stop. Yeah, I'll you know, you. absolutely. Yes. Uh, you got it. You got it. Those fucking people. So, but it, like those, those people, even those personalities, even personalities, I would dare say like, like Greta Thunberg are, but a character, they're, but a work, they're, but a fiction to place in front of us. So like, we're mad at the fucking puppet. We're just mad. Jason, at has, all, Jason has some thoughts on that. Oh yeah. Greta, right. How dare you? You're oh. muted. Oh, you what, 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 what are I thoughts on? I was chatting. Oh, it's no, it's okay, brother. At least, at least, Graves, you weren't muted this time. It, it, he Graves often goes on to like if those new with the channel, Graves often goes on really long, like brilliant type of points, but he's muted and doesn't know it, or his his computer completely signal shits out. Awesome. Or, I'm yeah, like, oh, best. So. Said the best thing in the world that I'll ever say in my life, and the signal was lost like five minutes before. Yeah. Oh man, it happened many times. Yeah. Yeah, we've been through it. We've been through it with technical gremlins, as I call them, <laughs> around here. You know, that's why we don't get in planes, because there'll it's, be a gremlin called, on the wing uh, around here. <laughs> fix is called user error. You know. Oh, it happens error. too. Yeah, I did record an entire podcast once, folks. Uh, there is a lost episode <laughs> that I, I recorded an entire episode and realized that none of it streamed with audio. You, you should have just done the sound <laughs> thing from the old, like, 80s of the lost you know tv show and then yeah. just ran it with no audio oh yeah great <laughs> well tony Ar- tony arterburn and i recorded a three-hour awesome paratruther episode last summer and it was all about ufos and black helicopters and all this awesome stuff tony had great insight into what he thought they actually were i threw in my two cents we were laughing i'd never seen tony arterburn laugh so much in my life it wasn't recording you I'm not going to lie, that's happened to us. I, I, I was going to say, folks out there, like, I encourage like, all of you to join the DIY media. Uh, Jason and I and other people are going to be putting things together, uh, you know, to help people out in the DIY media any way that we can. But it is shit being a producer sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's just like, every, what's up, dude? What's uh, up? Um, me, me and Angry have talked about this, right? So we try to pre-record because we do our own personal shows, right? Yeah. And and, you know, when you're doing your own show, you're producing, you're recording, you really can't monitor chat. So uh, uh, we're, we're not so much focused on the live chat. We just want to do the show and get the info. Out. So it's feasible to pre-record it. And uh, and then maybe we even thought about pre-recording in the, like, the last 10 minutes we come in live and then do the shout outs, right? Um, but where was I going with this? I forgot. Oh, yes. So we're doing the we're doing the pre-records and me and angry found it easier to do a live broadcast like it's more natural and if we try to pre-record we'll do like a one minute and be like screw it start over you know two minutes screw it start over screw it start it's like we want to be so freaking perfect at it but when we uh when we do a live thing there is no starting over you gotta run with it baby run with it right do you experience the same thing well, when it comes down to like a live feel, like I've, I have a bit of a background, like I came up playing music with friends, you know? So like, um, to me, like I've been in a recording environment where things are canned and you can make it perfect. And then being, uh, 
I'm just going to say a little bit obsessive. I don't know if anyone in the chat or if anyone maybe on the show can relate, but you know, just being a little bit obsessive with the way things go, like um, with just like how the, how the podcast sounds, um, especially because that really gets on me um, because I know that a lot of people watch these things and that's why I try and put stuff on the screen, like the articles and faces because uh, I don't show mine, of course. Uh, but yeah, um, why is that sick? So you want to go into that? I'd say that the main. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I, no, it's a valid question, and I'd say that the main reason why is is that I I wouldn't want uh because I bring nothing personally to these matters. Um, that you know I don't have. Well, no, I mean like uh where somebody like in the case of Handy like we were talking about earlier, right? right. Like he has firsthand testimonial accounts, and seeing his face matters because it adds validity to that. Right. I work more in the in the realm of abstract ideas. So what I get to do on the show is is that I get to put little truth bombs out there that everyone else gets to spread all over the world. Okay, so in between this bullshit, are you like physically burned or do you look like Freddy Krueger? What's what's the deal? Yes, burned down okay, to the nub. Down okay. to the nub. But oh. um, <laughs> anyway, moving anywho, on. moving on. So the next of the big four. Um, we're going to oh, jump I into this, nib-nub, but I was muted. You burnt the nib, the nib, <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh, well, speaking about getting burned, uh, by something. Um, so there are people out there that have been looking for maybe another answer to the, I have to get vaccinated to maybe hold a job question. And, uh, this is still an unfortunate truth even till today, even with what's known, right? <laughs> Um, now it says here, new study has shown that Novavax, which is the a COVID nineteen vax uh, or their vax COVID nineteen vaccine, um, can, has can, been. Can you also- bring that up? Because there was something I wanted to talk about and we didn't get to it. Please. Bring oh yeah, it. I know. Oh, yeah, let me I do the like, screen share because I'm I'm being a producer very, very and fucking everything up. There we go. Boom. And, and this leads into what Handy talked about earlier. Yeah. I that I I actually had it. Freak, I, I had it and I closed it out. Well, maybe I'm on maybe I'm onto it here. Um, it's the damn spike protein, you numb nuts. Like every yeah. time that they try this shit, it doesn't matter what brand it is, it doesn't matter where it's fucking coming from or what batch it is, even. It's the damn spike protein because it was sent to us in a fucking code from a lab in China. Like there's just, did it ever pass Rivers? Did COVID 19 ever pass Rivers postulates? Like, did, did, do they have an actual live virus that have ever gotten from a mammal, a reptile, a, a fucking Norwal? No. Reptoid. Yeah, reptoid. None of those fucking things. None of them. They don't have any of that. They have a computer-aided model code, right? And when you have something like that, when you have something like that, it's to replicate reality. It's to replicate what's natural. I actually wish Angry Tiger could have been around to expand upon that, but I think he did earlier. Thank you, Tiger. Um, I, I remember where I was going with this. Oh, uh, six. Yes. I remember where I was going with it. Please so say. the Novavax was one that I was given an option um, because I did have a, a, a exemption put in and my commanders freaking hated me because they had to do a week report. And I was the last, last of the last holdouts. I, I am the last one in my brigade. Um, two of the people that held out actually got retired. Um, they were on their retirement path anyway, so they made it through. Um, the other four or five gave in, even though they had a pending exemption, uh, like like Handy was talking about. People were waiting on their exemptions, and they just got really, really worried that what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what happens if they 
refuse it. Does that mean I'm fired? Um, maybe I should head this off of the pass and just get it ahead of time, you know? Kind of what he was alluding, uh, alluding to what, with his testimony, because I dealt with the same thing in the military, exactly what he dealt with. But the Novavax came out, and I, and I wrote David, and I think that you all remember he talked about um, the Novavax, because based off of my exemption, it was based off of a religious belief that, you know, they're killing babies. And they really claimed that Novavax was a clean vaccine. They didn't use the baby, you know, baby fetal tissue to, um, to do the research. Well, it turns out that they just kind of like, they kind of like uh, outsourced it. So they kind of washed their hands of it by paying someone else to do the research for them. But it was still for that vaccine. Uh, but unfortunately, it was still under experimental use, so it wasn't mandated. So I didn't have to fight that battle on whether that was true or not. But anyway, I really, really considered the Novavax because it was supposedly not an mRNA. It was, uh, we took a coronavirus, we killed it or weakened it, and then we were going to give it to you. That was kind of their thing. But they're growing it in, what was it, pig? I think it was pigs or something rats or something like that it was something stupid mm. uh instead of chicken eggs they were growing it in some other uh, vector uh, but they grew it and then they were like oh it's weakened we're gonna shoot it i was like you know what i can accept that as long as there's no baby crap involved i can take that almost did man i almost did but now with the thing that you showed and i read that article that you sent um that leads me to believe that maybe this uh this thing with the myocarditis, pericarditis, which they said they didn't know anything about. And we've already reported that they knew about that ahead of time. Oh. They knew about that ahead of time. They knew about the pregnancy thing. They knew about the breast milk. They knew about all that shit ahead of time. They never told nobody. And now they're talking about this, uh, you know, the Novavax, which isn't supposedly an mRNA. That's what they say it's not. So... Is it really the mRNA causing these heart problems? Is it the spike protein or is it the stuff they're putting in with it? I really don't know, man. I mean, this warrants further study. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Oh, it, it certainly does. That is nothing like Moderna, uh, Moderna and, and J&J and, and all them. If it's not like that, why That's is it still causing the same problems? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's because they're, what they're starting off with. Like, I, I would say that that's the most plausible you know, scenario, right? That if it seems like there's one interconnecting Lego piece, right? There's one mm -hmm. Lego system. Is there not, Chris Graves? There's just one system, and that's how all the Legos go I like together. Jenga. I play Jenga. Yeah. So you have all these Legos in nature that go together just somewhat perfectly. It's almost like it's meant to be that way, right? The way that there's a design. Now, if you uh, fuck with that, when you try and build your own version of it, what do we get? We get Frankenstein, right? That's what we get. So when you're building a building block that's supposed to be like a Lego, but you get the measurements just a little bit off, what could happen? Like for someone that builds structures, Jason, like what could happen if your so measurements are just a, a tiny a bit off with every little block, every little block? As, as a, technical, a technical engineer, and I do survey, right? So I do survey work. Um, if I was to shoot an azimuth, and I'm, you know, I, I know where this point is and where that point is, it's been surveyed in before and i'm trying to do something for 10 square mile area if i if i turn so many degrees my instrument knows but it, it's not perfect you know it's a little bit off 
and it's pretty doggone close. But then, then I go set up on that point, and I assume that that point is exactly where it said it was, but it's a little bit off. Now that margin of error exponentially increases as I go off of that point, uh, and that's what happens. So when when you build your your basic uh, your building block on something that's not perfect, um, the next thing is also not perfect. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. By the time you get to to where you're trying to go, you're way off the target. You're miles off the target, and that's how survey works. That's how engineering works. That's how science works. Just saying. Well, and Graves, the the when I was reading that article, and I was having those thoughts about the spike protein and its construction, yeah. um, I was thinking of a line and see if you can spot the movie, more human than human. White zombie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but taken from the movie Blade Runner. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the replicants. Like when I think when I think of the spike protein, I think of replicants. Like in Blade Runner, they look human. They may appear human. They may act human. Right. This may act naturally. Right. But it isn't more human than human. Natural, bro. It's something that was made. Now, I don't know I by like whom. Chud, I like Chud more, though. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I don't know by whom, with whose money, you know, we're not going to get into certain things here. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, though, like if, if it is like that, then my thing is they have to make our bodies willing to accept the new Lego system. If they, ha- if they know that they have an incomplete algorithm, an incomplete data uh, collection, right? They don't have everything they need to make the perfect Lego. Then they need to engineer us to fit into their system because it's easier to conform something into your system that you create versus the creator. See what I'm saying? So on the nose, my friend. Yeah, I think I think this whole attack when uh, and you know you've seen what I've done with the foxhole man. Yeah. It's an attack on humanity. Hundred um, percent from every angle possible, yeah. and and I wanted to go into it today with Handy. Um, I was going to go into like how I was going to go into a population and stuff like that, and how this obviously it, this is not uh, th- this is not just simply correlation. I mean, this is correlation right now. We are losing people. We don't see the actual drop in our fertility rates in the U.S. because we have mass immigration right now, which is offsetting it. And it it depends on what numbers you report. Um, So they're reporting like how many people, like a census. Uh, But when you look at like what the immigration is and stuff like that, you can see that, um, you know, naturalized citizens or people that came here, you know, immigrated uh, 10 years ago or whatever are having new babies versus the drop-off rate, which is the design, by the way, they're trying to kill off. They're trying to kill off the elderly because they don't want to pay them social security, but they're trying to hide the decline by adding more people to, to show that our population isn't changing. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It kind of like replaces like the, you take care of the old people, get them out of the way. You have the illegals that are not going to have social security anyway. And then your numbers are don't really. Well, no, up. you you get you get new illegal people in. Um, you you can give them legal status. I don't care how you get them in; they can be legal illegal. It doesn't matter. 
No, but I'm saying uh, the numbers don't change because the same amount of people are there. Right. But you killed off the old people that were going to have Social Security, so you take care of that as well. So if you watch, I only covered it slightly, but if you watch the episode of the Knights uh, today, you can see that in in half of the states in America, the death rates outweighed the birth rates. So the the problem is that Social Security, they never save that money in an account. They were supposed to save that money into an account and invest it for you. Because we were apparently too stupid to like take care of ourselves. No, I didn't like the idea when George W. Bush proposed we put it into the, the uh, stock market, and then 2008 happened. Well, apparently, well, <laughs> apparently, it was thrown into bonds or savings accounts or whatever. It was supposed right. to gain something, right? Right. It's nothing but a net freaking loss because it's spent. Yep. There, there is no account with your your social security number on it. it it's never been that. It's always been a freaking Ponzi scheme. So now we have all the people that paid into it for, you know, 40, 50 years have paid into this. And now it's time for them to get paid out. But they're like, oh, shit, we spent the money. What do we do? We don't have enough enough people coming in to pay for it. So let's get a bunch of people in. Well, shit, they're not going to be paying taxes for 18 years. What are we going to do? Meanwhile, they worked the whole fucking life. And then, you you know what? Let's just kill off the old people. But we don't want people to know. That we're yeah. killing off the old people, so we got to get an influx of the, so the numbers. Sterilizing, and yeah. then, let me finish, Chris. As no, we're I'm agreeing with you, then the numbers don't change. Yeah, as we're sterilizing you, so you can't have babies, which yeah. is what we're seeing happening. Oh, yeah. And we're going to kill the old people off, but we can't see because we have to publish these numbers every year. Right. We can't have people see that um, the population is severely declining. The population increase uh, percentage wise is severely declining. But if we bring in this massive in, influx of people from other countries, it offsets that. So it kind of hides the numbers. Oh it yeah. Hides the we decline. talked about that with John. Uh, how do you say it in the Bostonian Massachusetts? Uh, John Bodwin. Bodwin. Okay. There yeah. we go. Cause I, I, I was, you guys what, are going all French and everything. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm six, not, I'm not even yeah. John Bodwin. He was like, yeah, it's fine. just just to give you credit man if you guys have talked about this this is something i came up with all on my own i have no outside research no nothing this is just just how they hide the numbers man like he was talking about it it's the simpsons paradox for a completely different reason i was digging into uh, for a different reason and then it just made sense this was the stuff that handy sent me i was looking at what handy sent me to research for our show today and i was like this is and I've already kind of looked into the social security scam, yeah. you know, so I kind of know how that works. But when I saw the immigration numbers, uh, especially when COVID hit and, and mainly when the vaccine the hit, at all. Yeah. Right. But the, they have influxed people so much that it offsets the numbers and it's what they report on. You know, they're not that specific about, they're talking about numbers of who lives here and stuff like that. They do, but you can look at immigration numbers and you know what? These immigration numbers are legal immigrants. This is like one third of what immigrants really are. Okay. Uh, Because the illegal is off the chart. We can't even track those people. So, and that's important to track them because we need to know these kind of numbers. I'm telling you, they're, they're trying to make it look like everything's normal because their bubble is bursting. It's bursting and they don't know what to do. 
And, then, and nobody wants to talk about getting rid of Social Security. Nobody wants to talk about raising it to, you know, 70 years old. Nobody wants to talk about Oh, that's about off that the table, didn't you hear? And no. everybody, all the SEALs clapped. Disgusting. It's suicide. Disgusting it's political creeps. suicide. They don't so represent do do? us. <laughs> Get rid of the people we have to pay out. And what do you think is going to happen? And I want to say something right now to your audience. If Please. you have a family member that's in the school, that, that's getting the school, uh, what do you call it, the pensions, that's mm-hmm. a bubble too. And there's going to be a, a certain period of time till that blows up where people are tired of their, their taxes going up by a thousand dollars a year, year over year over year for schools. And they're going to say, no, we're not paying these uh, teachers their pensions anymore. So what do you think is going to happen to those teachers? I don't know. They might get uh, Clinton. Well, let's just, we'll just <laughs> replace them with scrubs because that's what they well, we're not going to have them. any children left. They're going right? to replace them with some idiot that couldn't even get a job at McDonald's cuz there's no jobs at McDonald's anymore. And then hey, this hey, idiot's going to I'm right, gonna, here. I'm sorry, right here sick. Sorry. Right. Well, that, that that's no, it's a, a good sensitive point. topic. And they're going to hand your kid a, a, an iPad and your kid's just going to sit there and be fucking mind controlled by an iPad for 8 hours. You know what? Six, you're onto something right there. You you might be onto something you don't even know you're onto. You get the chat, uh, was it GPC, like the old cheap cigarettes you could buy? Yeah. <laughs> GPC. Okay. Um, you got the thing that's supposed to have all the information on the internet available, available at your fingertips, right? Um, if you could stop having teachers today, maybe, maybe you can pay out from the tax money we're taking in currently, all the teachers that have, you know, worked two years because they, they came on at 50 years old, worked for two years as a teacher, retired with full pension, because that's how it works in the teachers' unions, right? Um, so you got all these people that just jumped in real quick to get full benefits. Maybe we could do that if we don't have to pay any more teachers. So the kids could just be taught by AI. Yep. You know, they, they, they did a dry run during COVID. You know, you stay at home, you use your computer. Really, the kids are turning the screen on, they play on their Yeah, but can the AI do the drag shows yet? That's the real question. Oh, that'll be built in, man. That's a feature. Oh, okay. oh the AI can turn itself into uh, the form of Ball, the demon, if it wants to, and talk to your children, right? And then, if, and then if you raise any type of objection to that at the uh, parent-teacher conference, you'll probably be removed from the building because you're a domestic terrorist. Like, you have to let your Ball talk to your children, you know, no, because that's, that that's your right to education. <laughs> they're doing that on purpose to, to push people to the point of... Um, to become a domestic terrorist, to say like, I am tired, uh, my voice is not being heard, my money's being taken, and they're, they want people. It's just like they go to January 6th people in. They want people to do something violent. All they need is one. You know, look at, look at, uh, look at the BLM riots, right? Everybody was violent as shit. There was people funding it. There was pallets of bricks. Accelerationism. It it's I'm entirely accelerationism. Do you, do you know how easy it would be for a police department to go subpoena Lowe's and say, hey, there was a pallet of bricks delivered on this date by, by this footage. Oh, yeah. They got you on camera at checkout. They got your face at checkout. Every one of these well, places now. They're all, it's delivered. all a panopticon no matter where you go these days. But I put yeah. a mask on. So You no, can I- track the money in 20 seconds. You can track the money. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You can find out who funded this. And the fact that these were all through opportunity zones where it's no taxes, you know, um, and and they just basically destroyed the black neighborhoods and who's buying. I would like to see who's buying this property up now after the fact. Yeah, that was a part of it. Yep. 
right. Yeah, this is a big, a big scheme. Uh, I don't know. We're kind of getting off in the weeds. Six, no, like, there's no weeds here, buddy. Yeah, no, this bro. is the new prisoners. There's, there's nothing yeah. but weeds. And I want to tell you, yeah. a lot of that was provocateur. I'm getting shiggers and I got a couple ticks. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch for the limes. Out in the weeds. It's, it's no, mad the out Asian, there. <laughs> there was a lot of Asian provocateur stuff going on with the BLM thing. And one famous well, there was was the auto parts place in Minnesota. The guy was a, a state trooper, wasn't he? Or he was a local cop or something, but he was smashing the windows on uh, on the auto Where, parts place. How can, how can you use facial recognition yeah. to arrest people for January 6th that you couldn't do it for, uh, exactly. you know, for the others? That's you right. know, why, why is there not equal justice under the law? Well, in every city were told to stand down while people were lighting fires in front of them. And how much data, including cruisers, how much incriminating data do all these shitbag institutions like the targets of the world and others and other conglomerate stores and, and places all the ones like that were allowed to stay open during lockdowns while mom and pop stores? Uh, Ooh, that gets me to another thing. The video? You remember seeing the video of the chick that was trying to steal a purse or something like that from like a Louis Vuitton store? She's like, Where's the damn key? Where's the damn key? I can't, <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh well, you know it's like yeah, yeah. She just had to scream, "I can't breathe!" to justify. Well, because she knows she knows that'll be boosted in the algorithm as long as Facebook finds it favorable, you know, or Google finds it favorable. That's why I'm stealing because I can't breathe. Well, well, yes, it's a mind mentality, and it goes back to what I was talking about with my daughter when, when you know, ten years ago, when she was in the mindset that you have to think a certain way, and if you speak a certain way, you're going to go to jail. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's not true. You can tell the president he's a piece of shit. You can go spit in his face. You might get arrested for spitting in his face because that's yeah, kind of assault, assault. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a, yeah assault. but the thing is, it's not against the law. Mm-hmm. I mean, spitting in someone's face is, but yeah, you know, yeah. going and telling the guy he's a piece of shit is not against the law. Actually, I watched uh, some proud people up in Canada. Uh, I think it was Rebel News in tow, too. Uh, there was uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, you know, Castro son being being dropped oh, off yeah. for like his uh, latest uh, Brazilian wax or whatever he was doing. <laughs> um, and then as they're dropping him off, there's a bunch of protesters, you know, waiting on uh, at the side, like behind a line of trees. And they just come up this small hill with their signs and like a megaphone. And they're just like, just basically all telling him to go fuck himself. And it made me feel proud. I'm, I'm proud of my Canadian brothers up there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be happy to talk to, uh, another Canadian brother of ours, uh, Dale Richardson tomorrow at seven. Uh, we're going to have an awesome interview and it's just like people were fighting uh, a hell of a fight here in the United States, but we've all, yeah, we've all heard stories about how fucked up Canada was, right? Like yeah. about how, just how, what, how hard they went well, on their people, and, you know, oh, yeah. basically said, fuck the entire government of Canada. Yeah. I'm just yeah. doing what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I'm like. The yeah, only reason he could do that, those truckers. Well, the only reason he was able to do that, and this goes to Angry Tiger's position, is because the bankers backed him. And yeah, that yeah. makes me wonder who backs Trudeau. Well, because the bankers wouldn't back him right. unless somebody backed Well, from from Trudeau. from the bankers to the WEF to to his uh pocketbook. The ones that backed him are the ones that back all of our puppets too. Yeah. Look who's all connected to the, the octopus. You know, shout out to Charlie Robinson. I, I love Charlie. That uh, Hell his, yeah, Charlie. his concept of the octopus of global destruction, or whatever. well, that go well. Yes, I love Charlie. Don't it's, get me wrong, but it, it is, goes yeah. even farther back with Danny Casaloro with the octopus. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. 
concept, but yes. Very true. Well, my concept of yeah. my show is the same thing, but I That's look at right. it from a warrior, a warrior standpoint. Where Different tentacles, a, right? Oh, hell yes. I call them tentacles. Asymmetrical yeah. warfare. They come at us from all directions, but they don't need to necessarily attack us. Right. They need to take out our support. Yeah. You know, um, rich versus poor, you know, just uh, everything is a false choice. It's a false dichotomy. Everything is. Whether it's black versus white, and they, they can't even do black versus white anymore. There's so many different people. Yeah, the one with the five uh, black. Oh, it's like now they call it brown. It's like everything else versus white, but yet white is white is like a thousand freaking things too. Oh, and it's you a know, bit of got, what Prince said too that we're just going to keep fucking until we're all the same color. Like there's and, you know, there's there's I a lot really of people thought, I know out there that just like you, you try and pin, pigeonhole them in a category. Good fucking luck. Like you're gonna need one of those Keller wheels, like they have at the Lowe's, you know, to help pick out the paint and shit. You'd be like, okay, what the hell are you? <laughs> Spin you know this what? tube. <laughs> Twenty twenty years ago, because I did grow up in a very racist, and I'm not gonna lie, they were actually racist, right? Oh, it they happens. Racist area, and and I I never was. I've that seen Larry way, the but... Cable Guy. I know that I know that he's really not that guy. I know that he's really what's yeah, his, his name? name? Dan Stevens. But that was softball when, for Graves. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I moved into St. Louis, um, and and you know, I had a lot of friends of all different backgrounds, and I had friends of different backgrounds before that, even in Southern Illinois, where it wasn't that common. Um, but I thought, and that was 20 years ago, right? Maybe more than that, maybe 30 years ago. Um, but I, I thought by this point that we'd be past this because we would be all mixed into a brownish. You know, like, we almost like were with mud. like the Chappelle show and other things like that being popular in the early 2000s. And then Obama got into office and everything was fucking racialized. No, everything went yes. into hyper racial racialization mode. It did. It and did. then that just so happens to coincide with 2012 when they did the Smith Munt Modernization Act and when they started being able to propagandize us here in, on domestic soil. Don't get that fucking wrong. There's, well, a, there's a reason what? why Occupy Wall Street and the Smith Munn Act and everything like that happened the way it did. And then social media itself shit the bed after that. And the internet started to change. And then Google started to rise because it's COINTELPRO. And like all that you know, kind of stuff. Really yeah. convenient. What was really convenient was when they, they, they created certain types of music for certain demographics to have our own styles. You mean like Tavistock? Right. <laughs> And then, but they didn't realize that that was uh, because we were all living together, that we all liked each other's music and people are, look at Guard. Guard loves all kinds of music. Oh, it's, it's culture. Play. If you appreciate culture, yeah. you're going to appreciate stuff like that. And, and, and yeah. Guard is an, is an amazing human being, but also he's quite a, a great writer. And to understand mm -hmm. things well enough to be able to put them in print the way that that man has, um, you got to love some culture, right? Well, he also puts it in perspective. It's about the music. It's not about you belong to a culture. It's about I enjoy this music because this is why. It's what it's a good fucking is. song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good song. Well, yeah, and, and that happened across. It happened across our our society across the U.S. And I don't think that was the intended result. Uh, I think the intended result was like you have this kind of music for this demographic, this kind of music for this demographic to drive a division, but it didn't happen that way. I think that we all kind of liked each other's music. You're like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. And then now they're like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? So I, I don't know, man. I, now 
they basically have to use, uh, I don't know, economics and things like that to drive us apart. I'm not sure because we all kind of listen to the same music now. There really is only one kind of music. It's fake music. Now. No, There's new music. Oh, yeah. Well, and AI is even starting to uh, write that shit too. Uh, when, when it comes to writing music. So. I think the only reason we have any kind of racism whatsoever is because they keep telling us. Because it's manufactured. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I mean, Alba, the black actor, right? Mm, yeah. He came out, uh, there was an article the other day, I forget where I saw it, but he's like, can we end this fucking bullshit of the black-white thing? And this is a black actor who's like, I- I'm sick of hearing about it. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. Well, yeah. I talked about that earlier about people yeah. that people that are first generation, second generation people here, they feel like Americans. But third, fourth generation, if if they're if they didn't get a fair shake, you know, I don't know what's your fair shake. Should you be rich after two generations? I don't know. I was here for like I don't know six or seven generations. I was poor as shit. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know nothing was promised to me. I had to work my way up. My, my entire family had to work our way up. We didn't, weren't promised nothing. You know, what we're promised our freaking rights and our ability to like fight for you something promise to be taxes and death. That's about it. But, but they're going to turn people because they, they realize they, I think that they couldn't turn us against each other. So now right. they really, really got to feed that narrative. And that's where the whole thing is with tearing down statues and going back to the civil war era stuff, oh, yeah. do all this stuff. Iconoclism. Trying to drive the racial thing yes. even more. Oh yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, I would agree. I would agree that at one point, and even when I was a kid, it's not that long ago, I, I would believe that the minorities of this country, whether it be Hispanic or black or, or whatever, even uh, Asian, probably were trying to be American and the white people were really like, I don't want to talk to those people. Right. But it's yeah. completely reversed now. Absolutely yeah. reversed. Where the white people are like, I'm cool, man. I mean, that was my parents. That was my grandparents. I don't give a shit. White males, they're the devil now. Well, yeah, the male, well, white males males too, man. They get raped and stuff. But the thing is that the other people that were fine in my generation growing up are now being told or taught that they've somehow been uh, some injustice against them and they have to take it out on us. Like critical race theory, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, your your grandparents went through it. So now you got to put it on them. It's like, I didn't fucking do anything. I treated everyone the same, man. Why am I getting the, well, the yeah, sins of the father it, bullshit, you know? But you got to understand the, the the depth of the propaganda, because yeah. it was pretty horrific. I've, I've actually done oh, it studies is, yeah. and stuff. It was horrific what we did to people. But um, we, but that's, well, that's the point, yeah. Jason. We didn't do anything. It's we as something Americans, and, and I, will, I will make that very clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We as Americans, mm-hmm. and Americans were made up of a lot of different people right. at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the most minimized groups that were treated horribly was the Chinese that worked the railroads. Yes. Oh, yeah. They worked and worked and worked all the way up to a cliff. Instead Sometimes they wouldn't even bury them either. Of wages, they yeah. were just kicked off the freaking cliff. They would die, right? And then mm-hmm. sometimes they wouldn't even bury them. Yeah. Right there. We even, I think it was uh, Vince Agnali or Donald Jeffries or both that brought this up to me that the way that uh, Chinese women were treated in law because they were seen as prostitutes mm-hmm. like because of the opium wars and other things like that, that, that the West had, had done, you know, to that culture. So, but that's what, that, that's kind of why I brought up culture. Cause I, maybe the, the proper framing of what I mean by that is like a particular people of a particular time, you know, that, that there is like a, a certain element that comes out of like the early 
uh, Metallica albums for for Graves yeah. and I, you know, and then there, there's a different culture uh, from Metallica fans if they became Metallica fans when like post Black Album, like anything Load <laughs> or Garage Inc. or like you know was a Load, yeah, yep. definitely, yeah. I mean, a- anyone that's just like, yeah, now I'm into Metallica because they're doing this, and then you're just hey, like. Poser. Yeah, you're just like, yeah. So there, there is a level of authenticity to be in that, in that era, in that time, doing that thing. And I think our friend Guard got to do a lot of that. You know, if you listen to his stories, along with our good friend Chuck Ocelli too. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, geez, I mean, Graves, you're you're helping Chuck do like an entire uh, audio series for the network that yeah, people can subscribe life, to. Yeah, his whole life, uh, I uh, listen to him read a new chapter, audio chapter, and. Then we have a conversation about the dark shit he just talked about and what he learned and what, you know, uh, what he thought about the situation, about his childhood. His his father ended up taking his life because of his experiences in Vietnam. And that's actually a reason, the main reason he went and started to become a JFK researcher is because uh, if JFK hadn't been assassinated, we most likely would not have gone to Vietnam. And his father probably wouldn't have killed himself with the PTSD and everything. So, yeah, we go through different chapters. And Chuck has a pretty fascinating background. He was in heavy metal bands. Well, he's yeah, amazing he's, voice, folks. Amazing fucking radio He's voice. blind. Like, yeah. He can see just very little, but he's considered the blind G- JFK researcher. And I thought Jason Barker and Chuck hit it off famously, like when we weren't recording uh, Get Mad uh, last week. Oh, he was awesome, brother. He was. Dude, so were you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to that. It was great. Um, and uh, definitely check out the Ocelli Network. Go to Ocelli.com. That's O C H E L L I.com. Um, and check out everything on the network, including the but work. What were you our- bringing that up? Well, what you bring up the audiobook for? I'm glad you did because uh, we don't get to really talk about it but well i was just what talking was... about people's experiences oh, you know oh, and yeah. so like the people that got to experience that culture like and, and when i talk about right. experience and culture i mean like if you haven't seen motorhead live you yeah. probably don't understand motorhead as much like you can you can get it that they were the loudest band you can get it that they were fast and heavy but if you're in a fucking place where they're playing and it's that loud like it, yeah. it moves internal organs inside of you. Like it, it eradicates, you know, uh, kidney stones. Like, and I'm not making medical claims on the show, so don't, don't ban me. Whatever. I was in a room with Lemmy, and now he passed away. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. Lemmy Kilmeister. Um, yep. Quote: Airheads, Lemmy is God. But um, Airheads was an amazing. Airheads. Yeah. Remember yes. Chris, Chris Farley as the cop? He rips the guy's yeah, ear. Was, and he goes, that, uh, Yep. That was what's his name's first movie, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Did all everyone that. was in that Happy movie that. That. oh yeah well no, no no sandler was in a bunch of movies before that but yeah that was, was, he, that was first big roles. he was in coneheads right before that he was in uh was yeah. he i never yeah. seen coneheads. he was in a movie called going overboard that no one really saw he, he was in a couple of things but that was like his first well sandler was in that role. too right going overboard that's what he's talking about. Sandler. Oh, Sandler. Oh, I thought you were talking about Farley. I'm just I'm no, 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 no. Farley was in uh, Airheads too with Ernie yes. Hudson from Ghostbusters. I was gonna say because you brought up like the imagine being the only black guy in this scenario and having people approach you like, oh, isn't it great being the black guy in this? And you're, and, like, you're making think about how Ernie shit. Hudson feels. Like oh, I bet Ernie you he's Hudson's gotten awesome. that. I bet, but I bet you he's gotten that shit all his life. Like everybody comes up, like you're the black Ghostbuster. That's Guess so what? Crazy. He's got the last laugh. You know why? 
because they're about to make a Ghostbusters 4 and he's leading the team as the guy who's bankrolling everything and I think that's awesome. Hell yeah. Oh wow. You know, he was in The Crow favorite. as well. Another favorite. Fuck yeah, he was in The Crow. What an amazing Randy film, dude. And soundtrack. I mean, you talk you, you want to talk about like grunge soundtracks, baby? Ooh, you know, like the Brandon Crow soundtrack. I was Jason? not a Crow fan. No, my, my girlfriend at the time was a huge. She loved The Crow. And I, was well, like, I love Brandon Lee. That's I was right. watch it in the theaters. I'm like, this is stupid. Don't I, let I goth chicks ruin your your take on The Crow, Jason. We've all been there, haven't we, Grace? Yeah. <laughs> just like where a goth chick just ruins I a just, movie for I you. I walked away and I never went back. The <laughs> freakier, <laughs> the better. <laughs> yes, absolutely. See Grace well, anyway, guy anyway, on Twitter. Ernie Hudson right. was in that, and I got <laughs> yes. to ask him about Brandon Lee for like a second when oh, I wow. got to meet him. That's really awesome, man. Um, so I, I'm more I, like a hairspray kind of guy, you know. This and I am not guy. that at all. Yeah, saying, moving on. <laughs> no, but yeah, moving on. I, I want to. Did I drop hairspray cool like the musical hairspray? Yeah, did I drop my cool points when this? No, 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 no. We're all good. We're all good. I just wanted to give a quick shout out because I had a listener uh, submit to me like basically a rundown before I even got this article, before I even found this information. Uh, this listener was already already compiling information on Novavax because uh, she herself was considering taking it and decided against it because she has allergies. And she explained why and like gave a whole rundown of all the side effects that people have been seeing about this shit. So uh, take it as a warning for someone that's done some due diligence and some research uh, to follow that path. Uh, follow us on Substack at number six on Substack, just spelled out number six. Um, and I put all of this stuff each and every week on our source list. So I basically bookmark everything, put it in a document and email it out to you, or you can just go to the website and check it out. Um, it's up to you, but it's free and you'll have access to every single thing, every article, video, and everything I pull up on the screen during the, the stream. So if you're like, oh man, I wonder where that came from or I want to read into that more. It's all right there on Substack. So go subscribe for free to number six. Um, and then just to finish out this little block too, I had uh, posted something about this earlier uh, this week and had people chime in about it. Um, this is uh, from UPI, the FDA weighing approval for an RSV vaccine for infants. It says we'll decide the summer. But the main thing that I wanted to point out is, is that, that they're going to be trying to, um, it says Pfizer is amongst one of the leading candidates uh, that has announced that its uh, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine has been accepted for review. The vaccine is designed for infants up to six months of age, and and this is the one where I I have to like fucking clench my fist on. Oh, they want to get you before you're even born. As and as it says, a preventative vaccine administered to women while they are pregnant. Why can't they stop yes, fucking I've with kids? Why can't they stop with babies? With babies that can't it's even... It's a depopulation work. agenda, bro. If they oh. can even have the kids in the first place now. Yeah. It's just... It's so fucking disgusting to me. So Get these people out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good. And what the fuck good is the uh, the Food and Drug Administration? What what good has the FDA done for us in the past few years? Get the fucking... Pack, or the World Health Organization. Find no, a box. Yeah. You know, find a loose Amazon box. Get your shit and get the fuck out of the office. You're all fucking fired. Fuck the FDA. Hey, six man. Yeah. Um, this this uh this woman that it was a female, right? That sent you the Novavax stuff. Yeah. Have you asked her to do an interview to like expand on it? Because this is something that it, I would I would make an entire episode devoted to this because it's very personal to me. Okay. I, I could um, I could reach out. I could reach out. Yeah, and put the yeah, I mean, there to see if, if she you want to do like it. That. 
if you want to do it, that's cool. If not, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, we can do it. I do it on my foxhole. I do it on whatever. Yeah. Maybe you both should do it together. Yeah. Well, maybe that's yeah, that maybe happens. that's the thing. Yeah. It's just it, this is important because Novavax is put out there, and it was intentionally put out there after they got busted on their bullshit. Yeah. You know, they got busted on the bullshit. How dangerous it is, and and the uh, relationship to the uh, the abortions. Then they come up with this shit that's supposedly not. Oh, nothing. It's a clean vaccine, no abort. Well, then and then David reported on it and said, no. Well, they just outsourced it, so someone else did their abortion work for them, but they claim they didn't do it, right? Yeah. Uh, but if there's more to it than that, this is something that a lot of people are probably thinking of to save their career, to save their job, and right. things like that. But if it's going to harm them, they need to understand it's it's going to cause the same issues. And you have to think about your family in the long run. Okay. You think about your family right now. How am I paying my rent tomorrow? How am I paying it next month? The one month after that, what happens when you're dead? Oh yeah. You know, for the next 30, 40 years where you're gone and your insurance just said, go fuck yourself because the insurance company don't look out for you. You know, you got to really, if it means losing your job now and getting kicked out and living in a freaking van for a while, and then going to a smaller place and getting a different job, that's still better for your family in the long run than trying to compromise for some something that maybe they're lying to you. So I just want people to have the proper information, you know, before they make that choice. Does it make sense, Six? 100%, brother. And um, yeah. I think that uh, just like... From what I got in, you know, in correspondence with this, uh, with this woman, her, she goes by June. So shout out to June. Um, hey June. Yeah. Nice. Um, but I, I, when I reach out to her, I'll, I'll, I'll ask her and and to speak with us. But also, I can just imagine being a young lady, and then yeah, having reproductive like type of questions about something like this too, being forced into a position like that because it's not just like. It, it having a, a, an effect that hits your allergies and or hits your immune system that way where, you know, maybe an epinephrine or something like that may get you out of it, you know, or having those sudden, you know, those, those clots or strokes or anything else and like any type of sudden death. We, we haven't even gotten into, when you talk about getting into the weeds, we haven't even fucking begun to see the long-term side effects of all this experimentation that we've done. When it comes to reproductive harm and health and other things. So that would be on my mind too, first and foremost, if I were in that position as well. Well, what I'm seeing right now is the short term, and this is kind of sad that we, we consider it the long term, considering how long they did studies. So we're in the long term now for their study phase. Um, but in the reality, the short term is that this thing stays in your blood for a lot longer than they said it did. It doesn't stay where it says it's going to stay. Handy brought that up. That's right. Oh, and Handy says informed consent, and that's exactly right. That was yeah. my response to this article, actually, on Twitter. It was saying that uh, how could they possibly give these pregnant women any sort of form of informed consent when they've done no studies, when they've done no investigation as to what harms that this could bring to them? How did my wife get informed consent when she's suffering from it when she never got the jab? Because someone close to her did. And that's the problem. Well, that's the that's next wave meant, that's starting to come is, out. Like, what's what's the other conspiracy theory that hasn't been proven true yet? Well, that's just, that's just, theory, I, well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, well, I'm saying in quotes. Uh, you can't see me to do the quotes. So okay, let, let, me, let me but, break it down <laughs> in real layman's terms, right? Mm -hmm. So a lipid nanoparticle, an adenovirus. 
whatever. It's a man-made virus vector. Yes. Okay. So they put the shit in there, but it operates exactly like a virus. So why wouldn't it spread like a virus? Well, absolutely. Especially with the not the uh, not with the um, Pfizer, well, but with the um, the other one that they actually supposedly, and I don't know how, how, and I don't even believe that crap anyway. How do you like separate? billions of viruses and just suck their shit out and put the mRNA in. I don't know. Well, no. I don't know. Handy brings up something on the chat that actually uh, to kind of make a point real quick um, is that my idea is that for those that are unvaxxed, right? Those that have an immune system that would encounter something that's foreign. Cause like you said, this is, this is something that's engineered. So it's not of God. It's not of nature. So our body kind of interprets it. And some people, yes, are going to be susceptible susceptible to it you're always going to have susceptibles in any type of you know demographic or whatever you're you know you're you're looking at however whenever the normal immune system sort of uh, uh, sees that the more normative sorry normal i don't know you know quote unquote but yeah whenever like a, a normative immune system kind of encounters that it would just kick it out you know like you just get it you feel like shit maybe you kick it out of your system well how do how do you get the human body if you're engineering this how do you get the human body to continuously accept this thing and new variants and new stuff over and over and over again? Well, you're getting close, I think, but I believe it's the spike protein because the spike protein is the building block. It's, it's, the, it's the Frankenstein stitches part of the monster. And, and that's what uh, you're injecting into you when you're taking this stuff. So it's making your body a node for that uh, RNA signal mRNA signal to find you, to find your immune system, to go and cling to that so you can replicate that. So you are the engine. And they've talked about that in past talks about mRNA, where they've said that they want your body to be able to generate this on its own. So that's why they likened right. them to vaccines because they were never considered vaccines before. The mRNA technology was a therapeutic. And look at how, uh, how it exactly, like even Alex Berenson, which you can shit on some of the stuff that he said recently, but um, even Alex Banson was pointing out saying that, look, like these vaccines, like, they're more like therapeutics because of the efficacy of them, the way that they wane, like they don't act or behave in the manner of vaccine, which is why they had to change the fucking definition of it. Probably, you know, I'm just saying. But when it comes to the, the spike protein, though, is that when you're introducing that in anyone's system, a natural immune system that isn't yet fucked with is probably going to kick that stuff up most of the time. But other times, if you start adding spike protein into these boosters over and over again there's something called antibody dependent enhancement you know there's things that yeah. happen with the immune system to allow it to just sort of cling to certain things and the way that they have described recently a certain protein that the body can make that fights off covid they they spoke of it like in velcro so just like i was talking about before with the lego blocks is that when you're having this spike protein being introduced into people's systems the shedding is plausible because they're they're meant to replicate the spike protein. If they're not replicating the spike protein, then what the fuck are you shooting in them? Right? Like what is actually having an effect on the human body? So if you're shooting that into somebody and they start replicating it and they start shedding it to the people around them, then boom, there's your outbreak. There's your delivery mechanism. You don't need to spray it in chemtrails in the sky. You're shooting it directly into people's deltoids, which then enters their bloodstream, which then crosses the blood-brain barrier, and then you get all kinds of hell, as we're seeing now. So, I mean, I just, I, I had, I just had to 
get that out of my system though. Cause I had that entire yeah, thought right. process of where you were going like earlier. Um, and, and just, I, I wanted to get it out on the show, but man, right. but, but, but there's two separate things, uh, six, there's two separate things, right? There's, um, the shedding of the spike protein and the shedding of the vaccine. That's two separate things. So the spike protein is the thing that's produced by your body. Yep. It, it is 70% close to what the, you know, the um, actual coronavirus is, right? The vaccine is an mRNA strand that's put inside of whatever delivery method that is basically a man-made virus. It's man-made. And, and one of them was an adenovirus, which means, which means they just basically take a virus and they just suck out what it had in there and throw this crap in there and it's going to infect you. So if I catch a cold, right, that would be the same as getting injected with this crap because it's basically a man-made virus. So if I catch a cold and I'm symptomatic, I get sick with the, the crap um, and I'm symptomatic, I can transfer it to somebody who didn't have the cold. The same thing would happen with this uh, this virus, uh, antivirus, whatever they want to call it. You know, the, the vaccine you want to call it. You know, they shoot you with something that's basically, you know, it's not really medicine. It's a virus that's going to do something against a virus that you may or may not have. But you're going to give it to your neighbor if you're symptomatic, because a lot of people got symptoms after they got the the shot, right? So they're going to spread this shit. Now that's different. So, you know, that's one thing we talked about the, um, the spike proteins persisting in the blood for a long time. And yes, you can, you know, people talk about maybe the spike proteins, um, you know, spread to other people. That's something that you can deal with. Your body deals with it. But if you get that freaking adenovirus after someone just got the shot and they're symptomatic from that shot, which is a man-made virus, then now you've just been vaccinated without being shot. Do you understand the implications of that? Mm -hmm. Yes, it might be one. It might be you got one in your system. But now we look at, they don't know how to shut this thing off. Yeah, yeah. So if you got one in a year, it might as well you be got two, uh, you got two doses and a booster. Well, that's, at that point. that's the dependency it, angle of it too. Like who, yeah. who, loves, who loves repeat customers? Um, we, we did an article on uh, Goldman Sachs uh, many episodes ago about how they were discussing with the investors in this mRNA uh, technology uh, back in 2018 uh, that they, they warned them that if you start getting too close to solving some of these problems like the cancers or the AIDS or whatever else is floating around out there that may have created, um, that you know, you, you're going to lose customers. Because you just you just eradicated your customer base. Your customer base is sick people, and if you don't have any more sick people, then um, you don't have any more customers. You don't have any more fucking money, and we're in this for the money, bitch. Like that's yeah, that, that's, that's basically exactly what right. that, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing Goldman Sachs there, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. No, they they want to keep you just sick enough to be dependent as dependent as possible, and and you know what? If they can keep you alive to about sixty four, then Social security is not a problem. Well, you speaking know, of dependency, like, I'm actually going to roll into the next of the big four just for time's sake because uh, we are we are rolling heavy on time. But uh, I'm enjoying oh, this. I thought we were done and just going over for fun. Oh no, 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 we're rolling, brother. We're rolling. Um, Let me take uh, you. You keep going. I'm going to take five to pee, man. I'll be right back. Do it. Do your thing. Graves, are you with me, sir? 
Yeah, I'm with you, but I can't be on camera at the moment. That's fine. I'm actually okay. going to switch to articles, so you don't have to okay, be on yeah, camera. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. See? Perfect Ew, timing. We we can do this. We can produce and we can fuck around and do it live, right? I do it live. Uh, fine. Uh. All right. So Sing. yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is from New York Post. Wanted to talk about this week because um, great. So growing up, I was a big fan of the RoboCop movies. I like the yeah. the Judge Dread. The, um, the, the I was only a fan of the, uh, RoboCop the, Three. The only version of Judge Dread that matters, which is the Sylvester Stallone uh, version. No, oh, not Carl Urban. I got you. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I, I say that kiddingly. I really didn't watch the second What's or the newer Bob version all that much. That I'm such an old one? fucking grump. I was like, they're coming up with another fucking Judge Dredd. I'm like, fuck that movie. I want no, the old one. I don't care I how shitty it. it is. <laughs> I never saw it, but I heard he did a halfway decent job. Yeah, I mean, he probably could have, but he ain't Sylvester well, Stallone. It just doesn't have that. I don't know. Three seashells, bro. That 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 won me over. Anything after that, I love Stallone. He's amazing. But uh, for my mom, will shoot. Oh, you got it, dude. You got it. Absolute Danny DeVito. Oh, that shit. No, no, that was not Danny DeVito. It wasn't Danny DeVito. It was Sylvester Stallone with Estelle uh, Estelle Getty from uh, Golden Girls as his mother. Remember? Oh no, I was thinking of Don't Throw Mama from the Train. That's yeah, another good one. Yeah. Yeah, name Melvin. Oh, what was his name? What was Dan DeVito in that? Oh, uh, shit. It's been so long. You know, tell me, I'm gonna just going to say Melvin. Yeah. Melvin. Melvin. Remember with uh, What's Her Face from the Goonies? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, she's great. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, Typecast her and everything. Yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. She's a nice legend. lady by all accounts in real life, though. Well, shit. Yeah. Well, I, I bet you I, I know what she wouldn't do. She probably wouldn't be trying this skin-rotting drug named Trank. Um... <laughs> Even though Hollywood has gotten kind of fucked up lately. Yeah, exactly. I mean, God knows what they're doing out there right now. But um, it says that Trank infiltrates big cities, uh, zombifying bodies. Now, oh, you talk about other things I grew up with. Zombie George movies. George A. Romero. Absolutely, oh, sir. So when you talk about zombies, when you talk about, you know, uh, weird sci-fi horror drugs called Trank, infiltrating cities. I got a bite on this, folks. I got to talk about it. Um, it says here that uh, Zalazine, otherwise known as Trank, or Trank Dope and Zombie Drug, all of those are also uh, SoundCloud rappers. You could find their mixtapes right now. Um, is wreaking havoc in major cities across the country with its devastating effects. It says it can literally rot the user's skin. So, um... Sexy. Yeah, it says the substance, which seemed to first appear in Philadelphia. Thanks, Philly. Always representing us well. Um, West Philadelphia, and, born and raised. Huh? Yeah. Most of my days, chilling out, relaxing out, shooting some bebop up. So, okay. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Now, it says the substance, which seemed to first appear in Philadelphia before migrating to San Francisco and Los Angeles. Graves, you were just there. You could probably attest to that. You, you've seen some people on the sidewalks. I wasn't having, pooping on the street. You weren't doing it, but you were asked for, were you not asked for toilet paper at one point? Again, you said you would never tell you, bastard. Oh, yes. Was used for cutting heroin, it says, but most recently it has been discovered in fentanyl and other illicit drugs. So... For the people that fentanyl wasn't enough. How do you pronounce that, Sex? Fentanyl? Oh, fentanyl. No, fentanyl. Okay. Yeah, fentanyl. 
Yeah, no, I thought it was all fentanyl. Okay, all right, never mind. Apples and oranges. No, I was. I thought it was something new. That's why I had to read it. No, yeah, fentanyl. Okay, sorry, sorry. Well, it goes on because this this is an okay, added. Go, jerk. <laughs> no, it's okay. Sorry. This is like so. Uh, this is like an added fuck you to the Food and Drug Administration. It says while approved by the Food and Drug Administration for veterinary use, xylazine, a non-opioid. Oh, so that makes it safe. Oh no, wait. Yeah. It says it is not safe for humans, and those who overdose on the drug do not respond to uh, naloxone. Uh, or Narcan, the most common overdose reversal treatment. So, so they, had to make, they had to make opioids first to make a non-opioid. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, man, I handy, tell us if you've been seeing any trank victims out there. That's that's. Well, I heard about up. one in Florida where the guy was like eating the other guy's face. Oh, no, no, that was bath salts. Yeah, I think they blamed that on bath salts. But then um, I don't know. Maybe it was K2 as well. Don't don't take that. Don't do that. Uh, Handy says Narcan is fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I'm sure it, it, it's probably as close to you get to that scene in Pulp Fiction as possible, right? Um, Stabbing in the Jesus. heart with adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be close to being like Jesus. You're like raising people from the dead, you know? Like, I don't know. Does Go that go to your head, Handy? Okay. Thank goodness. Like, Handy says no trank yet, still the occasional fentanyl. Yeah, that's it's also yeah. sad, but yeah, I'm glad it's not. But uh, it goes on here for all oh, you visual uh, people, you guys watching the videos are in luck because, yeah, there is there is some stills here. It says, uh, Zalazine causes sedative-like oh. symptoms such as excessive sleepiness and respiratory depression as well as raw wounds that can become severe and spread rapidly with repeated exposure. So this is like Cabin Fever Graves. Have you ever seen that movie? Or did he step away? Eli, Eli Roth trying to uh, redo Evil Dead, but I'm, with bacteria. I'm thinking of Evil Dead Part 2 when the guy's hand, like, attacks himself. Yep. Yeah, I met that guy, Bruce Campbell. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah, And then the little people like him come out. And- yeah, that was Army of Darkness, the next movie. <laughs> now, uh, have, have, this next, have this next one in next year's uh, Valentine's card for your loved one. Uh, the Krusty Ulcerations which can become dead skin. You need a cigarette. Keep going. Called SR. Can result in amputation if left untreated. Love you. So oh, I think I just filled the cup. Yes. Filled the cup. All right. Now, um, this is a shot we see here of a homeless person in the Kensington neighborhood of Philadelphia where Trank has saturated the city. Now, it's not verified if this person has taken Trank or if they just finished watching the Super Bowl. Or if they just finished uh, headbanging the way that I've headbanged at concerts in the past, I have walked like that in the past. Oh, I'm just saying. They've seen the latest I Curly episode. And just... Oh, you took my joke. See, there you go. Uh, but uh, that's a picture of a bottle with a syringe. I think the bottle looks like. No, and here is a, a lovely day at the park. Um, it says an outreach worker well, said are. it's too late. Uh, for the city of Philadelphia. I wonder how long it's been since that. Maybe we'll ask Vince Agnelli. He'd be like, oh, like 17, like something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like Vince, how, how long has Philadelphia been fucked up for? Well, well let me it, tell you. If we, can, if, we can clean up, if we can clean up all the needle users in the U.S., we can have like a warrior class of people that can treat the world because they're experienced with the needle. You know? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't, I could not shoot myself with a needle. Um, yeah, yeah, Andy not. knows, and I almost freaking 
threw up in my mouth a little bit with some of the stuff you showed me because I have a weak stomach. Oh, sorry. Oh, keep Andy. going. I got a cigarette. Keep well, describing it. Andy had a little fun with me earlier showing me some stuff. Well, if you need like, a new oh. one, you're in luck, Jason. No, 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 no. I can't see it, bro. I can't see it. No, no I'm just going. saying this goes on to a different going. article. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna switch uh, gears into uh, the second half of this Big Four edition. Um, that not only are we living in a sci-fi horror movie already, but also organs in exchange for freedom. It says this is from the AP News. So I guess they're a somewhat legitimate. Maybe are not. you serious from um, AP? Yeah, the the bill raises. There's a bill going through right now that raises. It's it calls it. Ethical concerns. That was a that's a nice way to put it. Not like holy fuck. They're telling prisoners if you want to get out of jail early, give us your organs. What kind of sick fucking Marvel Comics bullshit is this, Graves? What? What in hell? <laughs> it says and of course, of fu- fucking of course, Boston. <laughs> it says Boston AP a proposal to let Massachusetts. Prisoners donate organs and bone marrow to shave time off their sentence is raising profound, it says, ethical and legal questions about putting undue pressure on inmates desperate for freedom. What is that, Massachusetts? Coercion much? It sounds like China without the gun to your head. Why don't they just fucking waterboard them until they give up a kidney? I mean, it's just, what what the fuck are you talking about ethics? Or bring back cheers without Ted Danson, you know what I mean? Ah, yeah. It'd be just really weird. And who's Kelsey, who's Kelsey going to play off? Who's Kelsey going to play off? He's not there. He just turned like old. Yeah. You know what? At least, uh, at least with this, the people have the choice. And, and I hate to be cryptic or dark or whatever, but uh, the medicine that most people are taking that would never consider this are taking it from babies that didn't have that choice. They were harvested of their organs at birth. I'm not going to say near birth or whatever. I'm going to say at birth. Um, they got harvested and they they were used to produce these medicines that people that don't think about this kind of stuff take. That's that's the stance I take on the whole vaccine thing. But um, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll stop at that. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, when you when you speak of stuff like that, Jason, uh, we did an episode way back uh, called Liberty Starts at Life. And I strongly believe that. That just like if you have rights, if you if you are a thinking, uh, feeling human being, then all of your rights, everything that 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 revolves around ethics, and and you how think. to treat people, and how to treat situations, and how to be a leader, how to be a warrior, Jason, you know, as you would probably say, Jason, it all starts at the individual. It all starts at your at your conception of your birth. You know, in, in, in that period, in that time in which you receive life, you receive liberty. They are, they are but one. They are the same damn thing. I, I would say that as soon as God recognizes you as a human, you better watch out. Because if you mess with that human, whether they're in the room or near birth or after birth, whatever, whatever the case may be, um, you're kind of messing with God right now. And, and I think God kind of, we have our free will and God kind of lets us kind of be to our own devices at some point. But when you're too young to understand the difference of, uh, you know, sin or good and evil or whatever, you're still in that innocent stage. And I, I, I hate, 
I, I would not want to be one of these doctors that have butchered these children uh, because you know what, there's going to be hell to pay for you. And I'm sorry for them. I, I pray for them. I pray that they, they uh, come around and change their ways because there's still, there's still a path to redemption there. There is no matter how bad you've done. Uh, and don't ever think that you're too bad. I think that's where these, these uh, Satanist uh, globalist people, I think they believe that they're so far gone that they think that they need to beat God to beat their judgment. It's fatalistic. It's, it's something that uh, Chris Graves' guest on Get Mad this week, um, a cult priestess brought up, is that in the, like, sort of in, um, and not disparaging people who consider themselves gypsies, right, by saying this, so I have to preface the same way that she did. But a part of the occult that she was explaining on, on Chris's show was that uh, the way that the gypsies would tell sort of the future or the way that they would guide, you know, their people was sort of fatalistic. That it was sort of, it always leads to death or what's going to cause this type of harm. Like there's no, that 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 part of it, like the the dark side of things, you know, to bring up a George Lucas, you know, type of vibe to this. And when you talked about path to redemption, no matter how far you've gone, I mean, that's to me what, you know, out of the first three films, which at this point are probably the only three that matter to the me. Only three. Yep. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, that, that Anakin Skywalker, as he became Darth Vader, was able to still redeem himself in those. And that's right. where it should have fucking ended. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if I can break this down in a very, very simple, Please do. Very simple way. <laughs> yes. About, about where our evil people lie. Okay. It's really simple. If you break it down to a household, like something small, something to understand. If you have a child that's, you know, 16, 18 years old or whatever, and they go off on a wild bender, and trust me, I've dealt with this, and they, they somehow get a hold of your your freaking credit card or your oh, big card, and they, and they rob you for like five grand, you know? And they rob you for five grand, and they run off and do some crazy stuff like a bunch of cocaine or drugs or whatever. And they're friends because they like that money that's coming in, right? They're like, yeah, come on, come on, come on. And then once you get busted, you know, you don't really want to go back to your parents and you don't want to say you're sorry. You're just like, oh my God, I screwed up and I, I just can't face them. I think that's where these evil people are. They've gone to the point where they don't understand that there is forgiveness. We've forgave our daughter three times for the same crap of robbing us blind. And she has a she has a debt clock that she has to pay back for the the stuff she's done for us, um, you know. Yeah. But she's always been welcome back into the home, and, and because she has grandchildren, you know, we have our grandchildren and stuff. Because like that's that. family, and family fucks right. up. We're never that, gonna, that should be on a t shirt. <laughs> right, family we're never going to turn her away. We're going to tell her you're you're locked down. You're locked down. You're not doing X, Y, and Z. Right. And we're gonna. Uh, I mean, my wife has a, a thing on daughter's phone right now where she has to track everywhere she goes does she show remorse jason uh not really not yet but i think it's more the thing that she's still in that mindset that oh i got caught and i i don't think she's got a long way to go is basically yeah Yeah. but but going back to like the evil versus good i think people that are in the evil camp um they've gone so far that they don't realize there's a way back and even though there is a way back and people are telling them there's a way back and just stop, tell the truth, come back. You know, the, the other side is telling them they'll never accept you back. They'll never accept you. 
And you know what? You just need to get rid of them and destroy them. And that's where I think we're at right now in the good versus evil thing is that the evil people have gone so far off the cliff that they don't believe there's a way back. And they think that there's somehow because the person above them, which is Satan, I believe, or demons or whatever, lying to them, saying that there's actually a way to win this on their side because they don't want to be accountable for their actions. You know, they've gotten ahead in life. They've gotten to be the the cream of the, the, the creme de the creme, right? That's exactly uh, what a call priestess was talking about on Graves' show too, man. You're yeah, right on with that. She's very yeah, astute Right on with this. that. Yep. Yeah, she was, to be fair, she was on Jason's uh, show, The Foxhole. We don't have similar, well, kind of similar beliefs, but very different where we come from. But like, I'm glad you guys heart, can have a conversation, though. Yeah, we're very, very the same yeah. in our heart. Yeah. And, yes. and I, I believe that she's really a good person. Yeah. And, and I, I really think that these people that are evil, they really don't want to be evil. They just feel like they have no choice because they remember like villains the never see themselves as villains. Think they're or, right. or they think that um, if they if they just do it enough, right. they can they can shut down the voice of the people telling them they're wrong, and then That's they can true. just run the world the way they want. Or that too. Right? They know though. They know that they're going to be freaking dead, man. They know that. They just don't want to um, cop to their actions. You know, right. there's no remorse, like you said, no remorse. Right. You have to be sorry to be able to uh, redeem yourself. You know. Yes. Sometimes people get there. Sometimes they don't. You know. Well, well I, I think people are self-loathing. They can't accept it because they know they've been so bad. And it yeah. takes, uh, sometimes it takes people like us uh, to talk about this kind of stuff and say, you know, like, look at Franco. Franco's been to prison. I've been to jail. We've all been homeless. I mean, we've all had our struggles, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and we can, and if people look up to us and say, hey, these guys are doing great now, you know, even if we're not doing that great, we can at least, you know, I so, see it as the fact we're still breathing makes us winners. Well, we're shining a good light, man. We're shining a good light out there and giving good hope. And people would look up to that. And, and some of these people that might be out there that um, are maybe beyond hope because they feel they're so horrible. And I think Hunter Biden is one of those kind of people, just to be honest with you. He's just done so many horrible things that I mean, there's no way you're going to turn that guy around. unless look at his father, too. Not to give him excuses, but I mean... Well, I would put that on Hunter. I wouldn't put it on. No, no. What I'm saying is, look at the environment he grew up in. Like, I can, I come from a place of understanding. I don't condone what he does. Okay, I, but I, the under, I understand where it's coming from. You know, I mean, and he does in the end have a choice. Yeah, yeah, and and but there's there's a certain point you got to say that yeah, I've been so evil. I've done so many bad things. But I mean, who hasn't? And, and that's where you got to understand and the message of Christ, right? Um, Christ didn't go after people that were righteous. Christ went after prostitutes, murderers, thieves. You know, he went after the people that were not the best people in the world to show them that, and they came around, right? They came around and became like his prophets or not his prophets, his uh, disciples, right? And anybody can do that as long as you can. Number one, you got to forgive yourself. You have to understand that you were wrong. Be remorseful, like you said, Chris. Then you got to forgive yourself. And that's that's the hardest part right there. The hardest part is forgiving yourself because there's still some things I, I have a hard time forgiving myself about over small things, very, very small things. I mean, I never murdered nobody. I never robbed a bank. You know, I, I never did anything crazy like that. But I still feel guilty about some things. 
Yeah, I could be a shithead in the past. So yeah, but you know, you, you gotta you gotta forgive yourself and just ask Christ. You know, what can I do to make it better from here forward? And the best thing is, you can never make amends. You never can. I'm sorry, you just can't. Right. If you wrong somebody, you'll never you'll never be able be able to replace what you rob from them. But what you can do is you can be a light unto others so that they might not do that same thing and then spread that mustard seed and go out and, and, and be a bigger tree of righteousness, I guess you can say. Right. I, I mean, but the, the people that are, uh, to bring it back full circle, the, the people that are super, super evil, I think they are so far in the rabbit hole of the, where they sold themselves out for whatever, and maybe they got sucked into it. Uh, maybe they didn't know what they were getting to, but at some point they realized that they're freaking evil. And they think that there's no way out. There is a way out. And I hope to God that these evil people see this episode and see what we're talking about, because there is a way out. You just got to stop doing what you're doing. Show people that you can change at any point in time. You can change. You can change your life. You can use your whatever you have for good, even if it's just you don't have any money. Chris, me and you, we don't have any money, right? What are we doing? We're out here making a difference, right? Uh, I'd like to, you know, like in some small way from my on my part, I would hope you so. Do. Every day, you brother. Really, Every day, good both viewing, of brother. you guys, you know? And that's that's the kind of thing, like, and, and speaking of Chris and, like, the – the stuff and the research that you've done when it comes to you, you were really influential in a lot of what I said during this week's monologue, Chris, because of what you've taught me about nine 11, you know, the reason why I brought that up and the reason I wanted to include, you know, that imagery that I used in the monologue is because of, uh, I'm going to share the screen now and I'm going to show you guys this story. This is, uh, the last of the blocks of the big four, um, so tune in each week to get the uh, big four from us and then subscribe on Substack to get the articles. But this is uh, 9-11 victims are blocked from seizing a $3.5 in frozen assets from Afghanistan, which I don't understand why they're liable for this. But uh, maybe Chris can get into that uh, because Biden would have to recognize the Taliban. Now, this is from Joshua Zitzer. Yeah, what a weird name. Um, yeah, I know says oh, my name is zitzer and then he's like oh, he's probably a nice like, guy pop yeah yeah be like pops <laughs> some, some, some light on this so uh yeah i was just yeah, kidding yeah yeah sorry about the name bro um <laughs> sorry about your damn luck all right but it says the families of 9-11 victims are blocked from seizing 3.5 billion of frozen afghan central bank funds a federal judge rules that seizing the funds would mean recognizing the taliban as legitimate rulers well who the fuck else is there like, is well, there a McDonald's there? Is there, is there a, a night shift manager at McDonald's we can elect to, like, put into fucking power over there on our behalf? Can we have, have another the... puppet ruler like Zelensky and whatever the fuck? And Gaddafi hey, and Saddam they, um... Hussein? And, may, and we're going to talk yeah. about his Usama, aren't we? Usama. <laughs> Usama. I got a question for you, Six. Did they just, like, put straws in the Humvees and, like, whoever got the, the shortest straw in the Humvee they got was, like, the leader? I mean, you just reminded I'm me of the it. shortest straw, Metallica, Graves. Yeah, you know it. You know it. Shortest straw. Michael. I didn't want to start singing about shortest yeah. straw. Yeah, yeah. We get DMCA'd right off the internet. Right. But uh, yeah, get a, get a letter from Lars like, how dare you? 
<laughs> that's all they'll say. Napster. That's all they'll fucking say. Yeah, let's have the Napster logo on it too. On his own. In the end, he was right. Oh fuck! I mean, yeah, that's a whole like. Ooh, we'd have to do a special on that one, right? Get a bunch of like yeah. music fans. He got a lot of fans. shit, but guess what? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, from where Lars came from, too, like, if you know about the background of Lars Ulrich oh, from Metallica, and so I know you do, Greg, I was talking to the audience, but uh, uh, what I was saying, though, is that if you know about his background, the way that the dude came up, I think he probably got a pretty good education. He doesn't seem like a dumb motherfucker at all. Like, he hung with the boys, and he did some drinking, but he didn't have nearly the same type of issues and problems that James had, has, you know, like those types yeah. of things. And he but James turned himself around, and I'm really proud of him. I don't know him, and uh, my opinion doesn't really matter, but yeah. I like the person that he is now. You know, he was filled with a lot of rage, like myself, over the years, and he was a shining beacon of hope that I could, uh, that maybe someday that that could be for someone like myself. Oh, and he could have just been Kirk Hammett. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that on. Uh... <laughs> I'm saying that on Dave Mustaine's behalf. <laughs> Dave's got some hangups with that stuff. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, well, I would too. I mean, I know. the ro- royalties, bro. Here's your bus ticket. Those, ro- those royalties are pretty steep. <laughs> I'd be but pretty sure pissed too. Dave, uh, We're looking at my check in, like, oh, motherfucker. Oh. But you know what? In Dave Mustaine's offense, uh, defense, uh, he actually did write a bunch of songs that were on albums later on, too. You know? Well, uh, and Hertz Pigeon chimes in and says Metallica, Justice for All. Mm. That's right, man. One, I, I would agree. I just agree with Doc on that because mm. that's Doc, actually. Hertz Pigeon is Doc. It's kind of different, though, because that album has basically no bass guitar in the mix. I know. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't treat me stead <laughs> very well. They fucked him super all. hard on that. There's actually yeah, versions I, you could find on the internet where they bass. add the, yeah, with yes. bass. So <laughs> I, I was brought into Metallica. I was brought in thinking they were demon worshiping, oh. blah blah blah. I had no idea that they yeah, had that would be Slayer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just. Mm. <laughs> I I was not a Metallica fan uh, until the Black album, and I listened to it, and I was like, you know, that's pretty good. So then I got into the old stuff, and the they Justice had a lot of anti-war songs. Well, yeah, yeah, they, they they were, and they brought and, blues into it. Like that's, uh, I mean, if our buddy Harps were here, he'd probably explain this pretty eloquently well, too, because he knows all well, about the well, metal scene. You need. And, the late, the late we need to get harps on for a show. It's oh, we're going to do a heavy metal conspiracy yeah. party. It's something we're going to yeah. put together with a bunch of metal fans. Uh, maybe we can even get some metal you. musicians in here to oh, talk with sorry. us. Um, yeah, maybe get Ricky Rockman involved. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> He's liked some of our stuff on Twitter, actually. Him I, and Matt Pinfield. Matt Pinfield would be fucking awesome to have on for that. Shout out to Matt Pinfield. Oh, yeah, he likes our shit. But um, no, when you it say comes... Jason, real quick, what, would you say something Sorry, about a poison or something? I was excited. No, no, <laughs> I was saying 100% that uh, Harps will do it with six. Uh, Harps likes you six. Ew, no, say it like roll. that. You know how they get take roll, things in Australia. <laughs> He's going to go down under. Harps is not boxing a kangaroo to do something manly just because you said he, that. He has flexible hours. You just got to let him know. Now you're saying he's flexible, man. You're really pitching. You're a great wingman, Jason. (laughs) I don't know if it's the hat, but you're just like, you got to check out my boy Harps. No, but yeah, Yeah, I'm totally, totally down with doing that show with Harps and a bunch of metalheads. It's going to be awesome. Cliff Burton was responsible for introducing classical uh, music into that band. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, he's he's one that helped uh, interest me in learning a lot more about Johann Sebastian Bach. That's right. Yeah. Phenomenal. Hey, six. Yes. Um, 
if, if you ever get harps on, you know how we do the uh, tie guessing with um, David Knight? I don't know if you get in there early or not, but we do the tie guessing. I sometimes do early, but it's like the Chris Graves early where it's late, but early. <laughs> so yeah, I do usually chime he, in the he chat. Tends to open the, he, opened the, he opens the gates about 30 minutes early and we can get into the chat before the show. Oh, nice. And we're nice. all like, we're all like guessing on the tie color and it's, it's a little game that Karen. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I Karen wonder if it with I, I don't condone it. gambling at all. But I'm just saying, if you wanted to do like a, a sports book type of gambling deal on that for David, I think he wouldn't be down with it either. I don't think he digs gambling either. Never mind, scrap that idea. Um, like a David Knight Fantasy League? Yeah, David Knight Fantasy <laughs> no, League for that. the tie. Yeah, to see who could guess it, like who gets the most points at the end of the week, wins something maybe. Oh, you know, do it like that. Argue. Do it where it's not like gambling, like, you know, sports booking, you know, type of DraftKings bullshit or whatever. Well, you can use the David Knight currency that Jason... Uh, Sometimes, oh, right? yeah, they, uh... oh, instead of draft kings, we could call it draft knights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Draft knights. Everybody's got to pick well, the tie color. Get... Whoever gets the most tie colors at the end of the week wins a coin or something. Maybe not. If you get harps on, you can start a pool on which freaking death metal metal shirt he's gonna wear. Oh. He wears about four or five. Is is usually okay. Like he wore the same band, different shirts every day. For like a month. Yep. yep. Same same band, different shirts. I, I have got piles them. of Between the Barrett and Me merch because every time. You have piles. Anywhere. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've also listened to Putrid Pile. That's that's a pretty crazy yeah. band. If you've never Har Harps could like outfit like um, a thousand freaking Hard Rock Cafes. Oh, yeah. With like paraphernalia. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, seen, I've seen the jacket, bro. Like, he was showing me the jacket and the jacket has amazing patches on it. Yeah. Amazing. Right. Yeah, um, if he watches this, he's going to be like blushing. Oh, well, I hope he is because he's an awesome dude. Um, but I was going to say, Chris, I mean, this is your wheelhouse, man. Uh, when talking about this 9-11 uh, stuff, I mean, tell the audience real quick how fucking stupid it is to try and hold Afghanistan financially responsible for 9-11, seeing that they, I don't think they had fuck all to do with 9-11. I'm just going to switch back to you and turn off the screen share. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give you a number right now because uh, the Bush administration gave a shit ton of money to the Taliban in early 2001 at the beginning of his administration. And let's see what that number is right here. 43 million gift to Taliban that was broadly seen as a reward for banning opium cultivation, even as oh, farmers were hammered. They did a great job at that. <laughs> those so, I'm gonna, those poppy I'm gonna fields, that, man. I'm, I'm going to put that in the chat right now. So you can Please do, yeah. Screen. I would love to pull that up now, for everybody well, viewing to see. The Bush administration uh, thought they were a real thing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Afghanistan, in my research, they had nothing to do with 19 hijackers on September 11, 2001. In my opinion, I mean, could be wrong. There's a lot of uh, evidence to the contrary. And here's, yeah. You get that link? Yeah, let me screen share real quick and I'll yeah, pull yeah. it right up so everybody. Can you see. guys are nicking my blood boil right now. I'm sorry, dude. We, I, don't, do believe me, I don't want this stuff to be true. Believe me, I don't. This no, is from I'm the just, truth I out. History. I lived through it. I know, I know. It says before the 2001 invasion, uh, Bush administration declared Taliban an ally in the war on drugs. That opium production soared during the U.S. occupation, despite billions of dollars. Yes, billions. As the you want to know something that pissed off the uh, Bush administration? 
all the Taliban requested was their evidence on Osama bin Laden, and they would have handed him over, but that evidence never came to be. Now, they probably told Bush, like, listen, we'll whack all of these poppy plants, you know, we'll get rid of all this stuff, but all you got to do is eat this fucking pretzel. Uh, and he was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so you remember when Geraldo saw the, our <laughs> troops the like, guarding the poppy fields, remember? Well, and, and, and just what, what really fucks with me, like, with a story like this is, is that coming from, like, the Northeast, where areas have been ravaged, by the opium war. This is something that our friend Chuck Ocelli was talking about the other night too. Um, it's just when you have areas like this that, that have been ravaged by, by the opium wars, is that, that this was brought to us by another war. It's a more global war, and it's a war on us. It's, it's exactly, Jason, what you talk about, my friend. Was it brought to you by Pfizer? Pfizer. Well, and oh. I mean, they're part of it. They're part of what I call the global corporatist oligarchy. You know, if you just want to wrap all these shit heel. Uh, you know, heal fucking companies and organizations and institutions all into one. Instead of just saying they, we can give them a title. I just don't want to use NWO because I think of it like good NWO, like Hulk Hogan NWO and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, rest in peace. Um, but um, it says here in the article, though, just months before the Taliban became an enemy in the war on terror, President George W. Bush's administration declared the fundamentalist rulers of Afghanistan an ally in the global drug war. It says in early 2001, narcotics officials in the United States praised a ban on poppy cultivation instituted by the Taliban that appeared to wipe out the world's largest crop of opium poppies in a year's time. And then Bayer went, oh no, that's B-A-Y-E-R, not B-E-A-R. Uh, even as aerial images raised suspicions about large stockpiles of heroin and opium on Afghanistan's northern border. Now it says Secretary of State Colin Powell, hmm. And he was resting, resting maybe. Was, I don't know. And he was supposed to produce a white paper on uh, the Osama bin Laden guilty evidence. He also uh, produced a bunch of bullshit about anthrax in front of Congress too. I remember that. Yeah, this is so whole. This is so hard to hold my tongue on this. <laughs> I'm so sorry, sorry Jason. Jason's like, what can I say? What can I say? I'm this on purpose. I just remember. Being I'm gonna wait. Not. I'm gonna wait till you guys finish this out, and then I want to go back to six and yeah. go back to the beginning. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'll, I'll hold my tongue till that. All right. Yes. Sorry, dude. I didn't even realize that. I wouldn't have brought it up if I thought. Well, I it, I think it ends pretty good on this, where it says, um, "Secretary of State Colin Powell announced a forty-three million dollar yep. gift to the Taliban." I was just trying to show that, that very much so. One of the administrations, you know, considered them an actual thing at one point. Well, and also I wanted to bring up is that um, with with this story. Not just the Taliban, but other other people that we've funded. But when it comes to these gifts, like one of the things that immediately comes to mind, though, is when the Washington Post released the Afghanistan papers a couple years ago, right? And they talked about all different types of war crimes and shit that was going on. Things that now were we're using Al Qaeda in Syria. Not even going to talk about that Bakhti boy or whatever the shit that I was telling you about, Graves. That's gross shit. I don't even want to talk about that right now. I get too enraged. But it's just uh, for the for this stuff, we were giving out. U.S. dollars, like large sums of money in U.S. dollars to Afghanis who had nothing to do with that cash. They couldn't just go to Walmart and buy shit with it, right? Like, so they were like, well, fuck, I'm starving. And then all of the mullahs, all of like the local leaders, right, came together and decided, oh, yeah, we'll take all that cash. Here's some goats. Here's some shit. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll give you food. We'll give you water. 
because good luck finding fresh water when we bomb the fuck out of everything in your country. Um, you know, so, I mean, they, they traded all that cash in just like at the end of the Soviet union, anybody that had money and either one that was given money by the state in the Soviet union had to eventually pass it back into the oligarchs because that was the only people that could really use that money. Everybody else needed shit to survive, you know? So like, this is just a mere, this is a mere blip of just like a fucking pimple on the ass of what we threw away there and blood and treasure. So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll end. I'll end with that. But I'll, I'll come back. I should say this and, also. Uh, they had every intention of invading Afghanistan without an actual reason, way before nine eleven happened. So. I, I think we've seen that too. Yeah. But no, they literally had the plans like to invade in the fall of two thousand one. Right. Jason is like a a, a Sorry, two a two liter with a mento in it with like a fucking cap like barely oh, holding oh, on to that oh, shit. Let me end with this: the nine eleven families. Like that whole thing is moot because, in my in my opinion, Afghanistan had nothing to do with September eleventh. Six. Share your your last article and put go up to the headline. All right. Mean, okay. I yes. just want to. I just want to recap history. Yes. That okay. is not like. Like a Abraham Lincoln history. This is like <laughs> recent history. Okay. Uh, okay. Go all the way up to the top. Nine elected, uh, nine eleven victims are blocked from yep. seizing blah blah blah. Afghan because Biden would have recognized that. Uh, what would have to recognize about, They're trying. So they're trying to give. Let me correct me if I'm wrong. They're trying to get uh, what kind of reparations or something? What's going on here? Afghans because Biden would have to recognize the Taliban. Here's the thing. Biden met with the Taliban in 2001 as well. well yeah, they're, okay. they're trying to I'm hold somebody gonna... liable. And in order for somebody to be liable, yeah. then you have to admit that they exist. I can't just say that Bigfoot stole my Ghostbusters lunchbox. Well, okay, and this know? is my point. And I, and I don't want to go against my government at all. Gonna, no, I, I want to go. No, I do. The government's <laughs> not the people. Praise not the people. The let, let him do the thing the that government. he's not going to do, but he's probably going to do it. That's, I'm that's sorry. No, here's the facts. facts. Here's the facts. Yes, we created the Taliban. Yes, we created them. Uh, the CIA created them. Uh, bin Laden was a, a creature of our creation, trained inside the U.S. and Tim, sent out there. Tim Osman. That's what the special. Right. That's why we were joking, Jason, and, about we're going to do a special on Tim right. Osman. That's but we problem. didn't. We didn't have any any evidence that Afghanistan was. We we never even assumed. After 9 11, you can take that off now, uh, six. I just no problem, want to throw man. that up to remind people. I got it. Yeah. But uh, I'm very passionate about this because no so one's got justice. I just want people to remember. I want people to remember when 9 11 happened, Afghanistan had nothing, nothing, nothing to do with it. That's what I've been um, saying. And so we assumed that it was what, Iraq? Uh, someone in no, the they Middle tried East. to make, start making that connection immediately, though. Yeah. So we did what? We tortured people in Guantanamo Bay. We got fake info about weapons of mass destruction. We went out there. We didn't find them. And then because we just went and did something that was egregious, we just mowed down an entire freaking country with tanks, right? Yeah. And we didn't find what we said was there. We just made up an invisible enemy and said, oh, they ran over to they ran over to Afghanistan, right? We have an, and what does that play into now with the invisible and, and enemy? And there was, there the was invisible no one enemy in 2020, remember? 
the same thing. They're always invisible. But do you remember that the that bin Laden, I mean, they kind of talked about him, whatever. They said he ran over to Afghanistan. Afghanistan had nothing to do with it. Nothing. They they were not our enemies, man. We ran over there with with our freaking tanks and shit. And we said, oh, well, th- these guys that we just came over here and moved them over off of basic torture information. And they didn't have the weapons we thought they had. So we're going to go over there now and mow you over. And we're going to spend 20 years at war here. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if they wanted to take that country, we could have done it in 10 freaking days. Uh, Afghanistan is not that freaking impressive, okay? If we wanted to take Afghanistan and control it and own it, we could do it in 10 days. We have that kind of capability. So the fact we're there for 20 years at war tells me that this was by design to feed the military-industrial complex. It was something to just have an invisible MacGuffin, an invisible enemy that we can't quite beat because they're invisible. They live in caves. They do this, they do that. I'm like, are you serious? Are you freaking serious? You know how easy it would be to just keep drones in the air, and if they come out of a cave, you drop a bomb, and then you just kill the people in the caves. It's that easy. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. We had freaking blimps and balloons in the air. We could see what's happening for 100 miles around us. This bullshit that we don't know what's happening in this country is complete. It's an in, inhospitable country. You can't just camp out in the, and hide out under a sand dune. No. You know, the, the, you have to have like water and food and things like that. The chafing, uh, bro. The fucking chafing. With all the sand and the shit and just like you know, your nuts hard surfaces, it would drive me insane. It would rough. drive me absolutely insane. I'm very tactile. I'm just telling you that it was the whole idea of war for 20 years was not because we were at war. It was because they needed to funnel money to some black project or whatever. It's, it's very freaking clear. I mean, if you've seen the war firsthand, you'll see how stupid it was, how absolutely retarded it was. There was no war there. I mean, there was people dying, you know, on both sides, but it wasn't because there was an actual war going on. And the the reason we went in, if you think about the reason we went into Afghanistan in the first place was complete bullshit anyway, because we we went into Iraq on bullshit reasons, on made up reasons, couldn't find what we wanted. So we pushed our way into Iraq or into Afghanistan, and then we made up a reason to stay there for 20 freaking years. Chris, no, have you I ever don't seen believe in that. I didn't join the army. I didn't join the army to go out and be an aggressor. I joined the army to be a defender. 100%, brother. I and feel that. you know what? I'm not ashamed to say that. Yeah. Not. No, and I'm glad I'm glad you are saying that, man, cuz I, I think that we don't want well, we, we don't want to go all Rambo on you. We don't want to shit on you sure, because well, of just, like the time the, it, the time that you decided to serve your country, man. Like that's that's what's not good about a lot of these situations is people misattributing blame to things. Like when we talk about misattributing blame to Afghanistan, people are going to misattribute blame to soldiers too, and I'm sure you see that. You know, I'm oh, sure that, you feel that, that. That's a frustrating thing for me. Yeah. Essex. that's very frustrating because we do it, and like I always say, you know what? You're going to have a standing military period until we can do away with it, and I'm okay with doing away. I'm 100% okay with doing away with standing military and going to a militia style um, like we used to have. But as long as we have a standing military, we have to have good people in there because if we don't have good people in there, we have bad people in there. So I get, I get kind of flack on both sides, man. Like, 
people's like you, you think you're a good person and you claim to be about god and all this stuff why, why are you in the army because the army stands about this i'm like well the army doesn't just stand about that because we do a lot of good things too um we well, Jason, this backs up what you were talking about too that Chris has shared with us just real quick. Like this is okay. this backs up what you were talking about about how in, inhospitable that area is. Oh, it's horrible. Because it says that the Senate there was a Senate report, because you know, those are fucking so reliable. Uh that exploded two thousand one escape by bin Laden, of course, from the Afghan mountains. Um I just I wanted to bring this up because it says here the report based in part on a Little notice, 2007 history of the Tora Bora episode by the Military Special Operations Command asserts that the consequences of not sending American troops in 2001 to block Mr. Bin Laden's escape into Pakistan are still being felt. It says the report blames the lapse for laying the foundation for today's protected Afghan insurgency and inflaming the internal strife now endangering Pakistan. So it's just this blame game. It's this blame game that they, that they play. They have to have a reason to stay operational. The business has to keep going. They have to keep pumping out new weapons, new funding, you know, money sent here that disappears, trillions of dollars that they just come out on and right in front of us on, <laughs> on press conferences, here, right, Graves, and go, whoops, we don't know where a trillion dollars is. That's here's just missing. the question, Six. Who was the insurgents? Yeah, was who it the, the fuck were they? there or was it us? I mean, just honestly, ask yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, we just had more muscle. Mm-hmm. And in 20 years, we couldn't take it over. So uh, I think that was by design, by the way. We could have easily, like I said, in, in two weeks, we could have taken that entire country, 100%. Um, Their orders were to stand down and they let... It was a way to, to use up munitions. Okay. It was a way to, to get a lot of Humvees pushed out, a lot of LMTVs, a lot of uh, munitions. They weren't looking you know, for Bin Laden, that's the point. You gotta, you know, you know, you know, the explosives on the shelf go bad after a while. You gotta spend them. And so now, you know, we stopped, we stopped the war and gotta rotate product, right? baby. Gotta rotate well, product just think, like fresh milk, you know. Gotta can't let the so do you think it was logical to pull out of the Middle East as quickly as we did and then go straight into Ukraine? Oh yeah. That was that was like a a, a board decision. On whoever's on the board. It, it was leaving one job and getting another job at basically exactly. the same relative pay scale. Like you just because jump ship. Now, we, we basically were kind of like using small munitions and it was kind of getting like stale and old, you know, in the Middle East. It's getting really stale and old. And, you know, but we got these rockets and we got these missiles and stuff like that. And they, they got a shelf life. And I'm telling you, they do have a shelf life, right? Uh, so you got 10 years, five years, whatever. Until, you know, this stuff's kind of like an oily substance um, in some of these, you know, explosives. And they have to be used by a certain time. So it's easier to just blow them up than it is to, like, safely dispose of them, right? So what better way than to just make a new war and then say, yeah, we got all these rockets for you. They're, like, uh, used by date, you know, 2023. Use by date. Well, they're two two months past the use by date, but here you go. And then they can buy new ones and get the newer uh next generation weapons. Yep. That's that's what it is, man. Oh. We just moved into the next generation warfare where they uh you know they have better weapons and stuff like that. We want to buy them, but you know, we don't have room on the shelf. So we're gonna get into another war. We're gonna wait, wave the freaking flag, whatever. 
We're going to send this freaking expired shit to them. And then we're going to order all the new stuff and then replenish our shelves. It's a perfect plan, man. And then everybody makes money. You know, all the last past three, four presidents that uh, got everybody hired into their uh, EO position or executive officer positions or whatever are making tons of money. Everyone's making stock money. It's great. It works for all the politicians, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. One last thing. Just check the last link there. Already did. And the, the very last paragraph, Revelation. Oh, Revelation. Says the revelation that the U.S. So, uh, just to give uh, listeners some context, this is the Kundu, was it Kunduz airlift? And I just read about this section here uh, about so basically all the top muckety mucks, you know, all the people of power and privilege, of course, were escaped where other others weren't. Uh, that's usually how it goes in the fall of uh, civilizations and things and countries. But um, it says down here in Revolution, uh, Revelation. Bleh, Sort of Freudian slip. Uh, the revelation that the U.S. had allegedly acquiesced uh, to escape of the uh, to the escape, sorry, of individuals, including the top leadership of the Taliban and Al Qaeda, was a controversial and politically contentious topic within the United States and her aligned partners. You know, fucking say. It says that sparked off a debate in the Western media and elicited denials of knowledge of this event from top Bush administration officials, including Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld. Yes, the burning will never cease. Uh, although numerous articles mentioning such an ongoing airlift of Pakistani and other combatants from Kunduz appeared around that time in several international newspapers, such as the New York Slimes, um, The Independent, and the, the Guardian. Oh boy. The first reference to the specific term airlift of evil appeared in a column on the website of the MSNBC News Network. Oh, geez. These people used to do journalism, folks. The airlift was later denied in the uh, BBC documentary Secret Pakistan, Double Cross and Backlash. And then General Richard Myers, chairman of the Chiefs of Staff, stated that the Kunduz airfield had been disabled by United States attacks. Although part of the field could be used, the runway was not long enough, it says, for transport aircraft to take off or land. But the aircraft was discussed in an email between Sidney Blumenthal. Um, I believe that's the uh, father of Max Blumenthal, who contributes to uh, the, the, the gray airlift. zone. Yeah. The airlift. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also Hillary Clinton. Yep. Oy. Uh, released by the State Department in 2016. Now, discussing a, a Senate report on the Battle of Tora Bora and the escape of Osama bin Laden, supposedly, uh, Blumenthal mentioned that Kunduz airlift as being ordered by cheney and rumsfeld so and also they ordered they ordered so they the taliban al-qaeda and osama bin Laden could escape all right so i'm gonna put this out there uh, especially for people listening in the chat do you think all i gotta say about that do you think <laughs> that dick cheney has consumed human flesh just Absolutely. a simple yes i know he's hunted humans yes just a simple that's answer. another episode i'm not even kidding but, um let's switch Topic slightly just to round out the last of the big four real quick here, gentlemen, because we are running long, but I, I'm loving tonight's episode. We had that uh, uh, brilliant uh, appearance by Gary McBride and everyone at the J6 Vigil and Cole Reffitt. Uh, that's just incredible, man. But um, I wanted to talk about this because when it comes down to it, it comes down to people, our people. And this is about what being called right now yeah. a ground zero and uh, all this imagery being used because um, this is from Daily Mail. It says exclusive. They told us ground zero was safe too. 
it wasn't. And this is a statement from the lawyer for 9-11 cancer victims who's telling East Palestine residents they are right to be afraid and warns toxic train derailment could cause an explosion of illnesses for years to come. So it says Michael Barish uh, represents thousands whose cancer has been tied to 9-11 dust. And he says that the train derailment in East Palestine sent shivers down his spine. And Barish is warning the town's residents not to go home or trust the government. Yep. I don't think we need to go any further than that. I'm just going to switch back to the panel and get off of uh, That's why I get very heated when I talk about, I'm not defending the government. Yeah. I defend the people, not the government. The people. It's about the people. We are the government. Like that's that's it's what our friend Vince, yeah, that's what our friend Vince Ignali would so, tell us. So Greta Thunberg, Greta Thunberg wants you to worry about carbon dioxide. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they just burned this crap in the air. It went in the water. It's <laughs> where's Greta down. now? Nowhere. It's, well, it's going to rain down because this forms, um, from what I understand, these these chemicals that burn together, they form hydrochloric acid, which is going to form. Well, once it bonds with the, the moisture in the air, basically acid rain, the stuff they yep. lied about in the 80s, that mm-hmm. said it was the end of the world. We're going to have acid rain. Our face is going to melt off. They're burning down the rainforest. You know, that that lie went away. That lie went away when Google Earth came around. And we could say, well, the rainforests are everywhere. What are you talking about? They haven't cut down the rainforest. What are you talking about? You know, so that went away. And then Captain Planet lied to us in the 90s, too. Captain Planet was like, oh, these CFCs are eroding the uh, the atmosphere and you're not going to you're not going to have any blockage of the sun. Oh, yeah. 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 Eat the food pyramid, kids. Eat eat all the grains you want like a fucking cow, because that's that's easy feed. It's easy feed to deliver you. You know, we can we can preserve it. We can package it. We can remarket in all kinds of crazy shit. And every new movie that comes out, well, you're going to have you a notice, custom cereal with custom marshmallows in it. And I'll eat all this. Did, did you notice with, with Captain Planet, it was with our rings combined, they summoned the demon? <laughs> oh, yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't do anything yourself. It's it's it takes a village, yeah, right? It it's takes a village basically blood summon. diner. Yeah, it's, it's basically demon. blood diner for kids. Yeah. yeah. yeah but honestly, yeah. Honestly, they, they talk about um, they talk about poisoning. Everything's poison, poison, poison. And I, I mean, I went on and on about this. Uh, I, I actually did this backstage. They didn't do it on online, but I can, I can scientifically prove to you with grade school and and basic um, high school science that their whole premise of global warming is bullshit, hundred yeah. percent bullshit. Uh, just on basic. Basic, provable, repeatable science. Are you talking about thermodynamics laws? Because I've heard those arguments. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Absolutely. I'm onto that shit. Yeah. mm -hmm. It's absolutely 100% true. Um, You know, something's transparent, can absorb heat because it doesn't absorb light. Uh, Light travels as photons. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Anyway. So uh, look up Willie Hoon too, who David Knight um, has has done some interviews with. Apparently, he brought his name up, and he Willie Hoon is the gentleman that, that studies the sun, the big fucking ball in the sky that gives us all the heat and rays well, and things we, of that nature. Also, like, you might want to look at that shit, try and judge stuff from that. Good luck, but you know, speaking of Greta, which which some people were sick enough to have like the time clock when she turns eighteen, uh, and I'm like, why would you want to hit that? That's it's crazy. Right. How dare yeah, you, it's a child? No. I guess you want to eat bugs. Oh, never mind. Oh no! I'm sorry, I went there. Anyway, um, nobody wants her larvae. I completely. She'd be the worst species uh, alien, right, Graves? Oh, 
Like have, no, the have, whole thing. Have you ever seen sure. those movies where they put the yeah. bit? Yeah. The whole thing about CO two causing warming. Oh yeah, you had Actually, the science. We, we have ice core samples over several cycles of this up and down with the solar thing. That this this crap's been frozen in yeah. in the Arctic and stuff for like you know however long it's been frozen. And they've dug them out and they can they can um, pull them apart and see what the particles are in there. Like, Parts per million for that's where they found the moon rocks too. Antarctica. Yeah, and, and they can tell when when they can tell when uh, volcanic uh, eruptions happened, which coincides with some geological geological stuff and finding stuff like that. So yeah. it all it all lines up. But when it comes to global warming, oh, it's not that friendly. They don't want to see it because right. what we see in those ice core samples over and over again in a few cycles is that. The actual heat rises before CO2 rises. It's not vice versa. So sure. they're trying to tell us that CO2 is causing the heat to rise. It's actually the opposite. So heat rises because of natural solar activity. Yeah. And then because heat rises, and I, we talked about this offline earlier. I think Chris was online with us in the backstage. Because heat rises, little animals, you know, like lizards and crickets and and things like that, that survive longer, yeah. so they produce more CO2. So you would expect to see CO2 to go up because that right. the um, mammalian, uh, I'm to say, mammalian kind of life will live longer and be yeah. alive longer, even those that hibernate are alive longer during a longer season, so they produce more carbon dioxide. So you would expect to see in a warmer season that following that, carbon dioxide would go up because they're breathing out carbon dioxide. That makes sense. And are we global cooling? We are. We're in a, yeah. we're in a solar minimum, minimum yeah. right now. And yeah, that's why if you look at the full timeline, you know, and not just mm -hmm. a fragment, you know, of it, yeah. you know, which you can use to cherry pick certain data sets. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they, they yeah. squeeze it down to like one little the hockey stick. Yeah. It's like measuring from the shaft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I measure from. You're skewing the results. Way, you know, You're skewing little, the results here. Butthole. Just, <laughs> yeah. Me. Just all the way from the. Well, on that yeah. note, um, I measure from the. I'm G sorry, that was that was wrong. I'm sorry. Well, but it was you, so right. Yeah, you 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 mentioned <laughs> G spots. We'll talk about the G man here. I'm going to give a quick shout out to uh, as we wrap things up, and we'll give some quick shout outs here for everyone to uh, enjoy. Well, don't go from the G spot to guard. You know, I'm definitely going point. to guard. Yeah, we have to. We have to. Um, this is, <laughs> I'll let it go. So this is so, Liberty yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy Live. Uh, you you fellas were on this great show. Uh, with you know, it says with knights and graves. That's right. It was both Angry Tiger and Jason Barker who you've been listening to on this show, along with our good friend Chris Graves. Um, this was a great uh, epic team up. I look forward to many more. And Guard also okay. discussed having um, individual episodes with all of you uh, in your particular uh, fields of interest and expertise. So I'm looking forward to all of those. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to our. Our good friend, Angry Tiger, he had to dip out a little bit earlier, but I really appreciate him being here tonight. Um, check out his channel here on Rumble called The Tiger's Den. Go there, follow it, like his stuff, share it with your friends, okay? And then if you want to join the conversation, drop some stuff in the in the comments, in the chats, because these guys like to talk uh, to their audience. We like meeting with the community. So um, now also this is his Substack, which is also going to be attached to this week's source list. That source list you'll find on Substack um, under number six, but this is the Tiger and the Snake financial report, which Tiger puts out every week now. Um, he's a machine. He's been pumping these out too, along with the other great content you guys have been producing. So definitely go check that out if you're looking for some info in the realm of finance, because 
Uh, that's more or less his bag. And then, let's talk about your bag, baby. The Foxhole with Jason Barker. And this one was episode number five, which was part two on the war on the food supply. And this was uh, an epic team up with uh, our friend Tom Cooper, too. Yeah, who's uh, Chris Graves, maybe from an alternate dimension, maybe like the two different I'm Batmans even... are coming together. Yeah, I, I mean, just. I didn't know you were going to be on before I set it up, bro, but it was All an right, epic episode. We Graves, even though we don't put you in the descriptions. But, uh, go change it. nobody puts graves in a corner except for yeah. in the comments but no um <laughs> now and uh also wanted to give a shout out to uh the foxhole on substack as well you can also find yes. that uh jason barker on substack he has both writings and yes he has both writings and posting uh the podcast episodes there so utilizing a lot of the stack um yeah. if you want to say that uh, and then um, finally, uh, go follow Knights of the Storm on Rumble, please. Uh, they put an amazing show on every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, they have all sorts of guests on, including our friend Chris Graves. Um, they've, had, they've talked to Lisa Belanger. Um, they, they've, they've had our friend Rhonda on. Like, there's so many cool people. You guys have had Donald Jeffries on, Guard Goldsmith. It just the list goes on um so handy uh, handy was great too and handy man like this handy man not handy man like that handy man all right but <laughs> no but i handy or you know handy as he goes by i believe uh for sure no, is is getting yeah. a handyman like ordering a pizza with extra anchovies i just want to know if handy's like that. that's disgusting guy. jason oh, Better than that. I, I, i'm sure you've all seen the movie from the 80s right Oh, handyman! Yeah, saw one or two of them. Yeah. No, the extra anchovies thing. I forget the name of the movie. Oh, what Fast Times? It's where he was a male prostitute. Man, they ordered the extra anchovies, and he was earning money for college. So if he'd go there and do his never oh, cocktail, never Elm Street, Judd. I don't know. I, I probably saw it. Yeah, I saw for some reason it. nobody knows this movie. It was such what's a the movie? movie. <laughs> It was a movie where this guy was doing. Oh, you don't know the title that you're asking. Okay, I got you. All right. Think of it right now. Oh, All right, God, I'm sorry. Six. We're done. No, no, we'll have to. Oh, we'll have to come business. back to it. Risky business. Maybe. Yeah, with Tom Cruise, they're dancing around in the thing. Yeah, he was like a prostitute. Yeah, anyway. to Bob Seger, you know, da 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 da. He slides out, you know, and then just like yeah. you get the whole Scientology spiel about like all the fucking aliens and where we come from. Yeah, all that shit. Right. Anyway, and then lastly, um, definitely check out Knights of the Storm, the Knights of the Storm .com. Uh, Go there because you can also boop check out the schedule. Um, on the schedule, you'll find the schedule for all of our friends in the DIY media community. People like David Knight, Liberty Conspiracy, that guard, that's Guard Goldsmiths uh, hangout. Um, you got the Get Mad with Chris Graves on the Ocelli Network, Ocelli.com. Yeah, it's not Ocelli Effect is Chuck's show. Yeah, that's so Chuck's show. That might be the you know the link to the thing. <laughs> yeah, Ocelli.com. Um, yeah, and then you'll also find us there every Thursday, usually. Uh, although we've been having a lot of fun doing these Saturday night ones, so I might have to talk to John Henry about our schedule there. But um, it's uh, really great that uh, you have this together, guys. And I really appreciate you guys working with other people in the DIY media community, as I call it. Um, I do think that that's, you know, sort of like when we talk about people lifting us up and people you know, to kind of come full circle for like the 17th time during this show. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, that 
you know, with all of us together, like what we saw happen with Angry earlier in the week when he had some misfortune happen to him, you know, when we got to see and meet with uh, people like Nicole Reffitt and what they're, how they're dealing in with, with, you know, just the anger and frustration and the confusion of having a loved one being locked away for them for, for, for next to nothing, for nothing, you know, like th- those types of situations is that, you know, and, and like you had handy on your show earlier, Jason. That it's just like when we when we come together as a community, man, um, it's a lot better than the fucking Captain Planet bullshit, right? Fuck yeah. That, fuck that heart ring. Fuck that heart ring. <laughs> but um, oh, anyway, anyways, guys, um, final thoughts. This was a long one. I don't know if we have to go back through everything <laughs> we talked about because, whoo, man. But uh, just any final thoughts to leave with the audience on this show, Mr. Jason? Barker? Yeah, we'll, we'll give you first dibs out. Oh, well, I guess I'll go. Uh, thank you for letting me wear the hat. And, yeah, it's uh, awesome, man. I like us, it. Yeah, let us, uh, thanks for letting us freeform it for a while because there's, uh, sometimes we, we kind of cut some, uh, stuff off because we want to keep to a time constraint, but there's stuff to be said. <laughs> Not here, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, there's stuff to be said. And I think that the extra time we went over, Maybe we kind of bullshit a little bit, but there were some important things that came out. And people were hanging out. I could see it in the chat on Rumble. Um, people were still hanging out. So yeah, appreciate you, know, you all it's, being it's here. Worth the, it's worth the time. Oh, yeah, man. I'm glad you all it's spent your time with us. You know, that's something Tiger talks about all the time. Thank you for spending your time with us. I hope we didn't waste it. Hope you got and something. Then, and then something. one more thing yeah. you've got to get Handy on because Handy just, just freaking. No, I can hats tell. Off. Yeah. Off to Handy because Handy was going from a severe anonymous person contributing to David and then slightly to us as well. And he finally just pulled the mask off and said, I'm going. Yes, I know he's not going to put out where he's from. It's funny you but, said that because he joked about wearing a luchador mask and I'm totally down with that yeah. too. Yeah. I think oh, he and was, and he I can show you a video of him yeah, MMA yes. fighting, by the way. I this wanted you to bring that up to me. Oh, shit. MMA yeah, fighters. he really was. I wasn't kidding. He's an MMA guy. I saw the yeah. thing earlier. Dude. Yes. Uh, I hope he did better cool in guy. MMA than Doss Karras Jr. That you guys can't tell me. I just, I just can't thank Handy enough for like, um, I felt like I was the only one out there willing to put it on the line. Um, everyone else kind of does it if they feel safe. But to, to do it and know there's still something, you know, at risk is really hard to do. And Handy just did that today. Yeah. And I, I just I just can't respect them enough, and we need more people like that. And the more of us that do it, the more we'll do it. And that's the point of the DIY media, like you say. We need to show people that they don't have to be afraid, and they can stand up, and they don't have to be subjugated. Stand up and do it, man. That's it. That's all I got, bro. Beautiful words. On to more beautiful Chris Graves. Well, thank you. Yes. No, I just check out the the foxhole, the tiger's den, nights of the storm, blue prisoners podcast, and uh, Donald Jeffries. I protest, and uh, I wanted to say that we have a show tomorrow night at seven. That's important as well. Yes, um, amazing and, story from Dale and Richard, uh, Dale Richardson and Keisha Richardson. Yes, right. And the only other thing is, I look forward to Peter Seacosh and myself with the Jack the Ripper Part Three with Donald Jeffries. Don't take our word for it coming up soon. And the last thing was I just did a get mad with Chris Graves last night, but I didn't get to publicize it in time, but it was with uh, Billy Ray Valentine of the upcoming FreeWorld.fm, And we go all into Cambridge Analytica again and Donald Trump and Steve Bannon and 
the hypocrisy and Tucker Carlson and all. It was a great conversation. Ocelli.com. That's about it. On that note, folks, um, man, I don't even know how to even put like this. I, I usually have something, you know, I usually have something to say at the end of all yeah, these you say, things. Until we meet again. Well, no, I mean, there's that. And I was getting to that. You know, I just, uh, to say something about this episode, man, I just want to say thank oh, you yeah. to everyone just being part of the crew. And I mean that, like from the people that were on the show tonight, the people that we featured, the people in the chat, to everyone that's going to be listening to the replays of this. And I don't even know how many views this thing ended up getting to. We got a lot of interaction on, on Rumble. Um, we got some interaction on Odyssey too. Um, but, you know, just shout out to everybody that's that's part of the DIY media community. Shout out to everybody that's looking for answers, that's out here searching with us. Um, this is why we do this. You know, we, we don't do this for fame. We don't do it for fortune. We do it for truth, light, justice, and the fucking American way. All right. I'm going to end with that and one. And there's no money in it either. So people think we're making Hell money. No. No, there's no. no money. No. But oh, yeah. I'm making so much money. I'm sleeping on the couch. But we are rolling. We are rolling in the intellectual riches of the people in our community. It's like that's Yes, absolutely. So, but love you guys. Um, I'm gonna wrap it there for everybody. Get some sleep, damn it. And uh, wait till wait till Gary figures out that since you guys were talking about Antarctica, that that's his next assignment as as weatherman. <laughs> He's gonna be like, I'm Gary McBride here in Antarctica, and it's really fucking cold. But I'm listening to Pantera, so it makes it okay. Who's Anderson Cooper's green screen? That's all. We got five uh, protesters out here. Yes, <laughs> yes, just like. <laughs> penguins penguins holding signs like j6 was fucked <laughs> you know just just spelled it's a with black a K. And white issue yeah yeah, you yeah, know? yeah i'm like oh i see where you went there i see where you went there you had to get anyway. one in <laughs> but i guess <laughs> yes well on that note then um until we meet again folks and until we are free we are the new prisoners peace thank you for listening to the new prisoners let us know what you think about this week's topics on our Minds page and Substack, or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brideon. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us, or speak freely with us on Gab. Please feel free to share your own sources with us, and remember to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it can make. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email the new prisoner number six at protonmail.com. Provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. And you can also donate to the new prisoners through anchor.fm slash the new prisoner number six slash support. There, you can make a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. We also have a Subscribe Star, where you can make a one-time or recurring contribution at subscribestar.com slash the-new-prisoners. Or you could donate U.S. dollars and crypto to us on Mines and Odyssey. All donations go towards studio upgrades to make more content and advertising to spread the word about the show. Every amount is appreciated. Demand answers, not orders. We are the new prisoners.